Hi, welcome back. Happy New Year. We are back, ready to get into it again here on the Allies of Convenience podcast. And first off, we're going to catch up with what we've been doing over our little extended uh, break. But we are mainly going to be focusing on our preparations and looking forwards towards Caledonian Uprising, which is one of the biggest uh, events in the calendar in the UK. Um, we're going to be going through the rules pack. We're going to be going through our lists. And uh, we will also be going through the first round draw and uh, some of the exciting matches that we can uh, expect to see there and uh, talking to the cast members um, about their thoughts on those matches as well, which we're going to be getting exclusively um, because this podcast is going to be coming out simultaneously with the uh, first round draw and the lists. Um, So I'm very excited about that. Um, So tonight I am joined by uh, Matt Robertson. Hello. Hello. Uh, We've got Mike Collins. Happy New Year, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, we've got James Ramsey. Hello. Uh, Adam Ryland. Hello. Uh, Gareth Donnelly. Hello. Uh, and somewhere in his basement with a monkey wrench is Jesse Newton formatting, air quotes, his computer. Hello, Jesse. The the fucking the ferrets they're everywhere they're causing mayhem. <laughs> uh, is that is that what powers your uh, CPU? The ferrets in the wheel. They're, they're they're my power supply. Come on now, I use a Dorito for my CPU. Oh, okay, okay. You got the little mini uh, the little mini screen. Uh, what's it called? What's the Skaven thing called? God damn it! Screaming bell. No, not the screaming bell. The other one that's Same basically a rat, that's the one the rat the rat wheel thing. Fucking fancy talk already, Jesus. <laughs> well, they're circle they're bases, bases now, so exactly, it's all it's all included now. Well, at least at least we're not converting over to a collectible card game podcast, anyway. So it's all good. Oh, burn. Um, so how was uh, everyone's uh, holidays anyway? What did you all get up to, Matt? What did you do apart from shave the pubes off your chin? Apparently. Oh, I'm, I'm missing them already. I need them back. Yeah, you've had a shave. Unfortunately, I'm yeah. sure you won't have to go too long without uh, the feeling of pubes on your chin, Matt. Don't worry. No, I'm seeing Adam next weekend. <laughs> yeah, just a pair of balls on his chin as well. <laughs> no, no, you won't be there, guys. <clears throat> uh, um, so yeah. yeah, what did you get up to? Uh, 40k wise, not that much apart from we had one day of gaming with Andy and Gas. Uh, we had about four games, which Andy's probably not posted the pictures on Facebook yet because he's lazy. Uh, but apart from that, not much else. Get any uh, nice, nice uh, 40k related presents for Christmas? Uh, nah, no one buys me presents anymore. Nah, you're too old. How's the new house? Deodorant. It's good. The gaming room where I'm sat at the moment is nice. It's also a dining room. Oh, you've got a fancy gaming room. It's a dining room with a big table. You have to remember, Alex, this is up north, so it's in a cave somewhere. So it's like a, a gaming cave. Man's Do you know cave. what? My, I, I actually spent um, a couple of days in between Christmas and New Year's with my, my uncle, which we do every year. And he lives in York, and he's got a bloody huge house. Huge house, and it's... Worth, I think it's worth less than than our house down here, which is a bloody three bedroom terrace. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say the the houses up north are caves. You do quite well for yourselves up there. You do, yeah, but it's also spends six months of the year underwater, doesn't it? York. Yeah, and you have to uh, yeah deal with people up north as well. But other than that, you know, it's oh. lovely. 
It's a bit colder. But I know Stu Corbett, who most of the guys in here will know, has just got, or he's in the process of getting a new house with a gaming room, which has an attached bathroom, bedroom, and kitchen. And a shower as well, or not? Gaming room. It's in the bathroom, so I'm assuming so. Yeah, I hope so. Lots of air freshener as well. Um, Mike, what was your Christmas? Uh, obviously, it's for the for the family now. So you are a family man. Yes, it was good. Well, yeah. Christmas Christmas is good, all very exciting and everything else. And uh, New Year wasn't so good because I was playing nurse to a sick household. Ah, why is that? So, uh, but yeah, uh, just random Christmas bug, you know. Oh, most avoided so not like day, a, but not like not a, no, not like a drunken. Uh, drunken sick house no 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 not with a seven-year-old mink the social services tend to frown on that yeah he was uh... <laughs> he didn't get didn't manage to break into the drinks cabinet again <laughs> yeah not again got a good lock on it this time good man, good man. um but yeah christmas good got a few little bits and bobs for christmas um namely i got five scouts yeah yeah, it's the uh, cornerstone, cornerstone of every good dark angel. Five sniper scouts. Sniper exactly. Scouts. Like, exactly. Extra points for the snipers. You don't. It's free. Uh, dark angels are free. Uh, dark angels are free. Still. See, yeah, yeah, dark angels still, cost five points more than regular scouts. <clears throat> yeah, I've had what about seven or eight games with them so far, and I haven't fired them once. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. But they're so good. Well, they're not Wraith knights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In in that theory land, they're, they're brilliant. On the side arm, if you've got, if you've got eighty of them, they could lance wave serpents. They could do. And if you're down to throwing a sniper scout at wave serpent, then you're pretty fucked, aren't you? Yeah, they're just or an amazing strategist. <laughs> if you have sixty of them, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that's not really going to work out. Anyway, they're Wimmy games. That's what the matters. Good stuff, good stuff. And I've seen a couple of um, pictures that you posted over the break of uh, of your Kelly um, bike and wolf super pals. Yeah, yeah, I'm, nice. I'm all done. I'm 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 all done with like two weeks to spare. Good man. It, it feels wrong. One it feels week. Wrong. Right. Well, it's one week now, but you know he might have been done a week ago. Yeah, I haven't I haven't painted for a whole week. So yeah, this is this is in your living face. the dream. I hope you find you forgot something on the Friday night because it's not a real <laughs> event if you're not painting on a Friday night. Well, I'm, I'm going to paint something anyway on a Friday night because otherwise I won't win because it's superstitious like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So paint my nails or something. Paint mine if you want. Uh, moving on. Jesse, seeing as you're, you're piping up. Hello, sir. Hello, hello. I did a whole lot of nothing. Did Literally you? nothing. Eating. I imagine not, you did a lot a- of eating. That's what Christmas yes. is about. Yeah. Yes. How many sausages? Eating, how many years. sausages wrapped in bacon did you eat this Christmas? Uh, none for Christmas, but on my keto diet I'm on, I'm eating a ton of things like that. Your what diet? A keto diet. Yes, I went on a keto so like, diet. It's been, it's been is wonderful. That, is it's that like a large yeah. Japanese dog? No, no. It's a it's a high fat. Medium protein, low carb diet. Oh, ketosis. It's been wonderful. Oh. Yeah. Keto. Oh, okay. Yeah, Keto. I had to translate it from your accent. There's a T in there. It's, co- it's Cockney rhyming slang, I think. Yeah, <laughs> keto. K E T O. Keto. T- keto. There you go. <laughs> oh, keto. keto. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm Keto. Yeah. Yeah. 
a keto kind of like Toto, but with a T instead of a D. <laughs> So why are you saying it with a D? I'm not. I'm saying it with a T. He, he, he can't. You know, price of freedom, Matt. That's what it is. You lose, God. You God. You know, you let these guys come up with a language, and now they don't even know how to speak it anymore. Whatever. I think I Taste ate... ferrets getting in the way of your mouth. I think I ate about 40 sausages wrapped in bacon over this Christmas period. It was it was a wonderful, yeah. wonderful holiday time. That's, that's not a normal... That's not a normal... Yeah. Uh, a thing as far as i know of over here in the states i did however eat a ton of ham like i mean i probably ate an entire like ham like not not even a ham just like a a pig i've just ingested it it is now one with me is it living barbara in looked on in horror barbara looked on in horror matter of fact i'm going to i'm going to finish recording this podcast with barbara do you want to let everyone know what barbara it is just in case we I, I don't know what you're doing with Barbara during this podcast. He's talking about a sex toy, ladies and gentlemen. A sex toy. I uh, say, so yeah, if you missed it, Barbara is an inflatable sheep, which um, you guys took over to uh, was it Nova. Yeah, took to Nova in the ETC. Um, uh, uh, Matt, you know exactly what I'm doing with this bad boy. That's right what I'm worried now. about. It's keeping me nice and warm, if you know what I mean. Moving I'm on, sure. moving, <laughs> moving very swiftly. I'm saying it's a sheep, and sheep's wool is warm, even though it's plastic. It's still close enough. It counts as. Does she still have the red tape? Come on, yeah, she's she's still taped up because uh because Mark Axel decided to try to murder her in a, in a violent fit of rage. At least it wasn't the Rafe night. No, oh uh, then, then when, one you of said, ears... when you said um, when you said she still got the red tape in my mind for some reason I thought that was like you know like the seal on a fucking on a bottle <laughs> like so you know that it's not been used yet is the red tape still on her? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't after Nova. Have you broken the seal? Oh. Uh, James, how are you? Fine, thank you. Yeah, so I just want to talk to a normal human being. You pick James. Exactly. Yeah, well, at, least, at least he's not going to start talking about buggery and blowjobs. Yeah. Go on, James. Don't do us proud. <laughs> Don't let us down, James. You're the chosen one. Uh, how was your Christmas and New Year's? Do you celebrate Christmas on the Isle of Man? <laughs> yes, we do celebrate Christmas on the Isle of Man. Do you have a weird name for it as well? Like the Halloween? No. No, we don't have hot Janae is Halloween, but we know we don't have anything different for Christmas. Hot hot Janae. Hop Tune. Hop Tune. Yeah, that's what we call Halloween. I'm pretty sure I've met people named that of ethnic <laughs> d- distinction here in Philly. James. <laughs> oh, he's getting in trouble. Yeah, I'm getting in trouble now. Is it he's on timeout. Is it my fault <laughs> okay, for posting so- on Facebook. No. <laughs> Is James allowed out to play? Only for a brief period. Oh. <laughs> well, let's let's get it done then. Uh, Adam, hello, sir. Hello there. You're right. I'm good. I'm good. How was your uh, How was your Christmas and New Year's? Oh, so good. I've eaten so much. Yeah. I think I've put on a stone. A stone. Maybe more. Jesus. How much? How many pounds is a stone? Uh, 14. Oh my God. 14. Can I just interrupt, Jesus. guys? Has anyone seen what Andy's girlfriend just put on Facebook? Andy broke the bathroom lock and he's stuck inside. 
What? And he's stuck in a bathroom. Can I? Yep. Can I tell you? Can I please tell you that? So he can't come out. I asked Andy if he was online, and he said something's cropped up, and I can't get out of the in-laws. I'll be about nine thirty until I can get home. So these are the lies. Yes, but, four but to be fair, if I if I locked myself in the in the bathroom, I would also lie to everybody. Plenty of water. Oh dear. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mr. Donnelly, that leaves us with you, sir. Ew. Do I want to know what you did this Christmas and holiday period? Lots of anal and blowjobs. Wonderful. I hope you got paid well for them all. Is that why you no, it, was all, it was all freebies and favours. Got all the Santa's little elves. We didn't have a carrot for Rudolph, so had to do something. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> you didn't know if he was coming or going that night, because he walked oh, out God. with a red arse as well as a red face. <laughs> <laughs> Now, apart from all that fun frivolity, uh, <coughs> Christmas was quite chilled out. Kids had loads of fun. Um, didn't do a fat house apart from eat, which is quite normal. Um, and then 40K-wise, been cracking on with the Centurion bomb and learning how it works and having about 78 different decisions about what to add to the Centurion bomb to make it super duper awesome. Um, had quite a few pl- practice games with uh, Adam and also uh, Brett Armitage and Chewbacca. So we've had quite a few 40k days, which is cool, over Christmas. Nice, nice. That's about it. And that was about it, really. It was just, just enjoying 7th Ed, if all said and done. Guys, have you been on telly? There's a show on Channel 4 the other night, and I wasn't sure if you were on it or not. What was it called? Something about swingers' secret parties. I was asked to go on there, but I thought no, because I'm inundated as it is. Fair enough. Yeah. Couldn't afford your uh, appearance fee as well, I'm sure. Yeah, I know. 50 quid's a lot of money. <laughs> what do you do for that 50 quid? I don't want to know. You really don't want to know. Anyway, let's let's move on and get into this. Oh, no, I really want to know. No, 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 no. We need to stick here. <laughs> what did you do for that? <laughs> Come on, me, me, me and Barbara were very interested. <laughs> 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 Things that make even Barbara close her eyes. It's not just his interest that's peaking. Uh, yes. Don't worry, Barbara got something else to peak a long time ago. So, as promised, we are going to be going through um, our preparation and giving you a little bit of background information and also going through the first round draw of one of the biggest 
current events in the UK tournament calendar, Caledonian Uprising. Uh, and to help us with that, we have tournament organiser Tim King with us. Thank you very much for joining us, Tim. No, thank you for having me. Pleasure. Um, so how long have you been running Caledonian Uprising? Uh, this will be the uh, fifth year of Caledonian. Uh, it's run, I think, uh, was it three times at Maelstrom. Uh, last year was the first time it ran at the Northwest Gaming Centre. And, uh, yeah, returning for the fifth year to the Northwest Gaming Centre. Um, have you done any other events that people may sort of link you to as well? Uh, yeah, I think I'm fairly well known for one reason or another in the UK. Um I run an awful lot of 40k events, so I've, I've run everything from uh, kill team um, up to doubles, team events, um, and when I, I used to be the events manager at Maelstrom, uh, so I used to run uh, other gaming systems, so Fantasy, Hordes, War Machine, that sort of stuff. Okay, so you're very accomplished in the tournament organisation world. Um, you're also involved with uh, Team Scotland as well, is that correct? Yep, um, yeah, one of the founding members uh, way back in, oh blimey, probably 2009. I think we've been going for about five or so years, six years now. Uh, I actually played for Northern Ireland the year before that as a mercenary because uh, I was based over in Germany uh, with the military at the time. And uh, they needed a mercenary about a month out before the event. And yeah, that's how it all sort of started, really. Uh, so for the people that aren't aware, do you want to tell us how uh, Caledonian Uprising actually came about? Yeah, so um, oh, it must be about five or six years ago now. Um, I uh, played for Northern Ireland as a mercenary at the European Team Champs. And uh, I met uh, a fine gent called Neil Kerr, uh, who was playing for England at the time. And Neil Scottish. I was born in Scotland. Um, so we basically started the ball rolling about forming the Scottish team. And uh, part of that, we decided to do uh, Well, I sort of, you know, uh, took it upon myself to start a, a fundraising event, which was Caledonian. And the uh, five pounds of every ticket goes uh, directly to the team to uh, help subsidise uh, shirts, uh, a little bit of hotel um, uh, costs whilst we're actually abroad. And uh, there's also the Any of Caledonian... the bar tab. Oh, we're in the bar tab, of course the bar tab. <laughs> uh, then uh, there's also the raffle we do at Caledonian Uprising, which um, um, generally uh, the players who've who've uh, taken part in a previous ETC are invited to donate a prize, and we um, raffle that off, and the proceeds again go to the team. So it's all really about uh, raising some money for the team, gets the guys together, uh, we have um, obviously um, a very strong contingent now up in Scotland. There's a few of us uh, trapped south of the border, and then you get a few others who are a bit further afield. And so it's a good opportunity for us all to get together before we run into home nations and obviously the European team champs. Uh, how essential is it to get this um, fundraising together? Like, how important would it be to uh, you know to actually Team Scotland? Um, I think you know the team. The team would still uh, participate. It just makes it easier. Uh, you know, this is a you know, some complete, of the burden a little bit. Yeah, it's completely amateur sport um, or you know a hobby as such. So I mean, where have we been? We've been. I, I've been to Germany once in Northern Ireland. Then the following year for Scotland, we've been to Switzerland, which uh, fantastic place and you know great weekend, but very expensive. 
Uh, we then went to um, Poland. We've been to Serbia. So, you know, we, we do, you know, a lot of traveling. The home nations have moved around as well between sort of Wales, Northern Ireland, Ireland, uh, England. Last year was in Scotland. So there's a fair bit of uh, expense regarding, um, you know, just, you know, getting to places. Uh, and that's what it's for. It's not really, you know, it's not going to pay for your army or anything like that. It just, you know, you know maybe knock a hundred pounds off your bill. Um, so obviously this year, Caledonian Uprising is one of the largest events ever of its kind. Um, you're over 180 entrants now, is that correct? Uh, yeah, well, we we sold 180 and I think we're looking at about 175 at the moment. Okay. There's been four or five people who've dropped out uh, and I think we have literally got everybody in the country who's interested in playing. Um, so can't, can't exactly find any more uh, replacements at this time. Good stuff, good stuff. I mean, how do you feel about that? Obviously, I think I, I remember seeing that you guys were um, expanding um, the, the, the tournament to accommodate all this interest. You know, in a time where people were very quick to say, you know, tournaments attendance is down and the competitive scene is in a, in a, in a lull, you know, to be able to get 180 plus tickets sold um, is, is very impressive. So, you know, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I, th- I think it's you know it's, it's a str- it's a strange uh, thing, and you know trying to put your finger on it, you know why why I've sold so many tickets. Um, I mean, I remember we had you know, Northern Warlords GT. Uh, when was that sort of September time? Um, I think when before I put the tickets on sale, and um, back then, uh, or even in the summer before I went to the ETC. Um, <coughs> I was sort of—I wasn't even sure if I was going to run Caledonian because I wasn't sure where my head was with 40k. Uh, but you know, I, I really do enjoy running events. You know, it's why I did it as a job and, and why I still do it uh, as part of my um, uh, my current job as such. Um, and so yeah, I put the tickets up for sale, and well, I think it was less than five days we sold 120 tickets. Wow, so it's like very uh, yeah. So it's obviously there was interest there. And uh, last year, uh, the Northwest Gaming Centre wanted me to expand, uh, which I thought was a ridiculous idea at the time. Um, but then I was thinking about it. I mean, I've, I've run a 240-person Hordes and War Machine event when I worked at Maelstrom. Um, but I thought, well, I mean, I've never heard of a 40K event of this size outside of, you know, America, outside of the ETC. Um, and, you know, I do like to push myself and thought, you know, will I ever get to, um, you know, run a 40k event of this size ever again? And so, yeah, jumped in, put the extra 60 tickets up on sale and they all sold up fairly quickly as well. And it's good to see, you know, the people supporting. Um, is there any other events that are going on at this sort of time that are of that comparable size? Why do you think it is that, you know, you've been able to attract that that number? Um, I mean, I'd like to think that obviously, you know, being the fifth year, um, I've obviously, you know, <coughs> built up um, an event that uh, people have enjoyed coming to. Uh, but not only that, that they've enjoyed it so much that they've told their friends, uh, you know, and got them to come along. I mean, historically, I think there's always been a throne of skulls on the same weekend. Um, but I don't know. Is Warm World closed at the moment with um, refurbishment? It is, and obviously they also fucked their tournament format by allowing people to take all kinds of nonsense. So, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, as I say, you know, um, I think uh, people very much on the tournament scene vote with their feet. And I've obviously done something right to, you know, get this so you know this amount of support which you know is fantastic for uh, not only for the event but i think for the community as a whole because um, you know we're going to have 180 <coughs> like-minded individuals uh, all in the same room at the same time definitely i'm sure we're all looking forward to it um so obviously the main thing that everyone wants to know about tournaments first and foremostly is you know the rules pack um with seventh edition as it is um you can pretty much turn up to a tournament and see all manner of combinations and, and permutations of uh, rules and comps and missions and what have you. So um, do you want to take us through um, some of the, the, the key things in, in the rules pack um, that you feel uh, are, are, are sort of your strongest contributions in terms of uh, Cali as a, as, a, as a unique event? Okay. Um well, I think, you know, if you sort of go through it sort of chronologically as such, uh, what makes Caledonian unique, uh, we actually start on the Friday in, in a, in a minor way. Uh, I actually do put on um, gaming for, for the entrance, uh, which is, you know, sort of free or including your ticket, however you want to look at it on the Friday. So there's an open tournament that people can just turn up, uh, register on the evening and play, because a lot of people, you know, do travel up the night before an event, uh, we've got a big contingent from Belgium coming over and Holland, and there's obviously the Scots driving down. Um, so um, yeah, it's it, co- it you know, cost me nothing to put these. There's an extra three round event on the Friday evening, um, so that's the, that. Um, and then moving into the actual main event, um, I think Cali is one of the few events that have stuck. Well, stayed at 1850. Um, historically, it's it's because you know it's used for EDC prep and stuff. Um, now, the problem Caledonian has, in a way, is that it's eight months before the ETC. So I'm actually writing the rules pack almost a year before the next uh, European Team Champs. Um, so it is a bit hard to try and anticipate where we're going to go with the rules pack. But historically, it's kind of the same sort of deal. Uh, which I think you know does attract a lot of um, the sort of the more competitive players, shall we say? Um, and then you know the rest, the rest of it. You know, I, I try and make the event as uh, inclusive as possible. Um, so there are soft scores, you know, for painting. Um, some people don't like it, but you know, the hobby is not all about gaming. Um, <coughs> this year, I've um, not only will we have the best painted army. Voting on the Sunday, uh, we now have a open painting competition on the Saturday. So you can uh, submit your like best painted character, best painted unit, and there'll be a few little prizes there that um, um, I think MicroArt Studios have provided us a few prizes for that. Nice, nice. Um, so that sort of opens it up more to the, sort of the hobbyist side or the you know the the not super competitive players. Um, Definitely, yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think that's you know that's uh, you know, where where it's sort of grown. You look at some of the sort of you know club players that have come along in a previous year, had a cracking time, and now they're bringing like the rest of their club along. Uh, and you know, there's there's different things people can aim for. Uh, I do best general um, single codex, but then also I do best general for like groups. So um, all the demon, chaos, space marine, allied sort of forces together will be groups under one banner uh all the space marine 
uh, allies, space wolves, blood angels, they'll all be grouped together. Um, so there's a few like little things going on with that. Um, and then there's also the Highlander, um, which is not a separate event. It's actually r- run within the main event. So, so it's what like you a, can an do optional is... opt-in sort of. Yes. Yep. So what you, all you have to do is submit a Highlander list uh, for um, basically for those who don't know is uh, there can only be one. Uh, we relax that for the troop choices. So you can duplicate troop choices, um, but you can't take more than one on, of any other unit entry in your list. And uh, the first round, you'll be guaranteed to play a Highlander player. But then it's just you're in the, the rest of the main event for the rest of the tournament. But at the end of the event, not only do I look at the top three players of the main event, I also look at the top three people that restricted themselves by just playing Highlander. Jesse, and, uh, Jesse yeah, wants to know. Jesse wants to know whether you consider Knight Errant and Knight Imperial Knights. Are they are they are they separate units? Are they two different entries? And if so, is there a space for him to fly over on the? Uh, <laughs> well, you'd only More be able to take two knights. Why not? Because you, you could only have one of each. Yeah, well, but you take one one errant, one paladin, and one archeron, and you go. And then you take <laughs> yeah. then you take a then you take a sanguinary guard unit, a priest, Astarath, Dante, uh, and attack those squad, Scott squad. I already got the list. I'm ready to go. Excellent. Just let me know. <laughs> Book your flight. Book your flight now. Um, <clears throat> that actually obviously. Uh, no, I'm us... going to float over. I'm very <laughs> uh, The the ferrets can paddle as well. It's all good. Um, yeah, and and I'll just fight off the sharks and live off of them for the for the journey. Excellent. I actually saw um, Unbroken. Has anyone seen that yet? I wanted to go see it. Yeah, they actually do catch a shark in you know in the sea and then pull it into the pull it into the life raft and eat it raw. It's very unpleasant so i wouldn't recommend it um that actually reminds me speaking of knights um of uh jesse's going to the for the archer on um uh, what's your stance in the tournament of forge world uh pro forge world in so much as uh i, I like caledonian to be inclusive <coughs> as possible um so you know I, I you know if people want to use their forge world models then you know please do um, the issue I'm finding now is that um, they're just not keeping up to date with, you know, their, their rules revisions, and, and there's that sometimes situations are coming up where they, you know, it's not quite clicking. Um, so we, there's been a few things we've had to address this year. Um, but no, I mean, you know, if you've got the model, why can't you play with it? Um, I think there has to be a certain amount of balance, uh, which is why I've limited Lords of War. Uh, I think the limits are like 480 points. Uh, so you can have anything below that, but nothing above that. Um, so those sort of strength 10 AP2 tremendously large blasts that ignore cover are possibly going to be floating around at Cali. There's a few Typhons. Um, there's a few Lynxes uh, flying around. Um, yeah, I'd say probably even more than five of each. Um, probably not even that. But there are a few. Yeah, something to look out for for everybody. What about hornets, Tim? There are an awful lot of hornets. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's um, more hornets than a uh, Chinese um, factory. Are there hornets in Chinese factories? I wasn't aware of that. (laughs) Um, There aren't any more. They've all come over here, haven't they? 
So let's go through the general event information. Um, so I see you're using the um, UK GT FAQs. Um, uh, and that's, that's that's really down to um, you know the amount of work those guys put in, uh, and versus you know the amount of time I'd have to put in to write my own FAQ. Uh, so you know, big thanks to them. Uh, I know Matt is on on that committee. Um, you know, and without that, you know, I would have all those questions being asked of me. So it's just a lot easier for me to adopt it, and then everybody's using the same sort of set of FAQs in the independent tournament scene. Strength ten Thunderwolves, for example, is in that. Sure, right. Strength seven. <laughs> it is. It is. It's. It's only. It's only the ICs, not Thunderwolves themselves, that this that's FAQ'd. It doesn't need an FAQ, Mike. It's in the rules. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> st Strength seven, Mike. Strength seven. Strength seven, yeah. Um, so I see you're using. Also, you're using um, the uh, ETC and UK. GT missions. Yeah, it's um I think it's exactly the same as the UK GT. Okay, brilliant stuff. So the modified um, and, and modified uh, Maelstrom um parallel yeah. with uh, Eternal War. Yeah, yeah, I mean um having played that the ETC I actually really like the format. Um I think it's a nice balance of Maelstrom uh, and the Eternal War and also by adopting, you know, the same same sort of mission set because um, we've all had played in the heats now, or a lot of us have played in the heats now. Um, you know, a few of us should already you know know how to play the missions and you know what's going on. Probably. So, not, so it seems very. It seems like you're going for a nice, uh, a familiar feel for the for the rules pack for the for the tournament. Um, now, obviously, the other the other thing which is very important for tournaments is army composition, and that is so. Up in the air for seventh edition, um, you know. You see these uh, these these crazy Americans with like fifteen sources um, and anything in between that. Um, but we only allow two sources in almost all the events except Depticon. Yeah, I actually didn't. Mister exaggerating did, much? Well, sorry, I just kind of I just listened to um, Forty well, Narratives. They do allow the other day, and um, I, heard, oh, yeah, well, uh, I heard Kenny take the mic. They don't count. And do um, I think he, he came up with like a seven source list for Adepticon, which was yeah. Easy. Adepticon's Adepticon's kind of kind of uh, the outlier on that. Yeah, but um, I, we do allow self allying because they don't allow you to take. Uh, they they worked it in the self allying because they didn't want you to be able to just take multiple detachments from the same formation regardless. So they don't allow like double cads or anything like that. So they worked it in to allow self ally to kind of force you into two sources because uh, almost all the tournaments only allow two sources here in the states. Mm. And how's Cali doing? It? Sorry, I said how's Cali doing it because you know I I didn't know so if I could come over there on my Imperial Knights. Yeah, definitely. So uh, what's your, what are you going for in that, Tim? Okay, so um, you know, bearing in mind the rules pack was written <coughs> last summer, um, so um, we just sort of come back from the ETC, uh, and everything was still pretty much up in the air. Um, I effectively said that you had to have uh, one combined arms detachment, or what I classed as a named large detachment. So you were starting to get uh, the Grey Knights got their Nemesis Strike formation, and then the Dark Elder got their real space raiders. 
So you had to take one of those, and then you could ally in one other source, and that could be a formation, it could be an allied detachment, or what I called um, small detachments. So you've got Inquisition, Assassins, Knights, and you could take Knights as primary as well, if you wanted. Okay, so... Um, so so it, was, it was kind of two sources, but it was a bit um, more restricted than just saying just two sources. So you're you're basically considering the faction specific detachments to be within the same sort of bracket as a as a combined arms detachment, and you must take one of those. Um, if you, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and you can't, uh, you know, back... but you can't take a second. Um, you can't take a second faction specific detachment. So, you've, whereas, say for example, uh, the GT, you could take. Um, a Space Marine combined arms, and then ally a Champions of Fenris uh, formation to that, sorry, detachment to that. You can't do that at Cali. Um, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Brilliant. Um, and what was your, what yeah, was your I mean, sort of thought behind that? Well, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I think it's, you know, you could say it's the hangover from 6th. Uh, you know, back, back when we wrote, well, I wrote the rules pack, uh, it's kind of where my head was. Uh, I mean, personally, I think uh, if you're going to allow two large detachments to ally, why can't you do double CAD? Mm. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like double CAD. And so, well, if you're going to allow, you know, CAD plus, um, you know, company of the Great Wolf, then why can't you take CAD? Um, I think a lot of people were, you know, you know, Necrons in particular were spamming, you know, six annihilation barges. Um, <laughs> but, you know... It's just the way it is. Uh, you know, you made, made the decision back then and, you know, stick to it once tickets are sold. Well, exactly. I mean, it's it's certainly not um, negatively affected your attendance in any way, shape or form. Um, <clears throat> I think you've got... You've got more people attending this event than the combined total of the three GT heats. Would that be correct? Yeah, I, uh, I mean, this is it. I mean, I was I was uh, chatting to somebody about it, you know, and he suddenly realised that one of the two rooms that I've got has still got twice the size of any other event that's run in the UK this year. I think, mm. well, certainly since Seventh Edition's been released. Well, it's great um, to see that that amount so... of support and interest. Definitely, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so, Cali is a pre-submission uh, tournament, which means you have to. Uh, um, submit your army list for checking and review and all that good stuff in advance um, you were quite respectable with it and reasonable you know like I don't think there's has there been anyone that's been penalized uh, yeah there, you know there, there has been a few people this year um, what I tend to do the, the reason we do pre-submission is that I mean certainly this year 180 people 180 lists it's a lot to check at the weekend and I end up, you know, almost employing uh, a team of people just to check lists at the event. By doing pre-submission, we um, remove that burden. Uh, we also, um, you know, it, I think it's a, you know, a huge advantage for everybody to know what you're playing. We can put the draw up, you know, sort of 10, 15 minutes before the round starts. And even if you get to your table and your opponent's late, you can still be, you know, you start looking at their list and it, you know, speeds up the start of the game. How long are the rounds? Uh, three hours. Back. Yeah. Three. I mean, that, that, it can save you know a good few minutes, and obviously a few minutes here and there all helps. You know, rather than, oh, can I see your army list? All right, cool. 
never look through that. What does that do, sort of thing? You know, like it, it saves you a bit of time if you know who your next opponent is. You can at least check in advance and have a little bit of an idea in your head, and maybe even come up with you know uh, some strategy or tactics, and that might ex- you know expedite your play as well. So I, I don't see it as a bad thing. Um, no, no, uh, you know it has worked well each year. Um, there are um, there's there's twenty points for your army list, ten points for submitting it on time, and ten points for it being correct. Uh, what I've done uh, this year, which I, I did last year, um, I had some free time, you know, the week before list submission, and said if anybody gets their list into me now, I'll check it for you. If there's a problem, we'll fix it with no penalty. And I had five or ten people just submit their list because they were ready. Uh, they all got checked. A couple of them, you know, not wrong as such, and we'll we'll come on to um, a couple of the little niggly admin things. Um, but they all they all got fixed. Actually, I think one, yeah, there was the, uh, I think there was a couple of Belgian players who possibly had uh, the same list and had the same mistake. It was it was some cut and paste thing I think with the, with their forum. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, it all got fixed in time. Um, but you still get players submitting at. You know, five minutes before midnight on deadline day. Um, I think uh, I think Rob Sims. Um, he tried to butter me up in the email, but the timestamp said three minutes past. But I let him off because I was fast asleep at the time. But um, yeah, so um, problems we've had. So there's probably uh, he says looking at his notes. You, uh, there's a couple of people with late lists. Um, I mean, leading up to list submission, I uh, emailed a few people, you know, trying to chase up their lists. Um, but with 180 people and a lot of people leaving it to the last minute, there wasn't an awful lot uh, we could do. And uh, there's probably 10 people who were going to receive a uh, incorrect list penalty. Um, What's the, like the most common um, uh, errors that you're, you're finding on on these on these lists? Well, most common errors that we've not penalised is Warlord. Uh, you know, yeah. it does clearly say in the rules pack, and it does say in the rules book now that when you um, form your army, you have to declare who your Warlord is. Um, and the amount of people we were probably talking about a third of the event and uh, didn't declare their Warlord. Um, but what we did is we checked the list. List, if you know, if it's points-wise was correct, it got moved into a different folder on our our group email, and I just simply sent them an email saying, "Who's your Warlord?" Um, it's quite funny now, actually, that people don't realise it doesn't have to be a HQ choice, because the amount of emails I got uh, back. Any going, character is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. The amount of emails I got back going, Duh, it's you know this HQ. I went, well, actually, it can be any any character now. Hmm. Um, I, mean, I think the only restriction you have is it can't be a character in an allied detachment. Hmm. But if you have a formation with your primary detachment, well, sorry, this is the thing. Primary detachment is the name of where the warlord is. So if you had a formation with your other detachment, uh, you can make a character in the formation the warlord. Now there isn't a, a rule per se that says you can, but I think it's the Cabalite Warriors formation from the Dark Elder Codex. Uh, it does talk about being able to re-roll the warlord trait if the warlord's in this formation. Mm. So by process of elimination you must be allowed to do it and i think there's one person i think it was joe was it joe freeman we were discussing earlier i think he's got sky tyrant um and which is the, the hive tyrant in the unit of the gargoyles yeah and yeah. so i think that's uh, andy oaken brought it up saying that it was his list was the wrong way around i said well it is and it isn't 
because the formation becomes the primary detachment, even though at Cali it's kind of the second. Because most people, most people are obviously have played the game for a, for a while, a bit longer than just seventh edition, so it's difficult for people to get their head around it. But um, mm-hmm. especially with the the format of Cali, and that you need to have a combined arms detachment or similar, um, yep. or, or a faction faction a unique faction detachment. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 learned so lots. People, you know, yeah, people are yeah. going to assume that that is quote unquote the primary, and anything else is is otherwise. But yeah, obviously, it all takes a bit of getting used to for us, I think. Yeah, you know, it's, it's education, and you know, for, I mean, I've been refereeing tournaments now for you know five years or you know longer, and uh, I, I I do enjoy a good rules query. Uh, you know, if 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 it involves a bit of a search and a bit of a think, uh, I've got no problems with that. You know. I mean, GW do like to challenge us, so uh, you know it's good to have a little nosy around, and then you know come up with the answer. Yeah, and when you share it, well. you know when you Especially share when it, it involves uh, strength nine thunderhammers. So I enjoy that. <laughs> um, what is the <laughs> what's the what's the worst mistake you've seen so far on any of these lists? You don't have to name names. Oh, the people. The I, people I, I, that I, I, it I is have to. Will know. I have to. Oh, okay. Okay. Right, fair enough. You can name names. It's, that's all good well, as well. Uh, well, I think I will. You know, I think he'll take it in good spirit. Um, I, th- I enjoyed uh, Stu Robertson's Tau list, uh, which had Ovessa as the only HQ choice. Um, I thought that was. I'm sure was quite... people around the world wish that that was possible. Um... Yeah. Um, now, I mean, in uh, you know what you, we can do with the Dark Elder, you can take the Court of the Archon mm. as a HQ choice. Take if you line, take yeah. an, yeah, if you take the Archon. That becomes a HQ choice that doesn't take a slot, mm. but you but you can take it without the Archon. It takes a HQ slot. So there are a few Dark Eldar players who are taking the ten point Lamian in a Venom, uh, you know, as their you know um, HQ choice. But the Lamian is not a character, so it can't be a Warlord. So uh, I was looking into that the other day. So I think he's got a um, he's got a champion in one of his Reaver Jet Bite units now, who's going to be the Warlord, okay. uh, which is perfectly legal. Um, but you know the biggest mistake really is maths. Um, you know it is it gets very frustrating where uh, I mean Caledonian is a little bit anal in how I want you to lay your armor list out. Yeah, but you know we we ask you to list the the price of the unit and then the price of all the upgrades you choose, be they free or not, um, and then the total and the amount of people that can't take. A stream of five or six numbers, tap them into a calculator and spit, you know, the right number out at the end. Uh, it's been a little bit frustrating, um, but most people have ch- uh, changed them okay. Um, and then the other one, which I think would be quite useful for people to to know if they haven't done already, is a lot of these named detachments don't allow you to take fortifications. And I've rejected at least two uh, high fleet detachment lists. So the new three HQ NID list um, that have taken uh, fortifications. Um, so unfortunately, someone's got an arm list penalty for that. And you know, they said, "Oh, there's all in all these rules to read." I said, "Well, you've obviously read the rules to see the three HQ choices." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how do you get, how do you keep track of it all? Like, I've always wondered as a TO because there's so much, there's so many sources for formations and detachments and data slates these days you know i presume you haven't bought all of them because you're not living on the street destitute 
So how do you, I mean, do you have sort of like a group of you sort of that collate together the the material? Yep. So, um, yeah, as I said earlier, Caledonian is a team event. Um, So the Scottish team all muck muck in. Uh, I give them a fair amount of grief on the internet to, uh, you know, get checking lists. And so we have like, you know, as you can imagine from a sort of a team, you have your Eldar specialist, you have your Necron specialist and whatever. So they sort of divvy up the list and get through them. the I think the Romanian captain uh, did a list for the European team champs of all where the formations are found, all the different publications. So I pinched that for Caledonian. Um, but even then, you know, things still slip through the net. Um, I was when I was cut and pasting the list documents, and I noticed there was a couple of lists that were points correct, but then we had this problem with the um, the fortifications slipping through. Um, so, you know, I'm sure, you know, there, there could be a few lists out of the 180 that may not be 100% accurate, um, but the onus is still on the players to have a legal list. Uh, we do everything we can, but at the end of the day, like you say, you can't own every book, you can't know every book. I know in America they have problems with people that are um, used to using sort of battle scribe and those sort of things which are kind of automated and they're not checking things against the actual codex and the actual printed versions or digital versions um and they have errors there um yep yeah yeah at least I they mean, don't have mass errors there but then obviously you know it's well different... you say you say that i mean um i mean i've i've been going to tournaments for an awful long time and i have seen events where people have you submitted lists i think you know fantasy i think we were using battlescribe at some point and the points were in wrong for particular items so mm. people were submitting le- uh, legal lists, mm. but Battlescribe was telling them it was legal. Yeah. Um, so they're like, well, it's not my fault, it's the program. And then the TO is like, well, actually... You yeah, know, it's you should always, always double-check your list against the original <laughs> um, source. Yeah, yeah so I, I always um, I ban uh, any... Uh, list in that format, uh, you know, I make people type out their lists. Yeah, I, I found um, that quite easy to follow as well. Like, uh, it, it took me like twice to read it through. I saw the format, realized we you know the, the the various relevant um, parentheses that you want used for different things, and um, yeah, it was quite easy to follow. I'm sure you get uh, a few people that maybe forget to put down upgrades as well on certain things. Um, yeah, we've had, we've had a few. Um, one of the uh, cast members, Mr. Donnelly, uh, his Storm Raven, he didn't declare his um, so multi melter and yeah. twin last cannon. Um, but I mean, that's what, all I want to know is what choices you've made, be they free or not. Yeah. Um, uh, so with that, um, the one that gets missed a lot is uh, nominating your force weapon or power weapon. Um, you know, people can say, well, it's what the model's got, which is fine. Um, but you know we we do get fairly competitive at Cali at the top end, uh, and I wouldn't say I w- uh, uh, you know think anybody would have perhaps a couple of different weapon choices in the box, but it just keeps it all nice and clean if everything's nominated on the list. All good, all good, and it just allows people to focus on the game a lot more, which is which is what we're there for. Yeah, I mean this is it. It, it cuts a huge amount of uh, pressure at the tournament away from. Myself as the TO, um, the referees, and the players. You know, everybody now knows that they've got army lists that they can look at, in, and I'll be releasing this as a PDF document on the Thursday, and um, you know, people can go into the PDF document. It'll have hyperlinks between uh, the, the sort of the alphabet at the front and the, uh, the bottom of each page. It takes you back to the index, so people can navigate it fairly well. 
I mean, in previous years, I have hyperlinked everybody's names on the main index at the front, um, but I didn't fancy creating 180 bookmarks this time. Um, so you just have to do a little bit. But, you know, it's a nice PDF uh, which people can uh, download and then have it on their smartphones or whatever. And, you know, you don't have to carry around a big wad of lists. And we don't have to either. Very handy. I know you've got sort of like hyperlinks in there as well, which I found pretty, pretty useful. Um, yep. Take you to uh, take you to people's uh, names directly. Uh, so if the people have been following on uh, Facebook, um, I know you've been keeping us abreast very happily about uh, all the great prize support that you've had uh, for the uh, event and uh, Callie's obviously one of the best for that. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about um, who's generously uh, got involved and, and, and you know what people can expect and how they can yeah, how definitely. they can win it basically? Yep, um, you know, I think uh, this year, uh, you know, I'll be honest, I'm absolutely astounded uh, by the amount of support we've received. Uh, you know, massive thanks to all the companies who've helped us. Uh, I'll start off by uh, touching on the goodie bag. Uh, I dabbled in a little mini goodie bag for each player last year, and this year it's, you know, slightly beefed up. Um, basically, all the companies I approached, I offered them uh, the ability of sending me a, uh, their sort of point-of-sale leaflets so I can put in the goodie bag. So there'll be a big pile of um, shiny leaflets for people to look through. Uh, the guys will be getting their annual commemorative dice, a uh, nice big chunky 22mm dice with uh, Cali 15 on. I think I've got a stack of them at home with sort of one of each year uh, that I've run, uh, run the event. We will be giving away a uh, Maelstrom token set to each player, which is a set of six 40mm acrylic tokens that have the uh, event logo on the rear and then numbers 1 to 6 on the top. And that's been produced by Sarissa Precision. Um, I'll be uh, putting links up on the Facebook page uh, thanking Steve and uh, his company. Um, but that's been provided uh, to each of the players. There will be a little surprise from Element Games that uh, I know Nathan Roberts will be very uh, pleased about. There Plastic will be... Sisters of Battle. <laughs> not quite, not quite. Um, it's a, it's a little private in joke from okay. work. Um, um, I don't want to spoil the surprise, but yes, a little a, a little present from Element Games. Um, there will be a sprue of terrain from Mantic Games. Uh, there will be a sprue of, I believe they are U.S. Marines or German um, German soldiers from Warlord Games. There will also be a pen for every player. Uh, you know, as the TO, I'm forever being asked, have I got a pen? So I went out and bought one for every player, so that will be in the goodie bag as well. And um, what we will be doing with the goodie bags, on registration, you'll draw your goodie bag out of the box, and in possibly one in five, one in six bags, there'll be a little note inside saying, congratulations, you've won something special. And the little special things that people have provided, Element Games have given us vouchers you can use in the store. The venue has given us drinks vouchers, so I'm sure there'll be plenty of people fighting over those. And then Mantic have given me a small mountain of plastic um, of the new Enforcers, the Enforcer Peacekeepers, the Forge Guard uh, for the Forge Fathers, who are a bit like squats in Exo Armour, for those who remember, and uh, their new sci-fi zombies. So... Uh, there will be a little bit of a chance of being able to win something a little bit extra in the goodie bags. Right, so strap in. We will go through the main event support. So um, we have Element Games starting off, uh, where people have bought their tickets from. Big thanks to Byron, uh, Greg and the rest of the crew there. 
um, as well as providing the surprise for the goodie bags, uh, they will be providing gift vouchers to give to all the uh, the winners and the prizes, and maybe a few spot prizes as well. Uh, and generally, they give us some of their um, fancy painting brushes for the best painted. And I think last year they uh, gave the wooden spoon a copy of X Wing because um, they felt that they needed to go and play something fun for a while. Uh, so that was that uh, element. Uh, Sarissa Precision, I ch touched on briefly, who provided the tokens. They also sponsor the Most Sporting Opponent Award. And uh, you may have seen it. There's a picture up on the Facebook page of a combination template. So that's a flamer, large blast, small blast, all together. And that's been engraved uh, with the event. So that's unique for the Most Sporting Opponent. Uh, so big thanks to Steve and his guys over there. Um, can't really thank sponsors without thanking my employer. So big thanks to Ronnie and the rest of the crew at Mantic Games. Um, they will, well, they have provided us with a copy of Mars Attacks, uh, a copy of Dribble Extreme, which is not even out to retail at the moment. Um, there's um, some other Dead Zone faction starters, uh, some Enforcer Peacekeepers. So lots of you know goodies that can be used in 40k. We then move on to KR Multicase. Uh, KR have been a fantastic supporter of events in the UK, and um, I was a bit surprised at the size of the boxes they sent me. Uh, they have sent me a double aluminium case, a standard cardboard case, which you'd think is, is pretty great. Uh, but then they have also sent me a triple aluminium case for the overall champion. So whoever takes the top spot, I do hope that they are feeling strong. Um, but then I suppose they are be given a case to pack all their prizes away into. Moving a bit further afield, we have Cromlech. Uh, Cromlech have been uh, very uh, keen to support the event. So much so, um, they are sponsoring the Best Army Award. And they have sent uh, company... Uh, personalised uh, voting slips, the best painted. They've sent us a Juggernaut Ripper Squad for the prize for that. They are also sponsoring the, what we call the Strategic Spot Prizes. So each round we will record what tertiary objectives you can score. So be it uh, Line Breaker, Warlord, uh, First Strike, and the player who scores the most in each categories uh, each of the three categories at the end of the event will win a prize. So I think, you know, the Warlord one is called the Good Headhunter. Uh, Line Breaker is sneaking in the back. Uh, so each of those will get a model from Cromlech as well. Um, and Cromlech have also uh, donated an Orc Barricade to the raffle. We then uh, move on to something for the hobby-related people and Army Painter. Um, big thanks to Bo uh, over at Army Painter. He has donated a Mega Paint set for the raffle. Uh, we're going to give a mega brush set to the winner of the best army and he also has donated a prize to the wooden spoon and that is a tin of quickshade for you to paint your new army. Spartan Games have donated a copy of Iron Scorpion. Iron Scorpion is the two player starter set for Dystopian Legions which is their 28mm uh, version of Dystopian Wars. Um, it is heavy. It's I think something like 50 metal models in the box. A uh, load of MDF terrain, uh, really nice prize, so that's in the raffle as well. Microart Studios, they are uh, sponsoring the Caledonian Open Painting Competition. So this is a little new event I'm running on the Saturday. It will be uh, four little categories you can enter for fun. Um, you have uh, Best Painted Character Single, Best Painted Vehicle or Monstrous Creature, Best Painted Unit, 
and that's a sort of a unit of five models and best conversion and it will be out on a table players will mingle around on saturday lunchtime vote for their favorites and the winners of each of those will win some resin bases and we got a few extra prizes going into the raffle um, a couple of train pieces and uh, defense line we've then got hawk war games uh, hawk uh, do uh, drop zone commander and they have kindly donated a two-player starter set and four one-player starter sets uh, i will be putting two or three of these into sort of the general price support and then one or two into the um the raffle so big thanks to simon and the guys over at hawk and then we move on to warlord games uh warlord have given us a, a, you know another massive amount of support uh, they've given us a two-player set d-day firefight the new tank war rulebook four world war two tanks which are all the same scale effectively as 40k um, so can be used although i know there are a few people who are there this weekend that do play bolt action uh, it's a fun little game uh, there's also some terrain in stone walls and tank traps and they will be uh, providing the sprue of plastic soldiers to go in the goodie bags so you know we we run the the event we do the fundraising for the team um, but you know without all this fantastic support from all these companies you know we wouldn't be able to offer as much you know as, as big a prize pot as as, as we are um, we will be adding a few prizes ourselves um, we'll be bumping up the raffle a bit as well and um, possibly going to be having a few people like Tor. Uh, who are maybe turning up on Friday, do some demos, and they may be chucking us something to put into the raffle or what have you. So, yeah, massive amount of uh, price support and a big thanks to all those companies. Brilliant stuff. Obviously, we don't generally turn up hoping for prizes um, in the 40k world, but it's always nice to get something for uh, for your achievements, um, especially if it's for, you know, best in anything. Always nice. Well, that's and it. I mean... It- Sorry, I was going to say is, you know, uh, I mean, one of the negative feedback I got last year was there was too many awards, uh, which did make me, you know, laugh a little bit. Um, We've got um, the 22 best generals. Uh, They'll be getting their their medals for, you know, being best in codex or best in codex with friends. Uh, We've got the Highlander League. We've got the best painted. We've got the most sporting. Uh, You've got the, you know, the gen, you know, the general one, two, three. Um, I mean, I, I like to think I'm still pretty slick at the award ceremony, and, I, and I'd be surprised if I took more than 30 minutes. Um, but yes, yeah, so, you know, there's a massive amount of prize support there, uh, and it just shows what you do if you just uh, send an email, you know, sort of cap in hand, and you know, be polite and, and see what people have to offer. Um, so, is there anything else specifically you want to uh, highlight about the uh, the format at Cali, or anything like that? Um, just trying to have a quick skim over. I don't think there's um, a massive amount of change. Uh, as I said, you know, you've got your soft scores, um, so painting's quite important, but only to a sort of tabletop standard. Um, you know, what 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 I you know encourage people to do is uh, you know three colours and based is the minimum. But you know, if you can you know put a bit of ink on, you know, put your squad markings on. You get a few extra points, and now do those um, when you say soft points, uh, soft soft scores? Do they they I presume don't count towards best general? But 
will count towards other things? Or? Not towards the best general, but they'll, they'll count towards your overall standing. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no, that sounds that sounds pretty standard. So it's good. It's good that the you know we're gradually accepting what appears to be a standard um, for the UK scene. It makes it easier for everybody to uh, to, to to go towards um, and, and plan going forward. Because the worst thing would be you know building an army for for one event and you find out you can't use it at another. So uh, that's good to see. Uh, one of the other obviously most important things is um is comping um now i know you're using the the uk gt um faq on a lot of things um so any sort of major a major comp um on anything in game that that's including in there uh, uh yeah i mean let's see comp comp wise um we've we've still got the restrictions <coughs> on uh, a maximum of 15 walk charge for conjurations uh, and that's the only reason I've I've kept that in there is time. Um, you know, three hours seems like a long time, uh, but the guys have only got 15 minutes for their turns, and there will be people out there who um, you know would take the 40 walk charge, you know, demon summoning lists, and just keep summoning units and summoning units, summoning units, uh, and you know they just would not get a result in. Uh, so that's why I've put that restriction on there. Um, we still have the uh, invisibility change, which is um, instead of snapshots, it, you know, it's classed as BS1, uh, so you can fire templates and blasts at invisible units. Um, you know, having run uh, Invisible Blob Guard for the Scottish team at the ETC, uh, I, I think you know, invisibility is very overpowered in certain builds, and you know, this would uh, certainly for my guard army would make me think twice about you know. You know, just sitting back, casting up invisibility and, you know, sort of saying to my opponent, well, good luck with that. Um, Reroll saves. Um, I think everybody was getting a bit tired at the end of sixth with the two up rerollable, uh, you know, Death Stars. Um, so the best reroll you can get is a four up. Um, looking at the current meta, that possibly could be relaxed now because, uh, you, you know, you don't see... Uh, you still see Screamer Stars, but you don't see them as prevalently when you've got knights running around with their you know, D weapons and what have you. I mean, you know, would, uh, is there any is there any yeah. point relaxing that? I mean, you, obviously you don't see them because they've been comped, but I would imagine that if you uncomp it, you will, you would then see it leap up again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is one one thing I do is you know I I am on the tournament scene. I I I, I, I try to get to as many tournaments as possible, but I do listen as well. And I'd look, certainly look at events between now and the next Caledonian uh, and see, you know, events that don't comp, you know, the, the saves. You know, is, is the Screamer Star running all over that event? Is it not? Uh, you know, and just, you know, and, and see how um, see how it's going. Uh, <coughs> I mean, who knows where 40, 40K will be in 12 months, let alone six months. Um, yeah. Tim, do you know you were going about the screamers being comped because uh, how bad they was in six? But I don't think screamers actually ever won an event in six. They weren't dominating. They were a powerful army, but they weren't dominating the comp. Uh, okay, I would have thought. I would have thought they must have won an event, but okay. I don't think Never really. You know, whether you win a tournament or not is. Um is the be all and end, especially because it's such a small sample size as well. It's it, for, for me, I would, I would more go towards whether it 
um, adversely affects people's tournament experience. Because if you look at yeah. if you look at why a streamer's streamer star doesn't win, it's because one game it will fail and fall apart, and it it just won't win in a in a in a six and zero tournament format because um, it will yeah. fall down. I so. Did- <clears throat> but but the other five yeah, people I mean, that it completely steamrolls will have the shittest yeah. time. So. Well, I think you're, you're absolutely correct on that, Alex. Well, mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think you're absolutely correct on, on like that aspect there, Alex, because if you look at it, like you, everybody here knows <laughs> Imperial Knights, the Adamantium Lance is really good, right? Anybody, anybody going to argue that? Yeah, it hasn't won a single tournament here in the states. It has got the highest win percentage you know, just though, of any of any faction uh, at the moment on Torrent of Fire. Funnily enough, yeah, that's because that's because that I've been basically <laughs> the only one showing up with it, and I keep going like five and one, yeah, you know, or you know five zero <laughs> and a draw, something like that. So it's not been winning so, games I mean, because, or tournaments because Jesse has been throwing the last game and letting purpose. someone move his models after the game is finished. You know, I was hoping, I was hoping, I was hoping to get in on get in on this and like chime in and then not have it come back to me <laughs> throwing a GT. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> one, well, it's a British podcast, of course. We're going to do this. I don't find the mover that Beatty with a two plus three rollable was kind of insane. He just won games on his own with a two up rollable, mm. and if he hasn't got a rollable save, then it makes him a lot easier to kill. Same with the Necron yeah. Overlord, that two up rollable armor save. It's a big, it's a big deal. If, if it's horrible to play. But, I mean, what? Yeah, what I was thinking about possibly doing this year at Caledonian, as we got such a huge cross section of the community is actually doing a sort of a survey uh, and, you know, giving all the players, and I don't mean like event feedback, I mean, you know, how do you see 40k in the UK? What would you like to see? What would you like to change? And seeing what people think about, you know, the comp that's been in, do we need to see more, less? Because, uh, I, I, you know, I, I believe, you know, Wave Serpents are completely overpowered uh, and, you know, no comp system's perfect, but as soon as you start comping some bits, you know, you need to be comping everything, and it's not comping so people can't take it it's just trying to make a level playing field between you know the overpowered units and the not so overpowered definitely a tightrope between comping and rebalancing because i mean even one thing yeah go on sorry adam one thing everybody just mentioned about the the comp on re-roll stack is everybody's mentioned two up sides but the comp isn't just on two up sides it's on everything, and when you say you're using a screamer star, majority of the time you've got a free upside, and it's not a free up reroll; it's a free up rerolling ones. So all of a sudden, that's a huge difference from a two up reroll. But the comp's still in force on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all all it's saying is your reroll can't be better than a four. So you still you still get. Uh, Sorry, yeah, yeah. So you, you get a four-up re-roll no matter what or how you re-roll. I think I think what Adam's saying is the chance of the chance of him getting that re-roll is fifty percent less than someone with a three-up three-up re-rollable. Say, for example, re-rollable Storm Shield is is not the same as the Screamers getting a, a three-up invulnerable save from um, you know whatever Sanctuary or whatever they're using to get it. 
um, they're not re-rolling twos, so they've they've got fifty percent less chance of actually getting that re-roll, which has then been comped down to a four up rather than a three up. Um, <clears throat> that's the thing when you make blanket comp decisions there are going to always be people that are either unhappy with it or um, situations where someone gets the short end of the stick possibly for the greater good of you know not having you know death star 40k come back again because that was dull as fucking ditch water if you ask me um and i can i can well, understand it, I, I found Ovesta start quite fun <laughs> I mean, if you look at uh, the Caledonian, uh, I, I put up the Codex breakdown earlier, and you know it's, it's quite a good mix, and you know that might be partly down to you know the little bit of comp. Um, you know, there's 33 Eldar primary um, sort of lists uh, out of 175, um, but you, you know you're, you're still getting uh, eight Blood Angel lists, eight Grey Knight lists, eight Space Wolf lists. So there's you know there's quite a lot of variation in there. I think the I think the main the main issue with Eldar is they're just their their units are really fucking good and they don't rely on combinations and gimmicks. They're they're just outright good. Um yep. whatever whatever you comp, however you change the missions, um, they've still got incredibly durable, very fast gunships that they can take for every infantry unit they're putting in their army, pretty much. Um for a wonderful points cost. Um, I think comp might have even lessened the variety in a way, because like you're saying, it's stopping some armies being possible. So a lot of people are just going, well, Eldar are good, let's use Eldar, or this is good on its own, regardless yeah, of comp, let's use that. But I, think, I think that's the thing with the comp is that, you know, yes, you know, Eldar, if, if one particular art or one particular unit is standing out, why is it standing out? And if it's standing out because it's, um, you know, too good for its points, then that's where, you know, you bring comp in to, you know, bring it sort of back down slightly. Uh, you know, having played a lot of uh, online games, you know, like EVE Online and stuff, if if something was too powerful, when they'd bring out the next patch, you'd find it nerfed. And often it would be nerfed too far, but, um, you know, this is something that, you know, we could look at as a community and decide... Do we want to bother with any, none, some, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you have that sort of game theory of the imperfect game where you want to continually, ideally you want to continually have the power level change to keep people, um, you know, needing to acquire new things. They do it in League of Legends and Dota all the time. They want an imperfect game. They want some characters to be better than others so that you have a meta game. People need to buy new champions, buy new units in 40k because the meta changes. It's good for the game from a business standpoint. Um, and it keeps the game interesting for, for us because we are, I mean, as much as we are competitive players, we're also collectors yeah. as well. So it's nice to be able to buy but new shit and exactly. try new shit. When you, have, when you have perfect balance, it becomes less about playing the game as, mo as it becomes more about <coughs> memorizing the moves, like in chess. You know, Absolutely. you have yeah, to be yeah. you have to be obscene at chess to actually to come up with your own unused strategies, uh, you know that actually work. Whereas you know, but you can get very good at chess by simply m like memorizing all the moves and being able to plan it out. And that's that's the downside with the perfect odds versus imperfect. So, 
yeah, there's a lot more room for expression um, and freestyle play in in imperfect game. Um, it's an interesting debate, and obviously, you know, Tim, you're doing the best that you can, um, and obviously, 180 people have decided that, that they want to be involved. Um, so that's good. That's great. Um, and it, I'm, I'm and I'm just happy that you know, as it stands at the moment, you know, we we have what seems to be a a, a growing tournament scene and we have a, a, a stable format that we seem to be using um, <clears throat> I definitely obviously agree that, that Eldar are sitting there at the top but um, whether whether they need to be changed or not who knows um, I don't think I don't think any TO is going to come out and manage to comp Wave Serpents in a way that's going to work I mean ideally in, in an ideal world I would remove the twin linking rule from um, Scatter Lasers which I think is stupid um, and then you can just make the things jink and they can't do any damage to you. Um, but there's so many bloody rules on that wave serpent that, that make it great that, uh, you know, you could change a number of things, points, serpent shield, all kinds of crap. Um, but that's a discussion for another time. Um, so we were talking about the, the variety in lists and that sort of stuff and what people are taking. Um, what... I would like to do now is go through some of our guys' uh, lists that we are taking um, with us. So um, let's start with uh, Adam and Matt because they've got an interesting dynamic going on. If you guys want to tell us about that, I'll let Adam start with the list and I'll tell you why. <laughs> um, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> right. I think, well, what we decided to do was take some at Bluffer, which I think we did achieve. It's almost Highlander. So that's yeah, the handcuffs you're bringing, right? One model of Highlander. That's not bad. <laughs> and we we were umming and ahhing on what list to take, and Matt was swaying between knights and demons, and we both ended up writing similar demon lists. So Matt came up with the idea of we both take the same list or very similar, and um, see who does better for the last. So basically, our lists are identical. Almost. Almost. They have like two items or something like that. And basically, what we decided on was a Fate Weaver, a Nurgle Herald, two Tazinch Heralds, a unit of Screamers, a unit of Drones, a unit of Hounds, and a um, Corn Herald as well. So then we've got a unit of Horrors and a unit of Nurglings as a. So that's like so a that's like a, a a bag of licorice all sorts there. That's a that's a grab bag of uh, of, of stuff in there. Yeah, you've got uh, fun units, there's three fast assaulting units, and um, it yeah it just looks fun. So we thought, why not? And then whoever comes lowest out of the two of us buys the stupendously large ice cream ball on Sunday night. Yeah, thanks for buying that, Matt. And we go wrestling in it. <laughs> You do know, uh, not be able to go to the pub Sunday night. You do know that. Oh, no, we will. Have you guys actually got many games in with this? Obviously, I know Adam probably has, but Matt, have you actually even touched this? I, I probably played more than Adam, I reckon. Oh, for real? Yeah, okay. okay. I played Gaz Jones with his four Wave Serpents, two Wraith Knight, two Leaves of the Dam Army, and we called that on turn three, I think. And then I played Andy with his three Wraith Knights, an Imperial Knight, and three Wave Serpents, 
and he seized, which the video was online of, and we called that on turn one. Because he seized? Uh, he seized and then my dice just went, oh, we don't want to do anything. Oh. I think I... So he seized and whiffed, basically. Oh, no, he seized and then I whiffed. Oh. I had a chance to kill two of his race knights turn one with <coughs> a card herald and two instant death uh, weapons on the plague drones going into the other one. And I think in total from the entire play drone unit charging and the Herald, I did two wounds. So, and I cast zero powers. Oh, I did Psychic Shriek, which took a wound. So do you want to tell us um, a little bit how the, how the list works, how it comes together? Um, do we want to tell that before the podcast? Before yeah, the event or like, after the event? Just a, a basic idea. You don't have to give me all of the, the secret tricks out of your back pocket. But, you know, what's the... What's the crux of it? Yeah, Matt, can you, can you tell us? Because I'm not sure. Uh, you charge just, at people just, just think and beat them in combat way. because you're not going to kill them with guns. Yeah, you definitely don't shoot people. You don't shoot people. There's one big clue. No. So um, you, you, you are, from the looks of it, you've got these three units which you're throwing forward. I mean, are you putting the... Is that like a little mini Screamer star you've got there as well? I might have never made it past turn one, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. The comp on them, they die quite easy, to be honest. <laughs> how, I, how I found them on one game, they die very easy. Scouting I... dogs and drones. So, yeah. Will you be, yeah. uh, going to be beaming, beaming through the drones as well? Yeah, it's going to work one time. No, Adam's going to roll strength 10, though. <laughs> and instant kill the drones. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Is there so? Is there anything you're particularly looking to avoid with that list? Adam's going to say an army, and I'm going to say something else. Go on then. I'm going to say hornets and that that links. What's going around? I got a uh, links for Christmas as well. Nice little gift set, shower gel. It's lovely. I got two. It's nice. Gave yeah, you to use that as a test, to be honest. Knights as well. I'm not too confident on knives. I don't mind playing knights. Oh, actually, I did play three games. I played against the Adlans with two Wraith Knights, and I think I killed all the knights, and he had a Farseer and a wound left at the end. Yeah, but you cheated. <laughs> oh, that sounds like my list. It was. And I, Are you I saying think... you're better than me, Matt? No, I'm just saying I don't throw games. <laughs> Burn! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come over there, and I'm gonna throw something, and it's gonna be in your butt. <laughs> to be fair, Matt knows how to play with and against knights because he just changes the FAQ to suit what he's using. Ooh! What you've not seen the new version yet, Adam? <laughs> I'm gonna nerf it because I know you're playing demons as well. So our lists are gonna be super good once you've done the uh, comp and the uh, FAQ. I can't do that because you're using it. Everyone has to be against you, not for you. That's true. Who wants to give us their list next? I, thought I, was, going ask, I was going to ask how how many um, how many warp charge points you guys are making a turn at the moment on your list. Fourteen, uh, I think. Just um, fourteen. Two from the horrors. Adam's only got one. Is that going to be one of your major major things? Is just making as many new things as possible? Uh, we're struggling to get the models for it. Well, I am at least. I think you're going to see the summoning table at every tournament 
in the future. I know, I know, I know. The etc is going to just be completely ridiculous with people coming over with suitcases full of poorly painted plague drones and whatever else. We are trying to get a picture of all of the <laughs> rainbow demons together before the event. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Hodor. He's been like painting ridiculous amounts of models. I think since oh. Christmas we've bought another eight boxes of screamers. And like, he's he's painted over two hundred models easily. Oh, that's just demon it. Yeah, he's painted so many models. Um, it's quite ridiculous how much he's painted. And most of, they're all DW models as well. They're not actually recast. I don't think so. Can yeah. I ask as well, seeing as obviously it's it's relevant to this tournament and others in this country as well, with the uh, with the uh, conjuration um, limit, do, does that make any difference at all, really? Um, yes. It does, yeah. Oh, definitely. It stops the it stops the real people who want to spam, you know, ridiculous amounts of dice. And as Tim was saying quite rightly, it stops people from timing out, basically yeah. taking a piss and like timing out on turn two because they spend half an hour per magic, you know, per psychic phase summoning stuff. Uh, but people <coughs> who want to summon, you know, a couple of units a turn are still very good. Comms doesn't stop that. And it ironically as well, it, it kind of works out in the favour of the the farcier. Because um, they they won't ever need to dump that many dice into it anyway with the uh, with the with the stone, yeah, the old summoning stone. Um, so you still think it's a, a very very strong, uh, very very strong mechanic, even with the comp. Yeah, I think it's very good. Because also, there's not many kill point missions. Only one kill point uh, game, uh, kill point mission. So it's not they're not being punished in that regard. Whereas ETC, I know there was kill points in every game, so that made it a little bit less, more risky. I mean, do you feel like that that should be? Uh, uh, do you feel like kill points are missed, or? I think Obviously. not. For, not for Cali, because it's. No. Um, I think the worst thing about having kill points in every game at the ETC was the mission that was trying to find the final score at the end and trying to keep track of Maelstrom kill points as well as Eternal War mission it was a little bit crazy yeah, for think... the. For the for like you know for the ETC player, let alone you know when you've got less time. I quite like yeah. Yeah, I think I, think I prefer them as well. I think the kill points is a really quite a big thing because uh, MSU is very strong in these maelstrom and objective missions. That really, like that's why Eldar are very good because they can take like three or serpents and all <coughs> these hornets and it's summoning and little guys getting out of tanks and so many models to kill and people just don't have enough guns to kill that crap. Mm. And so you end up with uh, situations where if you can, if the father's adding an extra unit every turn, that's a really big deal. Um, and not having kill points, if, if you took kill points um, in every mission, then he would have to think, oh, do I want to take someone in this game or maybe I'll just take, maybe I'll be forced to take uh, divination instead, which is still a good trade, but it's not. You know, it's probably not as favourable as, say, summoning, you know, three drones or three screamers a turn, which is obviously. Uh, I'll just have to um, force myself but, to twin link two units. Yeah, so it's not exactly a bad choice, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. maybe it's still, you know, it's a different choice. Do you and, feel uh, like? Um, do you feel like maybe um, conjuration could be comped more, or do you just feel like it's a good place now? With the uh, with the current UK comping that we're doing, or do you feel like there maybe could be 
not kill points in every mission, but maybe kill points as a as a as a tertiary or secondary in in more in more rounds. If there's any yeah. comp, it should be the summoning stone. <coughs> yeah, it's hard to say. I think I like the comp that Nova. I haven't actually seen a comp that I like personally, but I like the Nova idea where you have a tertiary or was it battle facilitation or something where you could pick kill points as a, as, a, as one of your oh, no, you know, the, secondaries. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the optional. And that meant that. So if you thought. If your opponent was going to do that, then you could pick it. And I think that's quite a decent idea. Uh, I haven't seen a comp on summoning where I, really, I like it. I mean, people saying you can comp the summoning stone, so you could do that. But uh, I don't know. It's it's hard if you if you ban items, it's you know, it makes it you know you lose that tool, which is quite. Well, a fun I mean, you could you summon. could you could FAQ it to only work on Eldar powers or only work on non-malefic powers or any other sort of way just to to get around that but it does sort of seem like you're lining all your uh you're lining all your soldiers soldiers up to use a, a metaphor against eldar every time um <coughs> till it reaches yeah. a point where sort of maybe eldar players might feel sort of victimized almost i'm not sure the way that you know maybe demon players did uh, had felt with the the, the re-roll save um comp that that, that came about yeah, and uh, if you just do like if you just do like a who who if you just do like a vote or something, obviously you get, you get, you get, I don't really know what the best way of doing of dealing with it is. I think because if you ban if you really heavily comp it, then demons need they do need that conjuration. It makes a big difference. Mm. Um, uh, maybe not need it in terms of not every demon army will use it, but the armies that put a lot of points into summoning, it's a big deal to, for it to be nerfed. Um, I'm sure Adam and this, you know, probably feels the same. Well, I've heard, I've heard people say that, you know, um, an army that's built around summoning, um, it's it's strong in a phase of the game, the same way that, you know, a Tau army that's built around shooting is also strong in a phase. Are you going to comp the number of, you know, shots that a broadside unit can put out? You know, is it is it is it fair? Like, it, it's good to have these different styles of armies that are strong in different parts and areas of the game and makes it makes it interesting as a as a tournament meta i guess yeah rather than just eldar and tower shooting each other off the table um from across the board but then again i i always think back to that, I, that etc game where people were telling me that where they, the french guy had 24 plague drones he summoned in a game <laughs> that's just obscene and it becomes a, becomes a game of who can afford the most amount of models if someone's if someone can summon that many models then you know well that's that, that's they, what brings you back to the summoning table i can i can definitely see teams of people just bringing up you know 10,000 points worth of demons and just leaving them on a table in the middle of the room yeah well we we not to go too off topic but we're struggling a little bit only because kelly's obviously over two floors so mm. we have to be quite organized of how we're going to do this uh, we have to split up a little bit because you know a normal tournament like a 40, 30 or 40 man tournament you just have more than a spare table but in a Cali, you can't you can't have people running up and down the stairs to get to get medals. So, uh, still working on that. It'd be quite amusing if a TO came out and said, you know, you're only allowed to summon models that are yours, and no one else's. No communal, <laughs> no communal summoning pool. Uh, but we okay, getting... I'll check. I'll check the bases <laughs> of each model, see his names on it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Yeah. One. That's a good. One. Stick around. I, I, I think people are going to have to do that a little bit because what you can't have. Is people running off for five minutes to go and get some models? I think you have to. People have to have the stuff nearby, or at least within you know reach or within a few seconds, because there's nothing more annoying than people going off every two seconds to get some more models. Definitely, and they will be going off regularly with that 
that sort of build. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting kind of a little bit off topic. So let's bring it back. Um, someone give us a, a, another list, please, that we can go through and, and pull apart. Centurion bomb. What are you running, Mr. Donnelly? Go on. Centurion bomb. Elaborate. This is it all really? Elaborate. Um, I'm using the Grey Knight Strike Force. Okay. So that can have Drago and two Librarian HQs. All right. As part of the Strike Force. She's sounding familiar already. Carry on. It is indeed. Uh, both level three, one with the Demon Hammer. Um, and then I've got a five man strike squad and then two storm ravens with multi melter and las cannon. And then for my allies, I've got ultramarines with Tiggy, five scouts, a storm talon gunship with sky hammer missiles, and then five centurions. Missile launch on the Sergeant Omniscope, five lots of grab <coughs> cannons, and a land speeder storm with a heavy flame. So you have literally Ta-da. gone all in on that Centurion star. Balls out, I prefer to say, or balls deep, whichever way you like to go. Um, so you've got one objective, sorry, two objective secured units with the transport in there. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously, we know how the Centurion Star works. Yeah. Um, you've definitely got enough walk charges to power it up. Um, that's not yeah, a it's. Uh, I think it's eleven or twelve. Um, you got Tiggy in there as well. What are you aiming for with Tiggy? Um, invisibility and ignores cover is the big one and Drago's automatically got gate um, but it, it depends who and what I'm playing against um, for instance if I can go <coughs> on on the biomancy table and get feel no pain eternal warrior on the centurions that could be really good against some lists um, it, it's, it's mainly depends on what you're playing against. But the main thing will be invisibility, um, ignores cover for the grav, and auto-gate, and it's just going to be gate in front of something, hopefully wipe it out, not die, and then rinse and repeat. Um, And the flyers are there because the list really, really, really doesn't do very well against other flyers. Um, And Storm Ravens are pretty solid. If I need to... Even with can... 6 million twin-linked grav shots that you'll have. Yeah, it, it's, it's to be honest, the odds are still shit. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, because they're not twin-linked grav, you've got a twin-linked... Well, you'll them, be so... putting, you'll be divinating them with one of those level 3 guys when yeah, you press Yeah, it, it's and... still very difficult to pull off. Um, in all the practice games we've been having, I'll, if I'm lucky, I'll pull <coughs> off two, possibly three spells a turn. Hmm. If I'm lucky, just because the amount of dice you've got to plough into it, and if you're playing against another list that's got lots of dice as well, for instance, demons, um, they can negate your powers so easily. Yeah. Mm. So you've just got to put even more dice into it. Spells are not as easy as they used to be. Nowhere near it. Oh, 100%. You, no, you, definitely not. You, you've really, really got to be picky with what you pick. 
um, every turn. Um, so obviously one of the, the harder matchups for Sentstar is um, Knights. What are your what's your contingency plan there? Um, if I come up against three, I think I'm pretty much fucked. <laughs> um, you know, that's the that's the easy version. Um, the flyers will help. So yeah. you know, I can attack I can attack at least two sides um, you know, without <coughs> without being touched or without having to put with a shield. Uh, when you're gating the centurions, you want to try and get them in such a way so they're split in between, say, the front yeah. and the side of you've got the option of, of hitting two sides, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it's just it all depends how many rolls they get. You know, if they're re rolling their four up saves, if they make lots, if they don't, if I have some good uh rolls myself, because the, the grav guns don't work as well against super heavy because I'm not no. getting the immobilized hits as well. Mm. So I'm, I'm just trying to get rid of, of hull points. And even with sixes with a re-roll, and you've got six hull points to go through, it's still not that easy. <coughs> well, that's the thing with the um, the immobilised result. You're obviously getting an extra hull point there as well. So when you're going through things like land raiders, that, that makes all the difference. Um, but not getting that immobilised result just means you, you, you're going through those guys even slower. Um, yeah, super heavy. Very slowly. Um, you've got the missiles. Is it only on the sergeant or on all of them? Yeah, just on the sergeant. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the guys have uh, hurricane bolters, which mm. are really good if you come up against like um, just like blob units or something <coughs> like that. Because at least then you've got some normal firepower to shoot at them, um, or against like a unit of of demons. Mm. Like, yeah. Like yeah. if you come up against like ten horrors. Grav guns are pretty shite, yep. but storm bolt. Um, sorry, Hurricanes, the hurricane yeah. bolters are really good against them. It's also really cool to just you get. extra, extra, extra shots to put into maybe say like a, a bike star, for example. Just the weight of fire helps there. Um, if you can get a nice angle on them and avoid the two up saves, they're they're, they're quite useful there as well. Uh, it's just weight of fire. Um, yeah, when you when you play things like bikes. Um, you rely more on the ignores cover because the, the grab <coughs> should wipe a bike unit piece of this. But yeah. if you don't get the ignores cover, then it makes it very difficult. So it, um, it, it's a very power-reliant list, but when it works, it works absolutely brilliant and it'll wipe something out. But it's when it works. Um, does that mean then that you know, realistically over a six-round tournament, you're probably not going to... Uh, get that, get those, get those powers off when you need them all the time, and you might come a cropper. Is that, is that sort yeah. of, one of the things you're fearing? Yeah, but I found that even if you roll perfectly at the beginning of the game, <coughs> like so far in every single practice game I've had, I've always got ignores cover. I've always got invisibility, um, and obviously I get gate automatically. But even then, sometimes you will fail it no matter how many dice you put into it, because, you know, dice are dice, you will just fail the roll, and then that could absolutely mess your whole game up. Just one bad roll could cost your game up completely. So it will happen. And obviously um, game is really important for you because you just haven't got those uh, contesting units um, in an objectives no. game. So you I mean, definitely I can, need to just the, kill the flyers them. Are, 
Sorry, go on, Alex. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say you just need to fucking kill everything. That's that's basically what you're going. Yeah, for. you have to just kill everybody. Or the the flyers are good because they can hover. <coughs> so, so if I need to drop them down for a turn, you know, hover for a turn, get an objective. Um, can you get within three inches you know, with those? the next um, turn, then that's the quite hole. good. That's so I have to be very careful with with where I put the objectives um, on the table, how high they are, etc. Yeah. So you need so them. There's, you an, need awful, them. there's you... an awful lot to think about strategy-wise. You know what you do with the lists, but um, the the main thing I like about the list is I'm just enjoying using it. You know, there's, there's lots and lots of things to do and think about. Um, there's lots of different ways to use the list, and it's just really, really good crack. I've had a lot of fun with it. Like Adam and I have been playing games, and we haven't tried to kill each other once, <laughs> which is quite unusual. It's very unusual. Very, so you're very really unusual. you're really galvanised for uh, seventh edition at the moment. You're enjoying it, you know. It's good. Yeah, good. I'm enjoying it a lot more than sixth ed. A lot yeah. more. Good, good, good. I, I, yeah. I think the variation is what makes it interesting. Um, you know, when it's when you know exactly how the game's going to go before you even you know deploy, which is what you, you had a lot of the mm. times with with six. Like you knew pretty much up to turn four what was going to happen and what they were going to be aiming for for turn five. It sucks the fun out of the game because there's no expression. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's, when you know what you're going to get, it's, it's bloody boring. It's varieties of spice yeah. of life. So, yeah. I mean, to some extent, you, you are still going to get that now. Um, you know, like you <coughs> turn up, say, for instance, if I go up against a gun line army with bad cover and I go second, and I'm fucked. You know, it's as simple as that. I will lose half or all the centurions and all the good stuff. So there are times where it will just be whoever goes first um, wins or at least has the the, the best advantage possible. But um, now things like the beast pack has gone. Um, I think it, it won't happen as much, but it still will happen. I mean, they're more sort of stylistic matchups as well, aren't they? So you're mm. always going to get those. It's it's, it's always I mean, going to be a rock paper scissors game. Yeah, I mean things like um, like wave serpents. Mm. You know, they're an absolute bastard to kill. Um, but if I get first turn, I'm invisible. <coughs> um, you know, I gate across the table, twat one, knacker up another one. Then I've got a really really good chance. If I'm going second, no matter where you're on the board, you're going to get shot at, yeah. unless you've got really good cover. Um, and that has been a problem in a lot of tournaments we've been to lately, is the lack of decent cover. Well, thankfully, um, Tim is sitting right now as we speak, um, putting together those lovely uh, LOS blockers that you've got, Tim. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, one of the advantages of working for a wargaming company is that um, I, I can uh, get hold of uh, some quite nice terrain. So, uh, yeah, we're um, in the middle of building uh, nine-inch wide, six-inch high um, solid walls uh, with some, you know, just sort of tarly the side, just a sort of for stability. Um, so, yeah, that should uh, help the venue's terrain. I was up at the venue on Thursday night, and uh, they've got some, you know, big line-of-sight blockers, um, be they sort of Fortress Redemption-sized bits, or, you know, sort of bits made out of polystyrene blocks. Um, 
So I think there'll be plenty there. There'll also be, you know, your normal sort of area terrain, your ruins and all that sort of stuff. And uh, we've also uh, quite kindly been helped out by the River Warriors and the Northern Warlords who are going to provide all the terrain for the bottom room. Brilliant stuff. So, Gaz, you might be in luck. Yeah, Tim, have you got um, have you got like a set number of loss blocking pieces that you want per table, um, or you know, is there like um, a set setup for each table, or how are you doing it? Uh, with ninety tables, no. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, and and it's uh, you know, it's, it's just one. It's it's the the biggest sort of variable, or you know, the the biggest um, possible problem of the event will be terrain. Because um, mm-hmm. 40k is very terrain hungry, hungry these days. Um, but you know, hopefully by you know adding this, which um, this set that I'm building uh, won't be just for Caledonian. You know, it will be available to other events uh, in the UK going forwards. Um, you know, and with what the guys from Ribble are providing, um, you know, we we will set the tables up and just see where we are. Um, we'll try and keep them fairly balanced. Um, but you know, just get to a point where you know some tables have just got a bit more than others, and I mean there certainly couldn't be a standard um, setup or a map. Um, <coughs> you just don't have the resources to do it for ninety tables. Yeah. Is that something I mean, ideally going forward? Least... Is that something ideally Sorry, going forward? You want to um, end up being able to be uh, in a position to do? I, I mean, I, they have that at Nova, don't they? I, they I, have I, sort I, of set terrain. Yeah, I mean, they do it in Warmer Fantasy um, at tournaments. For 40k, I don't think it's really needed. Um, I mean, maybe a, a list of, you know, this is what you should find on your table um, and, and where it is trained, you know, each time. Um, but unfortunately, you know, I don't really have the luxury of being able to have 90 sets of terrain um, that I can just put out in a in a set format, mm. um, so we just sort of use what we've got, uh, and you know we, we try and you know provide the best tables we can. Mm. Not necessarily like a like a set format, but just for instance, say each table will have um, say one to three large line of sight blocking pieces around, you know, something like that. Not yeah. necessarily this yeah, goes I mean, here, that goes there, and it stays that way. Yeah, I mean, the, the only way I'd be able to provide that information is if I had a full inventory of all the terrain, um, okay. which, you know, it, it's, I would say is impossible. Um, but as, you know, you've got, north, you've got the northern, uh, Northwest Gaming Centre's terrain, you've got the River Warriors, you've got no- Northern Warlords, you've got my terrain. Um, so it would be just sort of coordinating that list, which uh, would be quite a significant effort. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's possible. Uh, I would I'd certainly say nothing is impossible. Um, yeah, I mean, let's see, let's see how we get on this year. All right, then let's get what into. Time uh, start... Sorry. What time you start in setting up the, the terrain? Because I imagine that's going to take you a long time. Yeah, I mean, I'm I hopefully getting to the venue at eleven o'clock on Friday. Um, uh, I mean, I, I got venue set up um, down to a T, should we say, when, I, when my Maelstrom days. Uh, I used to start Friday lunchtime and, you know, take three or four hours. I could do 60 tables quite easily. Uh, I got a few few people giving us a hand and 
Uh, we can't set the bottom room up until the terrain comes over from uh, the Ribble guys and the Northern Warlord guys. But uh, I, I would expect the top room to be uh, ready by five, six o'clock. Um, the bottom room, as and when the train <laughs> sort of turns up. Lunchtime. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you know, we people are, you know, on Facebook have already said, you know, oh, I'm getting there at two o'clock. I'll give you guys a hand. So, um, I think what I'll probably, you know, quite easily be able to say to people is, uh, and how I've always um, set up tables is, you know, I always push the terrain into a, a table quarter, and you go around, do all your tables, filling up like a table quarter of each. And then you look at that table quarter and, and see if you need to add any different types of terrain or remove different types. And then that way you can balance each table quite well. And then you spread them out. Uh, if you try and set up one table at a time, it just takes forever. But I know the Ribble guys, um, they have like uh, preset tables with um, all the sort of themed terrain, which is very nice. Let's get back into the uh, lists. I know we've still got a couple to go through. Um, so whoever wants to chip in next, feel free. I vote Tim. What's the standby list? Standby list? Yeah. Any standbys? Everybody's going to turn up? <laughs> Good luck. No, um, there's one of the Liverpool Reapers um, who possibly can make the weekend, but he doesn't know for work. Um, so I said, look, if you can turn up, just turn up. You can be our stand-in. Uh, failing that, uh, one of the Scots uh, will step um, step out for the round, um, but they won't be getting a uh, 20-0 win, you know, unlike some other people. Ooh, T.O. beef. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's actually get into some real lists then. Who's next? James. James and Mike. But neither of you. Is James Mike, here? Mike, Mike, Mike's list is terrible. Come on, Mike. What's your Mike. list? Yeah, we'll go for my list, shall we? Yeah. Your, your, your list yourself. offends my inner fluff. What's what's wrong with you, with my <coughs> list? What's not fluffy about this, Mr. King? It should be Come the Apocalypse Alliance, surely. Why? Why? Dark Angels and Space Wars. They, every time they meet up, Tim, they have a little fight and they see who wins. Right, that's what's so, so, so every game you're going to fight your two HQs off are you at the start. Of the yeah, game? whoever whoever's left yeah, at the end of the game will, will uh, well, one of the Wolfguard battle leaders will just kill the Dark Angel chap. <laughs> yeah, the, the scout sergeant will step up, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've got this boss, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fluffier than some of the ones. It's it's very fluffy. It's it's very fluffy. So what is it? Well, yeah. So my list, I've gone for Space Wolves Primary, and that's Codex Space Wolves, um, as opposed to the um, Champions of Fenris supplement. Um, the reason being, um, I can get um, the Wolf and Stone on one of my Wolfguard battle leaders on this one, which gives my units furious charge. And that's pretty much the only reason I've gone for this um, Space Wolves one. So the unit itself is so um, two HQs. They're both Wolfguard battle leaders on Thunderwolves with the usual gubbins, so Powerful Storm Shield. Uh, one's got the Wolf and Stone, obviously. Um, then I've got three Iron Priests on Thunderwolf mounts with four <coughs> Cyborgs each. Um, for the 
troops. I've got uh, two 10-man Greyhunter squads with two motor guns, um, a Wolfguard pack leader with a combi motor and a motor bomb in a drop pod, and then five naked blood claws also in a drop pod. And then I'm bringing in the Dark Angel allies, as Tim loves to say, very fluffy. Uh, I've gone for a chaplain on a bike with a power field generator, which um, gives uh, a four vulnerable to models within three inches and all specs. Um, I've gone for a five-man Ravenwing command squad with an apothecary. Um, I've also gone for the grenade launcher um, and the banner as well uh, for hit and run that always goes off and an extra dice on the hit and run. And it rounds out with five sniper scouts that I got for Christmas. Very nice. What? Very nice. Is so, that... do you want to talk us through how that um, big lump of fluff and axle grease works? <laughs> uh, well, as you can probably imagine, it's just thrown into one massive unit. So, the, um, the Wolf Guard battle leaders, the Iron Priests, all the Cyber Wolves, uh, the Chaplain, and the Ravenwing Command Squad are all one unit. Um, and then we just start stacking rules from the Chaplain with. Uh, Zealots, so he gets to everyone gets to reroll to hit in the first round of combat, which is pretty good. Uh, makes the unit fearless as well. Um, then we've got the Wolf and Stone, which makes all the Iron Priests uh, strength 10 if I get the charge, and the Cyber Wolves uh, strength uh, 5. Um, what else have we got? We've got the Ravenwing um, grenade launchers. Yeah. Um, obviously, that can, if, if I have to multi charge. <coughs> Um, and I, I need to double something out. If I hit something with that, I can bring the instant death threshold down a bit. So that's always nice. Um, then what I've got, I've got the, the, the Grey Hunters in the drop pods. Just basically a chance to kill some of the uh, the bigger threats, the big tanks. Keep me active in the most missions, basically. So I've got the, the the six motor guns in the in the first wave in the drop pods, and I've got the four twin link plasma guns. In the um, in the command squad, just to hopefully get a couple of motion points on the, the shooting ones, anyway. And yeah, that's about it. A couple of drop pods, thing towards you, and hopefully I roll well. Nice. Um, so it sounds very durable. Um, definitely a big punch, and it's nice that you. Not got really. <laughs> well, it is kind of. You got. Uh, sorry, did you have the the runic armor on the, the battle leaders or not? Did you not bother? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, pretty bloody durable. You've got, like, five guys in there with two up saves, invulnerables, toughness five, Yeah. feel no pain as well. Cyber walls. Cyber walls with feel yeah. no pain and an invulnerable save, um, if if they're in range for it, obviously. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it seems, it seems on paper very, very strong. Obviously, I feel like... You know, as you start chipping away at it, the strength of the unit falls away very quickly as well. Um, is that something you're sort of wary of, or? Uh, yeah, it, it can go from being fully functional to to non-existent pretty quickly. But I mean, the good news is that pretty much everything is a at least a character, mm. apart from I think about three or four bikes on the Ravenwing Command Squad. So you've got lots of things to look out there to and, and whatnot and spread the wounds around and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it, it it can fall apart if you're sloppy, which I am. <laughs> <laughs> like a dog with a bone. 
going, you know, you just run towards the nearest wave circle and try to knock it out of the sky, and all of a sudden your apothecary is leading the charge, and that's all she wrote. It all goes downhill from there. So, but yeah, it 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 works out quite well in practice. Um, it seems to do a number of lights, um, which is quite nice. But there doesn't seem to be very many nights coming. And if there is, it's only one or two, like Lord of War. So, um, yeah, wave serpents is a bit fifty-fifty because it just depends if I can run or saves. And if I can't, then I lose badly. <laughs> and if I can, then um yeah it's it can trap them in quite well uh obviously you've got good end of game but you know you can do the you can split off the unit and and and, and contest and take a lot of objectives with those uh the the, the wolves and the, and the bikes and what have you um <clears throat> maelstrom possibly difficult for you well um, I can kill the stuff. I, I've got the drop pods as well, obviously. Mm. So there's um, there's seven objectives secured units in this as well, as well as that big Death Star. Um, <coughs> it's a mobility. So it's the, it's the thing. It, well, yeah, but I've got such a, you know, it will be the standard tactic of where to where to put the um, the objectives, mm. which I can look to sit in the middle with and. Um, abuse board control really because you know it's uh, it's got it can reach out and touch quite 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 a way out that in itself so it's um so yeah I haven't had a problem with most of them so far Good. I think the only the only thing I had to bring in was a little bit more shooting um because yeah some of the shooting phase ones I weren't getting I wasn't getting and I was pretty much never going to get first first strike because everything was going to be scouting and running forward, so I had to get the, the drop pods in there with the combis, mm. just to keep a few tests, I think, and give me a chance in that one. So, yeah, it's working out well. I'm very much looking forward to it. Good stuff, good stuff. <clears throat> um, so that leaves us with uh, just Mr. Ramsey. Yep, so I'm using the very fluffy Necrons and Elder. That's uh, even that's even fluffier than Mike's list, and I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> yeah, come on, Tim, you've got to give him some shit now as well after calling out the Archangels. <laughs> Although, to and, be honest, every tournament probably... we every tournament we go to now, I see Farsi as summoning demons. So, you know, that's out the fucking window. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, so, got um, an Overlord with Faeron, War Scythe. We've Three of vulnerable, blah, blah, usual stuff. Uh, he's the Warlord, got Oberon, he's a teleporter dude. Lots of five warriors, as uh, my deck chairs. Got three units of five wraiths. Uh, I think one is a whip coil. And then two barges, normal barges, and then um, three of the sentry pylons with the death rays. And then allied to that with Eldar is the Farseer on the bike with the stones. And three jet bikes. So, uh, yeah, very fluffy, obviously. <laughs> um, what would be the main <laughs> main strengths of that list? Do you think in the in the current meta? What made you go for that? Well, I I wanted to use Necrons, but I didn't really want to use bar the command barges because I find they're really hit and miss. Uh, they're really tough, but they don't do any damage. And at the moment, like knights are really good, and race knights are really good. And, 
So I found the barges were kind of a lackluster, especially when you're pay, paying like nearly 300 points each. <coughs> and so I had the entry ponds for a while. I've used them a few times, but it's difficult. And this is the thing that Tim was talking about when he talked about Forge World. These are some, there are some units that just the rules just do not exist or do not work for units. And so it's very difficult to, to, to go to an event with something like Tenchi Parlance unless you know exactly how they work because uh, if you, you know, the rules just don't exist for them. So if you try and play with them how you, as you think is how they meant to be played and, you know, you later find out that, the, you know, that you were playing them wrong or people disagreed with you, then it leaves a bit of a bad taste. So um, Tim, when we went through some of the rules with them and we went through the main points of them and so we kind of, uh, that was, gave me a bit of confidence that I could go into an event and actually kind of know how they're going to work. Uh, because they're so they're so different to everything else, how they how they basically shoot. Uh, they're so different to everything else that they need basically their own uh, FAQ because the rules as they're written uh, kind of don't work. And I think we talked about that before. I think we mentioned it briefly. And it, so, do you want to tell us how sort of the, the the number of hits or whatever is generated for the people? Uh, it's a, yeah. So the raw version, which is not how they're going to be played at Cali, but the, the version by the rules, if you if you want to take it by what it says, it says you draw a line and every model, you count the number of models that are hit on the line, you times it by two, and then it says every unit under the line takes that many hits, in, in basically that many words. And so as uh, an example uh, Tim gave me was where you have five orcs and a battle wagon, they get hit by the line, you've hit six models, you times it by two, so that's 12 hits effectively. Each unit would take 12 hits. And because you've got three pylons, basically both units take 36 hits, mm. which obviously is very good. Uh, and the reason I put the summons here in there was to summon more demons to basically get in the way Uses. to add up to oh. increase the hits. Yeah. yeah, so you can basically summon like five seekers, which have got a really good run move, and then they can run into like near a knight, then hit the knight basically. 12 times per century pile and so the knight just evaporates it doesn't doesn't matter how good it is vulnerable save is you just destroy it um but it is ridiculous <coughs> so um tim came up with you know tim decided on the on the more usual kind of the way the doom south kind of works where you just do the number of hits times two per unit uh, that's that. so if you've got five models on the line then it takes 10 hits which i think is and then obviously the battle wagon in that case will just take Two yeah, hits, so, or the knight would take two hits. Yeah, yeah. So it's not. So it's, it's not. It's still good, but it's not uh, ridiculous. Obscene, and, yeah. <laughs> and I think it was. I think it's a point where you know, my initial thought when I was playing them was that we, because you know we're playing Thunderwolf Cavalry's Raw and all that. Uh, I assumed that we were going to play them as Raw, but then you know, you have. I think you have to. You know, sometimes the TOs have got to make choices, like maybe for fairness. Because uh, I don't know how Tim was thinking, but probably. That's way what he's thinking. Um, is there hypocrisy a... in the bullshit, James? Hypocrisy in bullshit. <laughs> what, were, what were you thinking, Tim? Uh, well, to be honest, what were you thinking, a... Tim? What were uh, you thinking? No, it was a, it was a slight bit of a breakdown in communication between me and James. Um, the problem I've got, well, which a lot of players have got, is uh, keeping track of all the rules and different sources. Um, so what I've been saying to people is, if you've got a rules query, you just need to send me a picture <laughs> of the rule because I don't own all the uh, four twelve books, mm. and um, you know I, I was possibly a bit busy on the day, and I just said, oh, just use it like a doom site, and nothing really transpired. Um, 
sort of sort of immediately after that and i heard from um from somebody that um oh yeah you know you you know james has said you know this is how you play i was like uh did i um so i actually looked back into it and uh, i you know I, I say you know i can see that you know rules is written um and you know you know hats off to james it was a very uh, cunning plan um but i think um i think as i sort of summed it up to james is that i just think it's a uh, ridiculous loophole within the rules and you know all they had to do was cut and paste the description of the necron um doom Scythe. i'm not sure which um which printed rule would have been out first um if the current necron codex or uh, or the forge world book but it's missing that all important um line where it sort of says each unit suffers the number of hits for the models in that unit hit um so you know i, I could see it from james's sort of point of view um but i think you know quite you know if if i had allowed it then uh you know five people would have had a very bad uh experience at the event uh rules as written um because it's just horrendous but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, it's you know, it went against James, but you know, I I didn't do it for my own personal. Well, you know, I must I must stamp on that and you know and beat it down. It was more a case of well, you know, it, it just it's just the way it's the way the rule is. It's just ridiculous, and <clears throat> you know, the fairest balanced uh, way to play it is like a doom scythe. Yeah, I agree, and I think that uh, you know, obviously. Kelly is a very uh, competitive tournament. I think um, it's you know I, I kind of was thinking that yeah we'll, we'll I'll, I'm happy to play how how it was ruled, but I think the key thing is uh, with all these things as we say is always find out before what how it works because you just don't want to get into a situation where you basically uh, ruin a game because you've done you think you're going to do it one way, your opponent complains and then suddenly you know you have a big rules argument that takes half an hour to resolve and. You have all the, you know, you know, basically ruins to a complete game. Whereas if you at least know how it's going to work beforehand, your opponent knows how it's going to work, <coughs> you know how it's going to work. You can both come up with your own plans and such. So, um, I'd be, be quite interested to see if someone actually uh, took this unit to a, uh, say, a Throne of Skulls or something like that, and, and see what they'd do. Because yeah, rules as written, you know, the way you wanted to play it was absolutely correct. Um, you know, <laughs> not not isn't it? You know, sort of two ways around it. But I think yeah. uh, I think I had if if I had allowed it to play the way it is, um, yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous. I yeah, would definitely I mean, like but... to see um, Forge World stepping in with um, some updates and FAQs because yeah. they're they're a bit behind now. Um, it was funny because the Forge World were 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 pretty good with updating their stuff and. And all that sort of thing, and and Games Workshop were or Games Workshop main were were you know got into a bit of a rut of it, but it seems to have been the other way around now. And you know, there's there's yeah. stuff that hasn't been updated at all for seventh. Um, you know, no, to, you know, lots of things that need to be updated, um, or that just are written written poorly. And there's there's several things um, that I think are written written poorly that you could highlight. Yeah. I think the problem with the like something like this is. <coughs> They just don't have enough staff, and the the the, the codex has come out so quickly. They just don't have time to uh, update the stuff in line with you know. They, if they made an FAQ for this now, in in a month's time, they'd have to change it to follow you know a doom site that might change potentially. And so they I think they're always caught at the moment with a little bit of uh, they, they just don't have enough people play testing and 
applying rules and uh, you know if they even do play tests at all who knows you know we don't know anything about World Trials, so. um but it was fine I, I didn't mind I, I kind of I wasn't actually that bothered about what what was going to happen I, I, you know it was it's a kind of sometimes you're like oh you, you have a plan and it was, you kind of think oh that's kind of a bit of a sneaky plan but so to kind of hit it wasn't going to work it was a bit uh it was it was obviously uh, not not what I wanted to hear, but I, I kind of went with it, and uh, I, as long as I know I know how they play, you know I know how they're going to work now, so that makes I can go into games knowing exactly how they're going to play. Um, so you know, with back to the actual list, it's kind of I guess it kind of it's a big Death Star, isn't it? It's kind of similar to Centurions, just kind of different flavour to it. Mm. Uh, it hits the unit hits ridiculously hard. It's like basically firing six Doom Scythes at one unit, and it hits really hard. And you know, if you get if you let me hit three or four models in a unit, you can just take the whole unit off because it doesn't really matter. Uh, and the fact that because it 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 kind of it, it breaks a lot of the rules because it just draws lines. It doesn't target units, so <coughs> you don't get that jink doesn't doesn't it doesn't doesn't let you jink. Um, mm. It doesn't it hits FMCs because really you're just drawing. Not you're not snap firing because you're just drawing a line. It said every model under the line takes a hit. Well, that FMC's under the line and he's getting hit because he's not. Yeah. He's uh, he doesn't have the uh, you know the thing that the flyer. He doesn't get hit by templates. Um, the, the proper flyer, like a storm raven, for example. Mm. So you could say, well, maybe it doesn't hit the storm raven. Uh, I think that's what we've. That's what we've, it's been ruled that it doesn't hit the flyers. But uh, the FMCs haven't got that rule, unfortunately for them. So uh, yeah, they get hit like everybody else. Um, and yeah, so it's got the ability just to uh, do a lot of damage, I guess. And because it's Oberon's deep strike doesn't require uh, psychic powers, so you can't really stop it. So he can, you know, it's quite reliable in that regard. Yeah, definitely. And then the Phaeron Overlord obviously gives them relentless, so they can move around and shoot. And um, they're relatively tough ish, but they do die, and they're not invincible. So what I found when I played this list originally, I didn't have enough board control. So I went with the wraiths um, to back them up because it gives you some <coughs> ability to like you know to, to stop people just basically charging you in combat and killing you. Mm. Uh, it gives you a bit of protection. And then the summon seer. Now I guess he, he's still good. He's not not uh, no nothing wrong with him. Uh, he guess he gets a bit bit of extra uh, backup. I mean that that sort of um, the cap on the on the summoning the the conjurations doesn't really affect you when you've got one guy um rolling yeah you know and also it's it's a thing of time i didn't have an i, I this uh, this is quite quick to play i think if i went for any more it would be difficult to uh so why did you why did you decide on on eldar to back it up well originally it was the summoning to boost the hits but the but now i guess it's 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 still decent and um, i think the, the problem with this list sometimes i haven't got a vast amount of units to go in like Contest because the wraiths get killed quite easily. are not invincible anymore, so um, the wraiths are they, they'll die, and the sentry pylons, you know, they're going to die as well. So you need something to like go and get the objectives. And first of all, the bikes are still good. You know, bikes are great at getting objectives and getting maelstrom and line break and all that. But the ability to summon is really useful. Like just getting like say ten demonettes, they can then shield your warriors from getting charged by you know, wraith knights. Wraith doesn't want to fight ten demonettes really. Um, you can summon drones, which give you a bit more, almost like small wraiths to play with. Uh, you can summon screamers, uh, which to block people in, and yeah, the demons are really useful. So uh, just thought I'd stick with that because I had an extra, had a hundred and had like two hundred points left. And the problem with necrons 
as people in Necron players know, is the elite slots are really bad. There's like nothing to take in the elite slots, um, unless you want to take death marks. And uh, I find Night Scythe's kind of a bit hit and miss at the moment. Like, there's so much anti-air, like Hive Tyrants and things. It just <coughs> don't... So I find I just, I just went with the, uh, with the Elder. Makes sense. I mean, there was some debate. Do I take a... This, like, uh, an obelisk is the, one of the Lord of Wars you can take, and it's quite good against anti-air, but I decided to just keep with the Elder. For the demons. Yeah, basically for the demons. The demons and the ability to, you know, to get, get some uh, objectives. Oh, cool. Uh, anything you're particularly looking out for, like to avoid, or worry not to avoid, but just, you know, what, what do you think is a particularly bad matchup for you? Um, I think uh, Wraith Knights are kind of annoying. Because um, normally, if I played by Raw, they're really easy to kill. Because yeah. all you got to do is hit one thing on the Wraith Knight and you kill it. But when they're by, by we're playing as we are playing, it's, they are difficult to kill. Because uh, you can't, because if, if they've got a four up cover save, you can't really do a lot of damage to them. Um, so that's annoying. The, so three of them would be difficult. Uh, they are difficult to deal with. I mean, I played Gaz with, with two a few times, and you, know, they're, 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 you can deal with them, but they're not that fun to play against. Um, anything with really, really shooty that I don't get first turn on can be a, annoying to play against. Mm. But there are ways to deal with it, so it's not completely horrible. Um, Adlance is also not that easy to play because they have the good, they have a really good save now. Mm. So uh, can't do lots and lots of damage. But I can stay away from them quite well. So I think it's just a bit of you know cat and mouse really. Uh, if I get an unlucky deep strike where I end up you know. If I have to deep track away and I end up going towards them 12 inches, then I'm yeah, going to hurt. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, so I've gone for Space Marines with no allies. Um, so I'm doing a combined arms detachment uh, with White Scars, Chapter Tactics. Corsaro Khan on the bike. He's the Warlord, of course. Um, five bikers with two grav guns and a combi grav. Three lots of those. Uh, four bikers with two melter guns and a combi melter with an attached attack bike with a multi sorry, yeah with a multi melter. Uh, two lots of those. So that's five bike squads. Uh, two thunderfire cannons. A relic whirlwind scorpius with the battle of Kalek uh, legacy to make it ignore cover. Um, I've got a wall of martyrs imperial bunker with a comms relay. Um, and then I've got a formation, which is um, the Stormwing, Space Marine Flyers one. Um, so I've got a Storm Raven with multi melter and Assault Cannon, uh, and a Searchlight, because I had random points left over. Um, and then I've got two Storm Talons with Assault Cannons and Cyclone Missile Launchers. Um, my thinking behind this was I, I took something kind of similar to this before. Um, MSU bikes are really good in the GT mission pack, I feel, especially because there's no um, sort of kill points to sort of hold them back. Uh, Thunderfire cannons are in there because they're quite versatile, do a lot of things, so they're good for um, annoying knights and wave serpents if they have to. Um, good for dealing with large <coughs> infantry units. Um, and they're good for trying to kill things like priests or sanguinary priests or apothecaries in bikes and getting rid of um, 
Cyber Wolves in that unit as well. Um, so they're quite versatile. I think they're really good for their points. Uh, and the Whirlwind Scorpius is in there because it's my favourite thing in the world for getting rid of Summon Seers. Um, it's Strength 8 AP 3. Um, barrage. And if it doesn't move, it's D3 plus 1 shots. Um, and with the Battle of Kalik Legacy, it ignores cover as well. So it ignores the armour save. It ignores the two-up re-rollable cover save that the um, the mantle farseer on the jet bike would get. Um, so basically, all he's left with is a four-up invulnerable. Um, that's if he has that, and he doesn't use his summon. Uh, so he doesn't use his stones of whatever it is of re-rolling shit the turn before. Um, and if he fails a four-up, he instantly dies as well because it's strength eight. So it's pretty cool. Um, and again, it puts out D3 plus 1, Strength 8, Barrage, so that ignore cover. So it's great dumping on uh, Wave Serpents or uh, even on um, even on Knights. Pretty useful as well. So that's what they're for. Um, <coughs> obviously, the bikes are all going to scout and, or outflank or do whatever. Um, I quite like those in terms of versatility. Everyone knows how those bike work units work. Um, I stuck the flyers in there because I'm kind of wary of flying monstrous creatures that can shoot. They are, for me, like the most difficult thing I've had to deal with. Um, you know, especially if the like flying hive tyrants with double um, devourers and psychic scream or whatever their whatever their their screamy the, the nova power is um they're really really good at getting rid of of um my bike units and I just can't deal with them unless I've got skyfire um so I put in um put in put in the uh the formation just to get um all the flyers on in one go uh, with the re-roll on the comms relay as well. So I've got like an 89% chance of getting all three flyers on turn two. Um, so I get the most use out of them. Because <clears throat> obviously the, the monstrous creatures are going to be starting on the table. So I need to deal with them as soon as possible. Hopefully I can kill one. If I'm able to make flyers jink, that's great. At least it gives me something. I'll, if the you know if the flyers are on the table, they need to be dealt with as well. Um, which means... I might get a turn or two respite for the biker units that are on the ground um, so they can pick up Maelstrom and hide and hopefully be around end of game. So that's basically what I'm going for. Anyone got any comments or feedback or questions for me? I really like the list. I, I thought when you posted it, I thought it was really good. I couldn't. I still sometimes can't believe how much shit Marines can put in a list. Mm. Yeah. Can just, every slot is like... And there's like... There's no <coughs> And some of your own choices obviously there like your formation and things like that but yeah. it's like it's different you know Marine's just really all rounded I guess it's good at making a yeah, list that can play everybody yeah it's really good for like I d it's really good for being reactive to the meta or reactive to a problem there's, there's so many tools in that book and you know they, they have access to all the different chapter tactics and they can ally with you know about like 12 of the factions that exist anyway as battle brothers so if, if something appears you can you can deal with it um there's answers yeah i think uh i think your only 
The difficult match could be a really fast, heavy, like assault armor, like some like demons. Like, <coughs> yeah, like thirty or sixty bloody flesh hounds or whatever. Um, yeah, I think that's difficult for Marines unless you have a really big Death Star like Mike's got. But yeah. Yeah, obviously, then you don't have yeah. the tools you've got. But uh, like, I like obviously the the whirlwind thing is really really good, and I think you know that relic makes it it's it good be good without the relic, but it's yeah, good with the relic. Yeah, really relic and and the thunder fires as well. There's a lot of little templates. Yeah, a lot. Of I think uh, you know one. My only thing could send possibly could be your shooting phase might take a long time. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, if you but. Yeah, those things obviously are really you can't. It's difficult, isn't it? Because you have you have to try and balance up. You don't want to you know run out of time. But then again, no. those things are so important. Yeah, to this marine army, <coughs> that you feel it's almost like you know like a summons here. It takes up a lot of time as well. Uh, but you know you have to take them. If it means you lose a bit of time, then I guess you just have to play quick. Exactly, you just have to sort of really try and get an efficient way of 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 playing the army, and that only comes with practice, I guess. Um... But yeah, there's three very distinct sort of sections in that list of what I want them to do. Um, the fact that um, they can do, they can sort of muck in in different areas. Like you know, obviously my 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 melter gun units and the grav gun units are there to do most of the the wave serpent killing and and that sort of thing. But I've got the flyers and the thunder fire cannons and the whirlwind are also able to chip in with the anti armor as well. Um, Assault, I, I'm avoiding that at all costs, but I'm really just maximising the, the hit and run um, on the chapter tactics there to try and sort of just stay the fuck away and then shoot, you know, retreat and uh, sort of play tactically there. But, yeah, I quite like it. I'm scared of, I'm definitely scared of, um, like, master assault stuff that's got great cover, but then... You know, I've got the thunder fires and the and the whirlwind that can ignore cover. Um, obviously, the gravs are not going to do anything against demons, but I've got. I, I feel like I've got enough other stuff there. Um, loads of twin-linked assault cannons, two of which are assault. Uh, it's going to be BS five, and the cyclone missile launchers mean I can put down. You know, I can put down frags if I want, or I can. I can double out flesh hounds. Um, yeah, with those as well. So. Yeah, there's stuff there, but I, I I just wanted to put a list together that I felt like if I win, I, I can win by playing well. Like I just want to I just want to be in with the fighting chance with as much as possible, and I feel like that's what I've done with this list. So yeah, I'm quite happy with it. Uh, Andy, I didn't do your list because you've not spoken, and I forgot you were here. Hello, Andy. So I was inspired by uh, Matt Edmonds' list from Heat uh, Heat Three, the Warrington Heat. Um, I was just like, that list is the balls. It's it's uh, it's got all the cheese in it, all the meta. It's right there. So I thought, I'll take I'll take I'll take that idea and just add an extra wraith knight in. So I've got a summoning sir on a bike uh, with the stone of summoning. Um, mantle got... as well or not? Not bother. No 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 mantle unfortunately because um, everything can ignore cover these days anyway. So I thought anything that's good anyway. So I thought there's no point. Uh, like your bloody relic whirlwind, <laughs> stuff like that. I said, there's no point in taking the man. There's forty points, yeah. so uh, I ditched that. Um, I've got five fire dragons in a wave serpent with um, uh, what's it called? The uh, 
move through cover thing, the bots it matrix. Oh, ghost walk. Uh, ghost, ghost walk. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't bother with the hollow fields on my wave serpents because again, anything that's good these days tends to ignore cover. So I save myself some points, and I I, li- I really like the ghost walk matrix because just being able to just to like land you land you wave serpents in uh, on top of things and in ruins and stuff, and not having to care about rolling. It's just godly. I, I always roll a one, so I, I just don't give myself that, that chance to fuck up. Um, then I've got two to five die Avengers in Wave Serpents with Ghostwalk Matrix. And, oh, and Scatter Lasers, of course. Then I've got three Wraith Knights with D Cannons and uh, Allied In. Thanks, Tim. And Imperial Knight, <laughs> uh, the one with the Melter Cannon. And that is actually a, it's a tiny little list, but uh, packs a bit of a punch. What night is Andy? The Fuck knows. Errant, I think. Is it Errant? Yeah. The <laughs> Eric the Knight. The Knight. Did you really just yeah. put Imperial Knight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he, put Imper- he put Imperial Knight and put 270 points. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, g- give us a clue. No, the I best bet was How the many ETC games. lists have you gone through? I, submit, I submitted Tim about four lists. It was the same list, just trying to type the, the name of my night out. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then he did something. I can't remember what he did. He did something to either correct it. And when he resubmitted it, he, he went back to being Imperial Knight 270 points. I was like, oh, Andy, please. I mean, this was before the um, this was before the list amnesty, uh, where I said, basically, if you got your list in a week before submission, it could be checked without any penalty. Oh, this, um, this is crazy, isn't it? It's like a just at the start of December or something. I was like, yeah. I'll get this list in quickly. It's all fine. But no, no. Do you remember Some your list last year, Andy? <laughs> last year? When you were doing it drunk on New Year's Eve. <coughs> yeah, yeah. You su- I think Tim gave me a penalty for that because you submitted it and it was all just sexual references. We, we, were, we, were, we, we were like completely blitzed and then Robert at my house having a little party for New Year's. You submitted like, it twice first, though. Well, yeah, I tried. And then Robert was like, I'll submit it. And it was like, all right, here you go. So <laughs> Mistake one is giving my phone. Mistake two was like tool him up on vodka. It was just, and then he was like, he was like, Urvisa, uh, and then he was like, Farsight with massive dildo and and like, oh, it was like missile dicks and stuff like that. And then the point, points were completely wrong. Tim was Tim was like, the hell's this? <laughs> hey, so I, I think I had, I had a message saying uh, ignore that list. We were drunk or something. Yeah. So I, was, I was like, I'll, I'll take. I'll take the penalty, Tim. Sorry. <laughs> so this year, I thought I'll, I'll submit it early on, sober as well, and uh, get, get get it right. But, but it's still, still the five attempts. <laughs> but yeah, that's my list anyway. Um, I took it because um, I like Blackie and I copied his list, but well, mostly because I thought like uh, we covered it his list in the podcast ages ago, mm. and I thought. Oh, it, I really liked it for some reason. It really turned me on because it, it covered all the bases. It's like Wraith Knights are great because they're hard to kill. They get covered these days by, with a toe in cover um, and with the GT FAQ stuff like the base of a rune gives you a 4 plus. You've got to tip your toe in there. And I know we have loads of runes at uh, tournaments now. Um, and Strength 10D cannons are always goodly. Uh, and Imperial Knight, at least one in there just for scare factor, if anything. Uh, but also because they do pack a punch that's helpful against Death Stars. Like a... Uh, excuse me, like Mike's, um, it's like, yeah, here's three Wraith Knights. you probably kill them all, maybe. I don't know, but hopefully if you don't, next turn it's like... And, and the Knight in one turn. <laughs> well, I was, thinking, I was thinking they bubble wrap <laughs> the Imperial Knight, and the next turn the Imperial Knight just clips it at the end, and then hopefully just lays down three three stomps, gets all sixes, laughs, as, he, as you just remove models. Um, 
and then the wave sippers obviously are just annoying as hell um two objective secured ones uh i got some obviously more melter guns in there with fire dragons more melters always great for fighting other knights or anything like that and a summoning say so i could summon in demons so it's just like i thought it covered all the bases but after looking at some of the lists uh that are going i regret some choices but um i should have took nine hornets and a lynx I should have just downloaded those Forge World books and gone to town, but oh well. But you're only allowed to use Forge World if you've already got the models and you want to use those things for fluff reasons. You can't you can't use Hornets because you want them because you'll get good. You have to use them for fluff reasons. It's the rules. Well, I was just yeah, it's fluffy. It's Eldar. They're cheese. Yeah. That's the fluff. Yeah, so it's, it's like Eric. Eric. Eric's had nine Hornets and a Lynx for about forty five years. That's why he's now allowed to use it. He has. Have you seen his conversion for his links? Uh, I'm not sure if his one from China turned up, but he said uh, he'd asked Tim if it was okay, and he, Tim said it was, uh, and he converted this links. It looks fantastic. Yeah, like I mean, uh, yeah, with Eric, I mean, one thing I like to do is if people want to use counters, as long as they, you know, make an effort, uh, you know, it's it's not not a problem. And uh, Eric is taking a falcon and a buttload of plastic card. And and another falcon. <laughs> Well, yeah, and made himself a links, and I mean, you can look at the sort of the messages that went back and forth between me and him over about two weeks, and uh, I got a friend called Dan Each who is uh, always the uh, Eldar player, and he's got his own links, and so I was like sending him pictures, going, you know, what do you think of the size? Um, so what we managed to do with Eric is sort of work together, and you know, get a model that. Um, basically matches the links for its footprint and everything. Yeah, I mean, he put yeah. a lot of effort into that, hasn't he? He's, he's yeah, not yeah. like... Well, that's it. You know, he's got a falcon, and he's, like, chopped another one in half and stuck it on the sides. I mean, it obviously looks a lot better than that. Yeah. But, no, no, it, you know, he's, he's been sending me updates of, you know, how it's going, and, you know, credit where credit's due, you know, you make, it, make the effort, and, you know, it does look good. Yeah. I was impressed with that. I'm so going to make the effort sh- once, one day. What, what <laughs> one day? <laughs> what, what happened what to your demons? With eyes? Is what I want to know. Yeah. They had an demons? eye on this. My demons. Uh, yeah. Well, Robbo's Robbo's borrowed my demons. Um, he's he's not taking his knights, which I paid up for him for Cali the bastard. Um, <laughs> he, he's taking my demons, so he's using what's on the hounds. Um, I actually have here on my bed <laughs> next, uh, that I'm painting up is another like. 3,000 points of demons. So we've got all the demons for summoning for about four of us, I think. So the uh, so demon arm has just gone into the summoning sack, basically. It's the, yeah, it's, yeah, it's for the summoning. I'll, I'll, obviously, I'll use demons in the future. But for now, they're just summoning. We've got, only only we've got asking, us. because obviously we saw you playtesting it on the you know on the, on the the wall, on the page. We saw, yeah, saw pieces yeah. of you running it, and we spoke about it uh, on a previous episode as well. So uh. Yeah, um, after using it at the... I was, I was happy with that. Yeah, you, you used it against me at Heat 3 and ran me over. Oh, it's a lovely game, that Tim. Oh, those, those, <laughs> comic, those comics are really good, by the way, that you gave me. Uh, All right, cool. So those are good comics. Um, yeah, it was good It was good at the Heats, but I think uh, I just I thought the Eldar would do better, uh, especially with the field, uh, with it being like 180 players. And there are some vicious lists there. Um, like a lot, no one's, no one's really taking anything critty, are they? There, um, th- there's there's nothing really easy to run over, so there's going to be a lot of hard lists. There's a lot of Eldar, but I, I like it. The heat's are better. I don't play just Eldar, 
um, and then I'll not get the top points. And you need top points at Cali to to get the top top five, not even just to get the top three spots. You, you I mean, need if to you table get all, people. Yeah, if I mean, if you get all tablings, you might not even you still might not even make. Oh, well, actually, I'll, I'll with that. Um, uh, what's the thing about it? One thing uh, people have said to me is that you know they're concerned that um, because it's a five round event, we could we could have like six people on a hundred points at the end of the event. You know, mathematically, I think it's quite hard to get that with a 20 nil system um It'll but be unlikely, what, but... well what i've done for this year um i have the 100 club for caledonian um so i've got six uh medals uh made up and uh if there are more than one person who gets 100 points at the end of the event they will get that award in addition to <laughs> any other events um so say say we had four people um each go 20 nil in all five games um, at the event, um, the fourth person would feel a bit miffed because obviously he would have missed out on first, second, third um, through, you know, soft scores and, you know, what have you. Um, but so what I've done is I've, I've added uh, a few extra little awards in case there are some people that do go uh, 100 points over the weekend. That's a really good idea, yeah. I mean, if I, if I got five tablings in, in a, a, a massive tournament like that I'd, I'd, and I didn't get top three, a medal would do. Do. Well, that's do. it. I mean, Caledonian is uh, and always will be a sort of hobby. Uh, you know, it, it uh, includes all parts of the hobby. So, you know, you still need to make sure your painting's there, you know, the, the timekeeping, the army list, etc. Um, but, yeah, you know, there, there shouldn't be a reason why, uh, you know, if, if you manage to, you know, 20 nil five games and, you know, not receive some recognition for it. McCalley uh, it's got to be my favourite tournament of the year it's just after Christmas everyone's got fresh toys um, I'm always really excited uh, and even even with this like it's so, it's such a big tournament now as well 180 players is awesome see that that many people in a room playing for, or two rooms playing 40k is great um, I've lost my trailer thought now <laughs> you were gushing yeah, I was I was <laughs> I was gushing in the love <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm just excited. I mean, even if even if like say I did get all the wins, like all twenty nils and stuff. I mean, I'm excited to see like who, who who's who at the top, who, who's competing for those those five tablings. It's exciting to see what happens. Love it. Well, that's it. I mean, it it'll be interesting to see if anybody can uh, do it. You know, uh, you know, keep turning in the 20 uh, I'd be interested going into the last round to see you know how many people because going into the last round we I think we could potentially have 11 or 12 people on uh, 80 points I'm going to give it a go Tim sorry I'm going to give it a go for you Tim <laughs> yeah oh, but I'll say it's, it'll be good you know and uh, you know it's but it's not just the top end of the tournament uh, you know it'll be interesting to see, you know, see some of the, the best painted armies uh, you know I think last year uh, I kind of went to nominate five or six and ended up having to nominate ten armies because the standard you know was so good uh, you even nominated me Tim did I oh that was foolish <laughs> um, what did you take last I took that tower base star ah uh, yeah but yeah it's um, you know I've seen some pictures of some of the lists that are coming over um, I wouldn't be surprised if you know the Belgian Dutch have got some nice looking lists coming over yeah it should be good Ooh. How are you scoring the? Um, how are you scoring the uh, painting? Uh, how well as in best army or as in the painting scores? The soft scores. The soft scores. Uh, let me just. Did you roll spec? Yeah. 
happy with the rules playing. Is there like a um, a rubric? You should like you, can... you should know this, Alex, because you should get all the points for it, mate. Shit, I mean, like I say, it's 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 a very uh, you know inclusive score system, and it's not yeah. so much as I give you the points for ticking boxes. You know, you've really not got to have achieved <coughs> something to lose it. Um, so everybody should be turning out twenty fairly easily. I mean, I think Matt, I think Good your stuff. horrible purple army turned out twenty last year, didn't it? Which horrible purple army? Uh, cultists and stuff. I painted them. I spent a lot of time on them. Well, that, I'm exactly. just not very so, good at painting. Well, the, but there's Cheers, this Tim. thing is. Thank you um, very much. <laughs> but uh, there was yeah, a the, there was a cohesive scheme, wasn't there, though, Matt? So yeah. Okay. Reach. So uh, yeah, I brought the, <laughs> so I brought the rules points. back. So um, I mean, out of the twenty points, uh, ten are purely for having you know painted models. Um, so I mean, everybody's going to gonna score that because yeah. you, you can't play with unpainted. Uh, based is worth four points. Detail is worth two points, um, so that's one percent of your to- to- total tournament score, um, and you know it's just stuff like inking, dry brushing, uh, you know, a bit of extra effort really. Um, Will the Rainbow Army get four points? Yeah, it'll definitely get yeah. two points for cohesive well, scheme anyway. Well, that, that's <laughs> it. So yeah, two points for cohesive scheme. The thing that some people don't do, and I don't understand why, is squad markings. Uh, and I think um, the default is a mark on the base. Uh, it's just so that in the heat of the battle, you can just determine what unit is what. So that's not um, even that's not even technically painting the miniature. That's just you know, that's just making that's that's like having a painting score for functional play pieces, which is which yeah, is interesting. I mean, I've, that, I, I quite like that because. Um, it saves time as well in terms of you know de- getting your units out and deploying and whatever. If you've got an easy way of of, of, of doling out your similar models into into units, that's that's great. Um, that definitely helps helps keep things ticking over. Um, so I've not really seen that as well. So that's that's interesting. I like that. I, I, I've played um, two fairly big horde armies sort of in my time <laughs> playing 40k. Uh, recently, I've been playing uh, Blob Guard, uh, and all my guard models have got a uh, sort of mark on the back of their uh, model to determine what platoon they belong to and what squad they belong to. Um, but I used to do the five Termagon, uh, Termagon summoning list. Jesus. And um, yeah, I, I used to have uh, uh, a dry wipe um, little box system on the back of the bases that you could put like dots and lines on and stuff like that and then just wipe them off at the end of the game um, just to keep track of the units. But I think it is quite important because, mm. you know, people then... You know, start arguing about what what models belong to what squads, yeah. uh, and I mean, uh, it's the reason it's under painting is because most people will um, paint it on their model. You know, be it on a shoulder pad or something like that. Mm. Um, but not everybody can, you know, paint well. Um, so oh, I say, you know, a simple mark on the model somewhere or on the base is, is fine. It's something that you know both players can see and go, that is from that squad and that is from that squad. I, I just want to um, say as well, I I really like the way that you've done the painting scores because someone that's paid someone else professionally to paint their army <clears throat> Matt, um, will get the same score pretty much as anyone else that's bothered to sit down and spend more than 15 minutes painting painting a model you know the the, the painting scores are not um 
in depth enough for it to be, um, you know, uh, a deciding factor on the top tables. I don't think because really everyone should get twenty points. There's no excuse for not getting twenty points with this with this with this system. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. I mean, and, that, and it encourages yeah, it, it encourages it encourages people to turn up with armies that look like armies rather than armies that look like you know scraps and a bring and buy sale that they've 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 got from a you know they've got off eBay or whatever. Which which I like. I, I like that way of doing it. And then you can take all of the the best ones and then put them into a completely separate judging system for. For the best painted, which which I which I do like, I, I think that's the best way of doing it. So yeah, props for that. Uh, I will say with the Carizas scheme as well. What the way I do the painting judging, I will judge your army face to face, and we'll chat it over. And Carizas scheme is not. I'm not expecting uh, you know every model to look the same. But, you know, because if I turn up, say, at, a, you know, an Eldar army, I, you know, I, I would expect the Aspect Warriors to look different to the rest of the army. But does it look like an army? You know, does it have that theme? And, and basing is actually quite important in this category. You know, does, you know, is it all based the same? You know, does it all, if you put it on the board, does it look like an army? Um, so there is a little bit of flexibility. So it doesn't all have to be unique. Um, and... With that as well, I judge the different detachments separately. Um, so I don't expect your your primary and your allied detachments to have the same bases, for example. Oh, um, well, I'm, yeah, I'm not that mad. Come on, I, I put snow on all of my all of my yeah. bases on black and white models, and that's snow. Sorry. Well, I'll give you a hug when I come round and mark. Thank you. <laughs> okay, and a little bit of a reach around as well. Wouldn't go this. <laughs> we'll see. But um, what I'm having to do this year as well, what I thought would be a bonus, is um, to keep the two rooms separate for the first two rounds. Because in most events, you have big swings between rounds one and two, and then two into three. And I just didn't see the point of having, you know, 45 people walking upstairs and 45 people walking downstairs or or whatever uh, between rounds one and two. So what I'll be able to do uh, at a bit more of a leisurely pace is um, do all the painting judging of one room in the first round and then do all the painting judging of the other room in the second round. But then also, you know, if if I'm going to mark somebody down, I can explain to them face to face why I've marked them down. And most people are quite happy, um, you know, because, you know, it's in black and white in the rules pack what they need to achieve. Definitely, and it's, uh, it's just, I see that you've also got um, a little uh, <laughs> a little section here for uh, for dealing with Space Marine colour schemes and chapter traits. Uh, it's nice to get that uh, sort of out there as well. Yeah, I think Gaz Jones started some internet war um, <laughs> a year year or so ago uh, with a few people about the colour of Space Marines and stuff. Um, so I felt obliged to put it into the rules pack. What was uh, it say? Basically, I don't care what colour your space marines are, as long as it doesn't abuse your opponent effectively. Ah, yeah. So, so what I've said is, you know, uh, you go. These guys are ultramarines, and these guys are white scars. As long as uh, they both don't look the same, or it's confusing. So your white scars are blue, and your ultramarines are white. I'd fail on that because I paint everything in flesh terrors colours, but. <laughs> 
but the, you know, all, all you know, with a lot of what I do as being a TO is, you know, pretty much anything goes as long as you know it doesn't abuse the other gamers, um, and that's that's kind of what I'm, you know, looking for with with that is if if I think you're, you know, trying to gain some sort of advantage or, um, you know, trying to confuse your opponent unnecessarily, you know, that's not a good thing. Well, that's Mike's only way of winning: confusing people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sleight of hand, Tim. Come on, you got to give him a tricks. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask one other thing as well. Um, whilst we're on um, being a TO and just making sure that the, the gaming experience is pleasant for both sides, um, <clears throat> how are you dealing with the possibility of slow playing? I mean, I know it's not like a yeah. huge problem these days. But... Have you read the rules back, Alex? <laughs> no, so I'm going through it. <laughs> yeah, for the people. No, no, I, playing... it's it's a very good point, and uh, it's actually something that I've improved upon since i've written the rules pack um but some people may not have may not know of the change uh, i'll start from the base uh, what what i've asked people to do is to um indicate if they've had a slow game on their result slip and i would class a slow game one where you don't roll for a turn six or have played five full turns um now, obviously, if you get tabled in three turns, you can't complain to the referee that it's a slow game. Um, <laughs> you know, um, but you know, if if people are playing three turns in three hours, something's gone wrong. Uh, you know, and and uh, you know, people have just got to get a move on. Uh, you know, learn to you know trust their opponents. So if you you know need to keep going for a toilet break, you know, because you've had too much beer then uh, you know you need to say to your opponent at the start of their turn, you move your models, I'll be back in a second, or something like that. So if people are like spending hours deploying guard blobs and then redeploying guard blobs and then doing it again, <laughs> then you're yeah. it, things like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I've put up somewhere that um, uh, you should be looking at about 15 minutes per deployment or turn. 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, because if you work it out, because um, you've got three hours to play, which means you get an hour and a half to play each, So, and you've got to get five turns and deployment, that works out about... F no, half. Uh, no, 50 minutes, isn't it? Yeah, 50 minutes. My maths are not working. But uh, I think with my list at the ETC, I was averaging about <coughs> 25 minutes to deploy it, because uh, it was 150 guardsmen. Yeah, but the ETC got way more time. So. Well, the, the, oh, this is it. So, I mean, going back to Caledonian, so what, what you do is you play your game, and at the end of three hours, when I say, that's it, dice down, that's it. And if you haven't rolled for a sixth turn or got to that stage, then the game's a slow game. And at the end of the event, you get penalised if you have more two or more slow games. Now, the improvement I've come upon now is I'm going to use the spreadsheet to tell me, based on your opponents, have you had more or less slow games than your opponents? And what I should be able to look at there is, say I've played, um, um, say I've played and I've had th two slow games in the event, I would be getting a five-point penalty. But one of my opponents has had four slow games. Well, they are the slow player. So, so what I'll do is I would discount. So you discount that, game. that one game. Okay, that makes sense. That's fair. 
So yeah, because what? So what? It's a what, sensible I mean, way of dealing with it. It's it might not be the perfect way of doing it, but it makes sense in, on listening. No, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, sl- slow playing is very hard because the only way to truly enforce it is to sit by the table. Yeah. <coughs> you know, unless I can see what is going on, I can't determine who is slow <laughs> playing who. How many refs have we got, Tim? Uh, we have two non-player refs, including myself, in each room. Who's that? Uh, so we, we should have Gary Percival and uh, Tom in the bottom room, and you've got me and Brett up in the um, top room. Um, my brother, Peter, is coming up to do admin for me, uh, so he will be my spreadsheet monkey, uh, which will just free me up a bit more so I can actually be prowling around. And um, all the Scottish team and the GT committee, I think, are going to be player refs. Um, so there'll be a, there'll be a few of us around. Bernie's um, a ref. Oof. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, Bernie's a nightmare to ask rules questions for as well. Don't get a very, Bernie. Yeah, he's he's all right. Um, so yeah, timekeeping. So yeah, what what I should be able to do is at the end of the event, the people who are not finishing their games multiple times are the ones who are being punished, not the people who may get one or two and just happen to pull a slow player or two. As such. Seems good. <coughs> but so yeah, slow play is very frustrating, not just for players, but for tournament organisers as well, because we want the fairest event possible. And if we're not getting fair results, you know, how, how do we determine if we've got the, you know, the true winner of the event? And there's a couple of really big orc armies and guard armies. I think there's a guard army that's got 195 guardsmen. And uh, Courtney Rhodes, I believe, has got the Green Tide formation. There's a couple of Green Tides, isn't there? Uh, might be. Might be. There's, oh, there's, one, the, but... there's the, the guy with the five battle wagons is good as well. I like that list. Yeah, yeah. Five, the, uh, it's got five battle wagons, 100 boys. That's, that's yeah, Blitz, Blitz wagon. Is that the scouting battle wagons as well? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what we are going to do is um, we are going to reconvene because we recorded this on the Sunday as we normally do. We're going to reconvene after this fancy noise or whatever I'm going to stick in here. And we're actually going to go straight into the uh, first round brackets, uh, which, Tim, you're going to be drawing um, early this week. Is that correct? Yep. Um, yeah. Whilst we've been chatting, I've just been mucking around on the uh, spreadsheet. Um, so hopefully I'll be doing the draw um, Monday possibly um, and then I'll be able to get you guys um, <coughs> the draw and um, maybe I'll, I'll pick out some other you know good matchups uh, and then we can um, chat over some of the sort of lists and what have you Awesome, um, so yeah what we're going to do is um, we're going to go through that and uh, talk to the guys about their first round matchups as well um, which will be quite interesting to get um, some of their insights in them. Uh, and we're going to be releasing um, simultaneously on Thursday with the uh, the brackets. So if you're listening to this right now and you want to check out the brackets, uh, check out the lists that are available, um, they will be. Where can uh, people find those? Uh, the event Facebook page and uh, the warmer forums. Uh, there will be plenty of links around. And uh, no doubt we'll uh, share them through your web page, uh, Facebook page as well. Feel free to, feel free. Uh, all right, cool. So we'll uh, be back after this short message and you will hear that.
So, by the magic of my audio editing trickery, um, we are back and we now have the draw and we have uh, some of the brackets. And we're going to go through uh, all of the cast members' games and some of the choice matches uh, in the first round um, to look out for. Um, if you're listening to this, it means that the draw's out. should be out right now, simultaneously with this podcast. So go and check the uh, Caledonian Uprising Facebook page and you'll be able to get the draw and all of the lists and all that good stuff uh, from there to download and go through with us as we do it ourselves. Um, so if you want to do that, feel free, go ahead. And if you're at the tournament, I suggest you do it anyway. Um, so uh, Matt's going to be taking over uh, most of the duties on this. Um, so yeah, let's... Uh, yeah, let's 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 so let's let's have a look at what we've got, Matt. What have we got? So, should we start with you, Alex, since you have to go very shortly? Okay. Uh, why? What is it you're taking again? Because I wasn't listening when you said today. Uh, why would you? Um, I am taking lots of bikes, uh, combined arms attachment of Codex Space Marines, White Scars, Chapter Tactics, uh, Corsaro Khan on the bike as the Warlord. Three units of five bikers with two grav guns and a combi grav. Two units of four bikers with two melter guns and a combi melter. And uh, a multi-melter attack bike, so that's five troop bike units. Um, I've got two Thunderfire cannons. And a relic whirlwind Scorpius with the Battle of Kalix legacy, which means it ignores cover because it's brilliant. Uh, fortification is a Wall of Martyrs Imperial Bunker with a comms relay for my re-roll outflank. Um, and also the Adeptus Astartes Stormwing Formation, uh, which is a Storm Raven, Twinlink Multimelter and Twinlink Assault Cannons. Uh, and two Storm Talons, both with Assault Cannons and Cyclone Missile Launchers. Um, so yeah, lots of fast-moving stuff. It would be really fl- fluffy and themed if they were painted white and red, but they're not. They're painted like flesh terrors. So. Cool. So that's your list. So who are you playing? Round yep. one. Uh, oh, yeah, God. That's why I've given this to you. Martin van der Kreeken, I believe, is his name. And before you go any further, Alex, I have some uh, bad news. Okay, uh, Martin actually came forward and told me his list is illegal. Sick. Do yeah. I win automatically? Sure. <laughs> Unfortunately not. I mean, if oh. if you'd play, if you'd play, if you'd played uh, and his list was found to be illegal, it would have been uh, a turn. But with the pre-checking, uh, basically, you might be able to see in his HQ he has um, Zan Snark, who is a Forge Snark, World uh, war, war Boss bike. Yeah. Uh, he um, has a Warlord trait, and he is the Warlord in this list. That basically allows war bikers to be troop choices and they can scout, but he can't take mech guns. And huh. you might notice in his heavy support choice, That's nice. he, has, he has a few mech guns. Uh, so credit to Martin. He, uh, I mean, I checked the list and it's an oversight on my part because um, I didn't see that part of his his particular rule. Um, and Martin's come forward and let me know his list was illegal, so he's changed it. So if you want, I'll just quickly go through his list for you. It's not changed that's, a great deal. That's not the worst thing in the world for him because first, the first uh, mission's Hammer and Anvil, isn't it, as well, I think? That's oh, right, Big Guns. Big mm. Guns. So, on Hammer and Anvil. Um, yeah. So yeah, what's so he changed? He, uh, so he's, got, he's still got the 2HQ, uh, the so Zanstruck and a normal war boss on bike. Yeah. He has uh, three elites of five tank busters. Three. 
Yeah, so I mean, look at both lists whilst I'm doing it. Yeah, so he's got a third third unit now of tank busters. Yeah. Uh, he's still got the troop unit of ten bikes. Yeah. And so they they use the ability to scout with his warlord trait. Yeah. Um, troop. Uh, oh, he's got a, he's swapped the Gretchen for a second unit of war bikes that are three strong with uh, knob and chopper. And okay. His death cops are the same. He's removed the three units of three met guns. Uh, so yeah, for the listeners, we're looking at at the same time. And okay. his allied detachment is still a Farseer, five dragons, five dive avengers, three uh, jet bikes. He's got six warp spiders now, uh, Wraith Knight, and two wave serpents. Okay. So unfortunately, no 20 nil win for you. Well, right. no automatic one. Yet, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you carry on. Against that now, then, Alex. Um, what's the added in? What's, what's, what's the added so in? So he's there? added in another unit of five tank busters. He's swapped his Gretchen unit for three bikers with a knob, um, and a unit of how many warp spiders? Uh, uh, yep, six warp spiders. Six warp oh, okay. spiders. Eh. I'd have preferred the mech guns, but yeah. Yeah, like the mech guns. I didn't really mind about the mech guns because none of them had like the tractor cannon thingy in there. Yeah. And I've got props for him though for coming forward. Good man. I would have, I would have preferred him not coming forward and getting it overturned. That would have been great. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't really know. Like it's a weird sort of weird. So obviously, I've seen the dad stock and the sort of mini. Mini sort of orc, orky, Death Starry, Scouty. Lots of. I'm, I'm kind of worried about the shooting on the war bikes. Have to out a range of those. Yeah, they do um, hurt. It's really dependent on whether I go first or second or not. Really, like, I feel like the faster I can have a good go at. That's what the whirlwind's there for. Two wave serpents are not going to really worry me, to be honest with you. Um, he's got three jet bikes. They'll probably die as well. Um, Wraith Knight is obviously heavy support, so I get a, a point for that. But then I've got um, then I've got three heavy supports myself. So is he going to get to them though? That's the question. Well, probably not. It depends. It, it's really, really dependent on who goes first, how he's how and how he deploys. Um, I mean that 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 game just to me looks like a mashup in the middle or close enough um, and he's probably not going to get to your backfield and you're mm. not likely to get to his because I mean the war bikes are a bit of a pain for you to kill really because four plus cover uh, all the time because they've got no qualms of jinking have they really uh, and they're pretty good in combat those characters do pack a bit of a punch mm. you haven't got uh, you haven't got Carl Drogo in your list so you've not got not really got anything to tank those power claws um, you just go hope bolters and thunder fire cannons with no cover do some work. But then, well, and I've also got the um, I've also got the um, uh, the the whirlwinds, which is AP three strength eight and ignores cover as well. And obviously that won't be moving ever in the entirety of the tournament, so it'll be always shooting D three plus one I'll shots. I'll put money on that. <laughs> I, I hope I play you. I hope I play I, you and make <laughs> it move somehow. <laughs> I'd rather it died than it moved. I mean, I'd, I'd even come over to the other table and just literally just say, there you go. Just when he's not looking. Sorry, Alex. I might build it up with no... Um, no like, I might, 
Um, I should, yeah, I should have built it with no tracks. Like, I should have just bought it on stilts. That would have been a bit more accurate. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the tanky characters, not nice. The lucky stick means he gets to re-roll saves. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, does, so, like... Does Zack kind of have, have a claw as well, does he? He's got an initiative claw. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, it's not fun. And he's only tank shock as well, can't he? Eh? I think he can tank shock as well, can he not? Yeah, he can tank shock if he turbos, but sort of only him is rare. does. No. I'm probably just going to be focused firing on the on the big war bikes unit, staying out of range of everything else, um, pumping grav into the Wraith Knight. Well, I don't know, like I'll probably just play cagey, really. Yeah, I think your scout move is quite important, isn't it, Alex? You can yeah. switch him a little bit with everything. Scouting. And that's that's really my answer to um, to assault in general. Like, I really want to abuse the hit and run, and sort of fall back and fire and put lots of shots into the things. So, sacrifice cheap MS unit units, like 150 point, 160 point units, and holding things up if possible. <laughs> and my flyers are obviously going to come on and. Obviously, he gets cover saves, but you know, I've got lots of AP4 assault cannons and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it'll be a cagey game. I'll probably like outrange him if I can. So confident? Or... I don't know. I've not really played. It's a weird combination. That's a, that's the thing now. Like, I've played. I've played Percival like using like his double unit, you know, uh, double bikes. How'd that go? Uh, yeah, it went quite well. Um, not with this list though it was with a different, slightly different bike list but um, yeah it went quite well um, but the Eldar detachment kind of just like throws it off a little bit that would be interesting yeah, I... as well in terms of how he sets up because if it's Hammer and Anvil um, like he's not going to have a huge amount of space what's the range on the uh, whirlwind? 48 I think so he can just set out a range of that with his fast air then you have to fucking move your bastard I'll shoot the <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'd accept that if I was him. I'd be like, cheers, you just Fire cheat my bikes. Like, 20 points. That, that, I think the Eldar deta- uh, detachment is actually a real nice little uh, little trick he's, he's got there. Well, not a trick, everyone's doing it, but with Orcs, it's, it's quite nice. Sit back, just want some more stuff. Yeah. Are they uh, an Orcs and Eldar come the apocalypse? Desperate allies. It's desperate allies? Yeah. Who, who'd have thought? Yeah, he's got a nice little combination there. He's got a lot of push with those bikes, Wraith Knight. Uh, he's got some nice sit back and shit the Wave Serpents. Um, and then he's got some backup with the sit fast there, summoning some uh, some extra dudes. It's quite it's yeah, nice The old art attachment's so efficient. Really, really yeah. efficient. Yeah, it covers a lot of bases, just with like a small thousand points. But so. he's not spent any money on the Wave Serpents, has he? They are bare bones. Mm. Yeah. But they don't need to be. I mean, like I said in the last podcast, you don't need. Uh, Ghostwalk Matrix is nice but you don't really need the hollow fields anymore because you get a 4 plus when you jink and most stuff that hurts you these days ignores cover so it's just like there's no point in wasting 15 points so I thank everyone who does that because I haven't got anything that ignores cover you <laughs> sir are welcome other, other than well, that's like a that's like meta that's like a, a, a meta game though isn't it where yeah. it's all yeah oh yeah, meta it's, bonus. It's yeah. If you don't you don't need to take ignores cover because people are assuming everyone's ignores cover so like, yeah. everyone else is good but People like me are doing the legwork for you. I mean, you still wave serpents, matter wave serpents there and shit. So it's just. I mean, the only problem he's got really is that there's no natural target for anti-tank other than those wave serpents. So they're mm, probably yeah. going to be jinking a lot. He has a lot People... of targets. So 
Yeah. Yeah, other than that. Uh, I, I think it's a good thing, Alex, that he's got rid of the mech guns, really, because he could have probably sat at the back and did what you did. Yeah. So now they're now they're gone. Um, yeah. You should. Forward. Yeah. I, I don't think it'll be an easy game for you though. If, I mean, if he's, I'm, I'm not looking if, if he's experienced, uh, if he's experienced with the list, he could cause you quite a bit of trouble. He's got mm. so many threats uh, and lots of little bits of guns that just kill your little space marine bikers. So. Yeah. I think it's gonna yeah. be a war of attrition that game. Oh yeah, it'd be the best dice win sort of job. Uh, I mean, you both got tricks to pull, but if you both pull them. And it'll be a be a nice little dice game for you there, Alex. Tactical escalation as well, so don't throw away your troops. What's that even mean? Um, well, you, is that the one where you? Yeah, you get one to start with, and then you get more and more as a turn, turn, turn. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah, I think it's that one anyway. The number of cards is basically the number of game turns. Yeah, so he's going to be scouting forward with his to get into range for the nasty shooty, and you'll blow him away. So, you know, I'll probably nail the Maelstrom, depending on what you're on. Or yeah, what you I get think... with Tim's lively cards. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, in terms of, like, objective placements as well, like, I, I probably wouldn't want to keep them in the middle. I'd no, want, I'd, I'd want him to have to come forward and, and, and come to objectives, I think. I've got, yeah. I've got no problem coming forward, I don't mind. Um, you have the option you can outflank and get in behind if you need to get them, his back. Yeah, field. exactly. Exactly, exactly, and I've, and I've got really good um, manipulation on that as well, comms really. So I suppose if you um, just stack one side with objectives and then you can get there, no matter if you start there or need to get go. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's also the good about Space Marine bikes, isn't it? You've got to kill every single last one of them or the last guy is going to fuck off and you won't see him again. <laughs> He's going to score something. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I'm, quite, I'm quite looking forward to it because it'll, be, uh, it'll be a challenge. For me. An ATC player as well, I think, isn't he, Martin? Where's he from? I think he's I'm one of the Belgian lads, isn't he? Poland. Oh, is he? I think he's the Netherlands. I think he's one of the Dutch. But you're just what guessing because of the sound. What was that, Tim? Was that I think he's one of the Dutch. Yeah, two, two seconds. I'll just double check. Because we know most of the Belgian guys from Six Nations, and I don't recognise his name. Yeah, I don't recognise that name either. I recognise the name. Uh, 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 let's see. Uh, it's not been bought uh, with the rest of the Dutch players. It's been bought as part, bought as part of the Dutch contingent, uh, the Belgian contingent. Ah, so the Belgians. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, yeah. It, it, I, I'm not entirely certain, but it's. It, I think there's a group of about a dozen uh, coming from Belgium, and four, five coming. Uh, so it could be one or the other. Cool. Well, I would say that the fact that he made the mistake with the mech guns might mean that he's not tremendously familiar with the list. So that might be an assumption that I might make. Well, it is Forge World, which isn't allowed at the ETC. Because mm. so, uh, the thing is, Zaznak really makes this bike sort of unit a lot more a lot more viable. The, the Scout's really good, really, really good. The fact that he's got the, the initiative power claw as well is a really good answer against um, like knights and stuff. So He's a very, very good character. Um, I generally see him in these sort of lists as standard. So. Cool. What's he yeah, say? Is he just uh, just like a war boss? Is he? So he's got a. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. 
He's got four up and no no invulnerables at all. No, he's, he's got, got six up armor save. He's got no. He hasn't got four up armor save. Oh, is he not? Excellent. He's got six up. He won't well, be able to fight the unit. A warbike gives Ooh. you heavy armor, doesn't it? He hasn't got an orc war. He hasn't got a proper orc war bike. He's got his special war bike. Oh, that's right. Oh. It's a custom jobby. It's just his pants. So he's, he's, he's coming in his pants, basically. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's only got a six-up save. Bless his little heart. Okay, so the so the other war boss is going to be at the front. Oh, well, I can just drop bloody. Um... Oh, he'll always be at the front because he's got the lucky sticks. So... Yeah. So I'll just try and drop stuff on the other guys. Then if he's only got that sort Shit. of save, just hope your grab yeah. doesn't ever shoot him. <laughs> he, might, he might not even know that he's not got a four plus save. Just, just. Well, I'll, I'll definitely do some reading on that. Thank you very much, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not too like he hasn't got a he hasn't got like a feel no pain in that unit or anything like that either. So like I, I feel like I can drop lots of blast templates on that unit and it evaporating, and then I can work my way through the rest of it. Mm. Beautiful. Uh, Maybe. Bit main... Yeah, go on. I was going to say, it's a bit of an interesting one, because I'm just quickly reading over his rules. Because it doesn't actually say he's a bike. No, no, it's a special mm. special thing. I know, but it only talks about turbo boosting. It doesn't talk about Does it, You know where it says, like, independent character next to his stats? Yeah, unit composition, one, brachinique. Oh, so yeah, unit type bike, sorry. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he hasn't got war bike in his war gear. Okay. Bike. Oh. So all he's got is that sort of it's three, six three up drink, three up drink. I think he gets as well. Isn't he? He's skilled rider. Yeah, he's skilled rider. So he gives that to yeah, the unit as he well. Gets two up if he turbos. The unit gets skilled rider, don't they? If uh, he's got it. Yes, it confers. Yeah, so he's got, he's got the exhaust cloud rule, so they have got the cover save. Yeah, so the uh, uh, exhaust cloud. Uh, yeah, so he has the drink special rule. Yeah, it's like yeah. units just got a little bit harder to shoot down with. It's now three plus good. Rerolling on the lucky stick. Not with that ignores cover <laughs> template. <laughs> Andy, that was a very manly laugh. Andy, what's that? <laughs> Sorry, that was a. Uh... Did someone tickle your tits? I think also there's some there's quite a bit of discussion how that tank shock thing he's joined the squads doesn't don't really know how it works if he's on his if he's in the middle of a squad. Doesn't sound like it would work, but yeah, I'm, I haven't got it in front of me. I'm not saying anything at the moment. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's, it's about the fact that can he declare a tank shock while he's part of a squad? Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Because it's not really clear, I guess. So, yeah, that's that's mine anyway. A lot of reading and revision before the event then for you. Yeah, I'll have to find a highly legal and genuine version of the uh, Forge World rules for him, and I will read them Ramsey extensively. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on then. Next up, we have Adam, if he's not fallen asleep. No, I'm still cool. alive. So, do you want to give everyone a quick reminder of your list and then who and what you're playing? Right, my list was uh, Outweaver, uh, two Tizin Sheralds, uh, with two Exalted Gifts, and one of them's got a uh, Locus of Conjuration. Uh, I've got a Herald of Corn with a, a greater and a lesser gift, and the Locus, what gives hatred, and the Nurgle Herald with the Locus, what gives feel no pain, and the greater gift. Then 17 uh, Hound, 
eight screamers, uh, seven drones with a, a champ and a greater gift, then a unit of horrors and a unit of nerglings. I think, I think that's it. And playing uh, Gene Coates. I think he was on the last episode of the podcast just before Christmas with his Blood Angels. But so Blood Angels. Yeah, he's been playing them for as long as I've known him, actually, which is probably a couple of years now. There's commitment to yeah. you. He's taking a captain with artificial armour. Uh, artificial? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Bolt pistol with storm shield, angel's wings, Bala's edge. Uh, then he's got uh, a priest with a jump pack. Uh, he's got this San Ugeri guard uh, with three axes and a sword and a plasma pistol with chapter banner. He's got uh, five terminators with thunder hammers and storm shield. Two uh, tactical squads in um, rhinos, ten man, right? Yep. Uh, Storm Raven with hurricane bolters. And twinning to salt cannon, so that's going to be a lot of Dakar. Uh, Commander Dante and two Legion of the Dam squads. Which I'm currently sat building for him right now. Yeah, take your time. Do you finish them about Sunday? What about Saturday lunch? Saturday lunch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. take your time. And if, if I remember rightly, so, Jim does owe you one anyway. Yeah, well. I was just going to say that. This is the gene that stopped at my house. Yes, anybody else would drink your beer for you. Right, so if I remind him during the game and he owes me one, does that sort it yeah, out my game plan? I'll buy you a beer. Ah, damn. I'd rather have like, yeah, the win. You, Never mind. You can bribe him. Are you not that confident enough anyway? Um, I think... I mean, I don't know much what the New Blood Angels Codex does, but looking at that um, that, that main squad with the guard and Dante priests and the captain, uh, that looks pretty pretty hard to kill. Uh, I can't use my powers on it for shooting wise because they feel no pain. Because I'll just give it a chance of bumping up, it's feel no pain. Uh, so whether I can take it in combat, I don't. So. There's going to be no first blood either side, so I think the plan might be go second and just try and uh, fill the board and try and win by contesting and claiming more objectives. So play the mission rather than the opponent and so on. I think so. He's got the he's got the storm raven which I can't touch, so I think I've got to make sure the objectives are on the floor and not near any ruins on top. Locust, didn't you? So you can shoot me heralds. Yeah, that's going to happen, isn't it? Strength 6. Yeah, that's going to happen. But you never know. Fire enough it shots, might work. maybe. But I think the main thing I need in this is a line of sight blocker to hide Fight Weaver. Because that, that Storm Rave just killed him in one shot. Does he have the all the upgrades on it? Yeah, he's got the Hurricane bol- uh, Bolters and the uh, Assault Cannon, so it could be like uh, 11 shots on that unit, yeah. isn't it? Well, you do you do know Adam that the Storm Raven will be starting off the board, don't you? So yeah, you don't have to have a line of sight blocker. Well, you do because you you've got to keep going off with fight. We're coming on 
Oh, I suppose, yeah. Sorry, I'm just not used to your coward You don't think he might struggle? He may struggle to get involved in the game a bit, being hammer and anvil that way. Yeah, well, so hammer and anvil pretty much guarantees there's going to be no first blood either way. I suppose you could always fly up Uh, mid-board, wait for him to hide somewhere, wait for him to come on, fly and run away behind him. Yeah, there's the option to deep strike him as well, so he can deep yeah. strike behind. Might get a lucky warp storm and give you first blood. That's why I'm yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. All those rhinos, mate, you'd be loving that. But he's got two two rhinos as well, which can be used for tank shocking up objectives, which are objective secured. Oh, you'll nail them in no time, mate. I hope so. But yeah. it, 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 it's that uh, Death Star, which I might all wary of that's not a Death Star it's a small moon it can <laughs> yeah <laughs> is it Dante yes beat, he's no? very good yeah no, it's what it's two up four up eternal rear four wounds or something isn't yeah it? but f- for um, anyone who uh, doesn't uh, know Adam Adam will moan and worry and worry no matter what he's playing it could be the best match in the world and he'd be worrying so I don't actually know how he's feeling right now no <laughs> oh, yeah, or if you if you speak to Adam at lunchtime on any other days, and he'll tell you the sob story about uh, how his game went, and then as he leaves, he said, "Oh, I actually still won the game, but it was really hard." <laughs> so he'll give you the sob story, but then tell you we still won it. And so what have you been bending my ear for the last five minutes for? If you still won, it makes silly happen. Adam. It does. He needs a whinge. But. Uh... Yeah, it it should be okay. It's, it's one of them, isn't it? It's down to the dice on the day, but I think it's a case of summon and try and fill the board. Go on then, give us your expectation. What score are you expecting to get? And then... Um... Uh, I, I can't say 20 nil because of the... I'd have, there's going to be no first blood and I'd have to kill Dante. I'm going to make notes of this and then we'll so... see how right we were looking back at the end of the weekend. Right, so I can see me winning on primary and secondary and drawing on, on the... So you're giving uh, yourself an 18 after you're worrying so much. Yeah, why not? Fair enough. Cool, so moving along from you and your moaning. Ramsey, are you still here? Yep, just about. Oh, busy day teaching, I suppose. <laughs> Getting blown around by wind. Glad you added by wind at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, do you want to give everyone a quick reminder of your list and then whoever it is you're playing this time? Okay, so it's two Necrons who don't do anything. Uh, 15 Wraiths, two five man warriors that hide at the back of the board, three. Pylons don't do anything. Don't shoot them. They're not. They're not very good. Uh, two annihilation barges, and then summon seer and three bikes. That's it. Nice and compact then. Ish. Uh, and you're playing Simon Shepherd Jones, I believe. Who I've yep. been told is has his own little battle report section. Yeah, I think so. On the internet, you mean? Yeah. Yes, on the interwebs. On YouTube, I think it's a YouTube jockey, isn't it? I don't know the name of his show or whatever it is. 40k brawl. 
So I'm assuming you've been spying and looking up what he's been doing then, James? No, I don't know. So, go on then, what's he using? <laughs> well, the good thing he's playing Nids, I kind of know Nids quite well, I guess. He's useful. Um, he's got three Flyrants. It's like the usual shit. His Warlord's got a Fighter Race. He's got Malinthrope, two Mucolids, three Ripper Swarms, and some Deep Strike shit. Uh, Hive Crone. He's got a, a Dimacaron, two Morlocks. What's a Dimacaron, James? It's basically a Trigon that's actually worth 200 points. Oh, well, yeah, it's, it's alright. It's, it's pretty good in combat, basically. Um, Carnex with some Daka Devourers. And then two Tyrannocytes. So, uh, yeah, so I guess he's got a couple of four draw units like Malanthrope, which are pretty good. And he's got uh, Dimacaron, which will go in the pod along with the Khan effects. Um, so, it's it, that thing, it's, it's, it's a normal Trigon, so like Swoon's Toughness 6. Um, but it's got uh, lots of attacks and causing some death on a 4 plus, And it's got a. Uh, it's got. If it kills someone, it gets 4 plus, you're on a pain. It's pretty good in combat against. Um, things like Wraith Knights and such, but um, it's not so great against uh, things like Wraiths, because Wraiths kind of can just chop it down with all the rending attacks. At least that's the theory. Um, but who knows. Um, but yeah, the good thing is for me, I guess, whenever you play Nids, it's always risk to play Hammer and Anvil, because you can guarantee you won't get hit turn one by any of their stuff. Apart from maybe a Hive Crone or something. So that's good. I mean, and so and he's gonna he's gonna have um, five heavy supports. He's got trying to cite kind of heavy supports. It's basically five points to give in there. The, uh, this is you, yeah. All that strength ten. <laughs> yeah, the trying to cite only toughness five as well, so they get in some death by being so. It's uh, it's that's pretty good. Um, obviously tyrants are still annoying. Uh, I can, they're not too hard to kill, but they, they uh, they can shoot a lot of, lot of stuff. And, you know, Morlocks, they're annoying as well. They'll do some damage, I'm sure. Um, so I guess it'll depend on a lot of how, how well his Tyrants stay alive, I guess, and what spells he gets. That's a big deal. Full of confidence, then? You don't sound too um, after you're spying and Well, it's be- better to play Nids than, than Nine Hornets, or something, <laughs> I think. Isn't it? So you're looking at the bright side of it. Yeah. Isn't your tactic for it, James, just stick all your models in the corner and just use the pylons and tabling with them? Uh, well, the wraiths are quite are pretty decent in this matchup because Morlocks, Carnifexes all get like bitch slapped by. Yeah, they do some damage, but the wraiths do a lot of damage back to them, um, and they could die the wraiths, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, the Annie Bar is quite hard for him to kill. He's got one crone, and then he's got some. Uh, he's got electroshock grubs, but. Uh, I don't, if the tyrants are alive for very long, I'm going to lose anyway, so I'm going to have to kill them quickly. Um, but he hasn't got a lot of other stuff, and uh, should be able to summon some bits and pieces and have enough to hopefully win the ground war pretty easily. Then hopefully I can kill the tyrants because they'll be in, if they're left like I said, if they're left alive, they'll do a lot of damage, so they, they have to die. The pylons are pretty good at killing tyrants because each each time you shoot them, you basically put six strength ten hits on them and. They can't jink, so they have to be in terrain. Um, otherwise, they just get splattered. And you can hit those even though they're in the air, right? Yeah. Because they just you just draw a line and they're under the line, so they get hit. Such, uh, such, bull- such bullshit. I'm not sure about that. 
Oh, Adam, stop moaning. It Too actually bad. in the beam section under psychic powers as well. I know they're not psychic <laughs> powers, but you can't... Are they, are, they, are they a beam? Are they psychic powers? No, they're not. Mm. Yeah, Adam. So shut up, Adam. I'll this is death ray. Hey, by this law, I should be getting extra hits. But I'm being well, nice instant, instant death, mate. That's... <laughs> Walter's written death ray in the game. <laughs> Remove it. Um, I'm not sure if I'll get first blood. I think it depends on how ballsy he either goes out. I, I don't think I'm going to be doing any sort of jumpy shenanigans too early. I think it's a bit bit risky to kind of jump after him. But maybe if he leaves something exposed, I could go for a jump and try and kill them with the pylons. But it's always a little risky, especially if you go second, because you get hit by like Morlocks and things. That's not great. And you're all bunched up. Also depends how funny you're feeling, because we all know what you're like. Yeah, the problem with pylons is when you jump with them, they're like ridiculously big. So you, you have to jump pretty safe. They've got a massive range, but you have to jump quite safe. You can't just jump. Like, you can't jump dangerously when you've got 700 points. Like I did with the Centurions off the board and die. You've got to take, you you got to take a gamble. Well, probably not, actually. It depend, it all, like I said, it depends on how people deploy. There's things in with two up cover saves, it's not really worth it. But there's things that are juicy in there in the open. Yeah. Did you say uh, two malthropes or just one? one? It's got the one. But they, they get instant death yeah. by strength. You just have to get the wound through, right? Cool. Yeah. So go on then, what are you expecting out of that? Um, I I think I should. This is the, if I'm going to beat him in this any mission, it's going to be this one. Because it's uh, he hasn't got a lot of troops and he hasn't got um, a lot of stuff to score. And I think by the end of the game, we'll have a lot of stuff to score the maelstrom I think uh, big guns is good I should be able to pick up a few good big gun points uh, I'm confident with the primary and the secondary and the second the, the tertiary the last one's always difficult on the first blood and hammer and anvil depends on how uh, if we get if either person can get it or not I, get, I don't think he can get it off me but maybe uh, I maybe get lucky and get off him who knows so probably 18 I, I would hope yeah, I was going to say, if he just gets a 5 or 6 in the fighter race, it makes the Warlord pretty much unkillable. Because he can just leave the table whenever he wants in my shooting phase. So that's kind of fun. Um, so that, if he gets that, then I probably won't be able to get the tertiary. That was all I was going to say. Alright, so you're sticking, sticking with your 18. I think so. I hope I get lucky. Cool. As I was about to say, then the 40k brawl guys, as far as I'm aware, there's two of them. And from what I've been told, I'm playing the second guy which is if I'm right Matt Cooper who is playing Tau and it, yes. it's a Farsight Tau rather normal and he has Commander Farsight a unit of three crisis suits with two fusion blasters each with bonding knives of course another unit of three with two burst cannons each a riptide with a burst cannon SMS and feel no pain Another Riptide with an FMS, a Burst Cannon, Feel No Pain. They've both got early one in Override. Then another Riptide with Iron Accelerator, Fusion Blaster, Earthcast Pilot, Feel No Pain and Intercept. Three Barracudas with Disruption Pods and two Skyrays with Disruption Pods. The first thing I actually noticed about this list was it was 1843 points, which seemed odd because I know anyone who's been playing Tau for ages will make use of every single last points because straight away that could have been one of his fusion guns or burst cannons twin linked 
for the actual five points or blacks and filters or something on the sky rays and it's not as important these days but yeah so i'm playing that with for just a recap of my list it was fate weaver a corn herald a nurgle herald two zinch heralds a unit of screamers unit of flesh hounds unit of plague drones 11 horrors and three nurglings so nice and compact looking at this straight off there's not a massive amount of shots in the list it's not like broadsides or mega shooting crisis suits but hammer and anvil is a bit of a pain since it means i have to run even further at him although i could just in uh deep strike but he's got intercept everywhere so i'll have to see how that goes on that you'll be running um, what's the barracuda what's the barracuda flyers what with do? an iron cannon and some kind of burst cannon i think which yeah, they've got an auto targeting uh, twin two twinlink burst cannons or something like that. If they shoot the closest what, unit or something. What's a burst cannon? Which one's that? Strength five, AP five, four. Ah, uh, that, that shit. Okay. <clears throat> it's pretty cool the barracuda actually. It's, uh, you don't really see them. Uh, it's are also they, got like a. Uh, are they in the codex? Forge Sorry. No, it's forge water. Yeah, I think it it's got a twinlink uh, 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 missile from above. You know the strength seven, AP four one. I think he's got twenty one of those as well. But another magic part about it is when it jinx, uh, I think he's given it the upgrade for it so that it gets like a two plus cover. So armor eleven uh, and only only two hull points. They're they're kind of annoying to kill. So it's like, oh, do I waste my shots at them? But like, yeah, they're pretty cool. You just don't see them. Can't hover now. No, no I, I think they are Probably flyers not. with the air fighter name. I don't think they'll be hovering anywhere. But oh, that's right. Then just I'm looking at this <laughs> I probably won't get first strike unless I get a warp storm or something's left out and fate managed to shoot it and kill it which is unlikely yeah that's a tough list to get warp storm kill from them isn't yeah, it I get a unit crisis it might run off yeah. you never know or a sky race yeah. but I'm not expecting to get it though but at the same time he's not got millions of shots so I don't think he'll get it off me too easily has he got zero pain on those returns yeah, that's quite nice. He's made quite a durable list, really, is what he's gone yeah, for, isn't it? Yeah, it's just tough to kill with a bit of a core of the Riptide spot. It doesn't pump out that much firepower. Um, it just... I think it's, played, it's, got, it's got a lot of movement in it, which is nice. Uh, it doesn't do that much damage, but it doesn't die, so over the course of the game, those things are still firing all at, yeah. <laughs> at max, uh, max strength. The thing with my is because I'm not trying to sit and outshoot. I want to be stuck getting in combat with him, so as soon as I get in combat, those shots stop. And all the crisis suits, I yeah. shouldn't have a problem killing. The riptides, I need to get a little bit of luck with some of the instant death weapons that I'll have, or just I'm not really going to get it through a way to saves. So maybe just tie them up and try and just play the mission again. And I'm a little bit worried about getting the tertiary because I'm half expecting to lose Fate Weaver having the three Barracudas and the two Skyrays, so I have to be very cagey with him. And then, so that's possibly Warlord I'll give up, as well as not getting first strike. But I'm hoping I'll be able to go with the line breaker, hopefully get his Warlord, um, get a 16 to 18 on that one, because I think with my list I'll have more board control than he will. And as long as I can weather the firepower and my saves don't just utterly fail me. I'll have enough left at the end to sit on the objectives or little summoned units on objectives 
and he won't be able to push Maelstrom too much because of the amount of bodies I've got running at him. So confident enough that I'll do okay, but not massively confident of some aspects of it. Always that little element of doubt, isn't it? Yeah, just it's all the flyer bits that I can't kill, but I always knew with this list would be a problem getting the first strike in the tertiary, so have to go balls on the table and see what it does. Ah, oh. lovely. So I'm going to put myself down as an 18 on that one. Copy cat. 17. No. That's what I reckon. I'm, I'm winning primary. You can just about. <laughs> you have to be skillful to do it though, Adam. Adam will be going for three points. You just draw secondary. And then win the other two. That's 17. Yeah. Oh. Wait, Do you right on the. Uh... Sorry, Adam, go on. As long as Matt gets one point under me, it's okay. It's all we want. Uh, why, why is that, Adam? So everyone can understand because I, I like ice cream I like fresh cream it's not, it's not a good reason I want I, want I think we mentioned this everything. Sunday didn't we don't think right. so go on then yeah, we tell did. Mike again so he remembers well Mike well, Mike, I, I, Mike back to what Matt said is he's going to buy me the extra large super duper five pound ice cream at the end because I'm going to finish higher than him and you're eating it off his arse or something yeah well, well, no. It's like the picture of Jesse, but no, it's not no. a trophy at the back, it's an ice cream bowl. <laughs> yeah, and he's got your hands around something else rather than a mountain dew bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah. On them, Mike. Yeah, Me? You. Right, everyone, everyone remembers my list, surely. Uh, for those who don't know... For those who don't remember, I have got uh, Space Marines Primary. Sorry, Space Wolves Primary. Um, I'm trying to find my list now. Where are we? I have um, two uh, Wolfguard Battle Leaders. Um, they are both on the walls um, with the um, with the fists and with the Storm Shields. Uh, one has got the Wolfenstone, which gives my unit Furious Charge. Uh, the other one is just Bare Bones. Three Iron Priests on Thunder Wolves with Cyber Wolves, so four Cyber Wolves. Uh, two units of ten Grey Hunters in Drop Pot with two Melter Guns, a Combi Melter, and a Melter Bomb, and a unit of five Blood Claws, also in a Drop Pod. Uh, then Dark Angels Allies... And I have a chaplain on a bike with a power field and an Auspex, uh, a Ravenwing command squad with an Apothecary, a uh, Ravenwing grenade launcher and the Plasma Talons, and then five snots. And that's 1850. And I am playing Tin Maffat, I believe. I'll just have a little look. And Martin is running Necros, so it's uh, it could be a nasty one for me. I'm not going to lie. There's something using it that is um, it's pretty nasty. So to start off with, he's got an uh, Overlord in a barge um, with the with the usual, so Warside, uh, Phase Shifter, Scarabs to up save. Uh, he's got three Harbingers of the Storm. And which one are they? Which ones are the Storm techs? They're the Haywire. The Haywire ones, aren't they? 
Um, so not overly worried about those boys. Um, he's got another Overlord, pretty much the same. Um, he's got uh, five Warriors in Ghost Arcs. He's got three of those. So Ghost Arcs, the Armour Third. Um, big unit thingies. Um, the five Wraiths. Uh, two times three Tomb Blades. So I guess he just wants some Maelstrom stuff there. Uh, two Annihilation Barges, and then the big bad Doom Scythe. Which has got natural strength 10, so I don't like it, because it can double my little boys out. So yeah. It, well, I don't, I don't think I'm going to lose it, but it, if he goes nuts with the Doom Scythe, and I'm not locked in combat by the time it gets in, and... Uh, he gets a nice long, long line with the Doom Scythe. I could be in a little bit of trouble. Um, I'm not really sure that anything else really can stand up to that Death Star. I know the Ghost Arcs can kick out a few shots, but I don't. Not think a it's scary amount. No, so it's. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to do what I always do and get as close as possible, as quick as possible, and um, try to charge it all. Try to stay in combat, and then uh, hit and route of combat. Whilst the uh, whilst it's my turn, and then stay in combat again. Just uh, pick the targets a bit so I can have one thing survive in combat and do it that way. And hopefully, at some point, I can kill Lades because I think they'll be a they'll be a pain in the ass. Um, but I'm not giving away any heavy support stuff because I haven't got any heavy supports. Um, yeah, I think it should be okay. So I'm thinking. Hmm, I'd like to say. I'd like to say 20. I think I could yeah. poss possibly get 20 out of this one. But it could be as low as 10 if it goes wrong. Or it could be zero. It's horribly wrong. <laughs> if it goes horribly wrong. But I mean, I, does anyone know Martin at all? I don't I've think I've met Martin yeah. a few times. I've play, played him a couple of times. He's a cool guy. Yeah. He's uh, part of the uh, Scottish crowd. Oh, is he? It's just a total yeah. jerk. I have oh, a no. jerk. I heard him was in the middle. Oh no! I buy you a drink. Will you not? So he's tight, like all good Scots. <laughs> oh, lovely! Hopefully, Martin, you can prove me all wrong, and your doom scythe will wreck my ass, quite literally. Anyone else think there's a problem with that list for me? Or can anyone think of any little things I haven't thought of? Mine shackles, obviously, could be nasty. I think you've got enough guys that. You can throw dogs and hope it gets on them, or if one guy turns, yeah. you've got enough to beat him down still anyway. So. Yeah. He's really going to struggle to kill your Death Star. Unless his, like, unless his Doom Scythe goes fucking skits, he's he's really not going to ha have enough stuff to really really hurt your uh, your Wolf Star, and then he's just going to walk through most of his most of his army. Yeah, the Bard is the command. Well, the Catkin command Best Bard. Speed yeah, they're, they're not so bad, because obviously I can just put it on the barge in combat, so it gets around his three up invulnerable save. Yeah, and then, then you have wolves just to take the mind shackle scarab. Yeah, exactly. So long as I, uh, long as I do it well. And a couple of annihilation barges. I mean, it, the list look, in my head, the list looks so scary, because I'm just so used it's, to playing it's because with, it's, with drop pods and, and normal space marines, but I've It's because it's necrons. I mean, necrons are just all-rounded. Like yeah. they haven't got like chaff units. It's like there's no like scouts in there sort of thing. Yeah, the scouts actually pretty are pretty good. But uh, they, 
the everything can do something. So that's why Necrons look so scary. Mm. And there's no there's no flies in this one, obviously other than the Doom Scythe, so the yeah. um, Quasons I mean, flying around the board. He's not a wacky spammy guy. Um, no. He won't prove me wrong on that one. But uh, he he's not like out to spam loads of flies or anything like that. So his lists tend to look quite quite nice and balanced and he plays them well. Mm. So yeah, I think I think I'll be okay. So put me down for twenty and I'll buy Martin a Martin a beer. Either way, and if he gets me, I'll buy him too. If, if you start <laughs> off, if you start off with the beer, he might just let you get take twenty off him. So. <laughs> Good old boy, it's a bit of time, more smoking time. You don't need more smoking time. Your lungs are already dead. No, it's true. That's not true. <laughs> just the game, there. It's a goal I have. New Year's resolution: kill yourself <laughs> by yeah. smoke. I'm sure we'll have uh, bacon smog on the venue anyway. So we'll all be in the same boat. Oh, God, well, yeah. Bacon's good. <laughs> bacon's healthy. Not bacon smog, it isn't. You remember last year, Matt, don't you? The, um, I, I spoke to the venue. They fixed that, and also they're going to be doing uh, breakfast downstairs, so it won't be uh, like just outside but the game. But what if or... we're gaming downstairs? Uh, I think... It's it's like you know where the ramp is, not not by the gaming hall. Yeah, that ramp's in the other entrance to the gaming hall, but I'm sure it'll be fine. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they, didn't they? Didn't they fix the extractor fan as well, Tim? I remember you telling me on Facebook they they fixed all the problems. Yeah, I mean that, that was the problem last last year. Is the extractor fan just basically closed shut, mm. so that the um, yeah all the lovely flakes and goodness had nowhere to go, but. Uh, <laughs> it's all cool. good. Right then, who's next? I think Andy's the last one to go. Oh, I'll probably miss someone leaving a shout at me. Yeah, I'll go. Um, so, let me just <clears throat> find us. So, I'm taking uh, Eldar with an Imperial Knight ally. So, I've got my Summon Seer. Two units of five Avengers and Serpents, uh, five Fire Dragons and a Serpent, three Wraith Knights, and an Imperial Knight. So it's a really small list, unfortunately. And I'm playing against Mr. Richard Ford. Anyone heard of him? No. Nope. Doing that uh, So, <clears throat> Mr. Ford is taking uh, just straight up white scars, no messing around, and he's packed it full of bikes so he's got Carso Karnas as Warlord a Command God with 5 Grav Guns 2 Storm Shields and a Pocket Theory uh, 2 to 5 Legion of the Damned with a Melter Gun Mortar Melter and Combo Melter each a Contempt uh, Mortis Pattern Dreadnought with 2 Twin Last Cannon and uh, Carapace Mounted Cyclone Missile Launcher damn that thing's expensive at 240 points Jeez. it is isn't it yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, 5 units 5 bikes Three have got uh, double grav and a melter bomb, and the other two have got double melter gun, common melter, and a melter bomb, and two thunderfire cans, and it rounds out to a nice 1850 dead on. So, yeah, look at his list. I'm a little bit worried. Uh, those Legion of the Damned, I absolutely hate. After practicing against Gaz Jones the other, the other night at, at Robbo's house, those Legion of the Damned squads can cause a lot of mess on that list. I mean, they can drop down and kill a wave serpent if I uh, don't if I fire the shield. So I've got to be careful with that because they can also cover when they drop down with a lot of melter. Uh, or 
even worse, they can drop down and try and come up faster, which is what um, which is what Gas did. So it means I can't use my Spirit Stone the turn before, otherwise I'll lose my invulnerable save, and I can't rely on cover save because they ignore it. So I can either sit my dude off the board, or <clears throat> chance that he doesn't go for him, um, or just don't use Spirit Stones in the turn before and hope that I pass off opposite one. Now, on average, I fail it and die because he hits twice, wounds twice, and I pass on save and die. But you never know, luck might go my way. Uh, or he scatters off even with his reroll and deviates and dies. Or Is it not whatever. worth, Andy, just summoning, but, making sure you get like a unit of horrors or something out? And then even if he does die, like you say, on average, you die. You've got some of someone in. Well, that's what I did against Gaz. Yeah, that, that's what I did against Gaz. Get a unit of horrors out and then use that to then be my little farm if, oh, thankfully he's got no psychos himself so he's, got, he's not going to be throwing any dice so I've got a good chance of getting on spells off but yeah <clears throat> um, one plan I had was well keep off the boards but then I'm not uh, building up my army which is what I need I need more dudes to fight off those like swarm of bikes um, I'm not quite sure what summon depends if I got incursion or not but I think start off with the horrors and then would I go for the Demonettes or the Seekers, maybe, just to get some Rens and hurt his bikes? I don't know. Uh, I'd have to have a think about that before before the game, about what I'd be what I'd be trying to summon, because that might that'd be a bit crucial, because he's going to do a lot of damage to my Wraith Knights. I'm going to have to tip my little toes in terrain and get some covers to make him waste shots, because uh, as soon as he's in gun range, I'm going to charge him anyway. So well, he's that's got... it. Yeah, as soon as you as soon as you drops down with the Legion Hound, if you're if your babysitting the Pass here with a couple of your, um, your couple of your wraith knights. Then you'll probably tie in, wouldn't you, for a, for over a phase anyway. With the yeah. buy you a couple of turns maybe. One thought I had was to it's hammerable obviously. So I was thinking if I sit in a corner with my farseer at the back of the board and then just ring round so that he can't drop in anywhere. You know, because all those gaps. So they, if even if he gets a hit, he won't be able to place them. Um, and just have him protected for two turns. Now this wastes two turns, but my list is quite fast. I have, everything moves like twelve in, in this list, so everything quite fast. Um, and I have decent range on my firepower, and obviously he doesn't have the range, so he's going to be coming to me anyway. So he, if he just brings the fight my way, I can keep my faster protected. So that was one little plan I had because uh, my faster is going to be quite important in this. Uh, I, I really do need that summoning and whatever else, other spells he can conjure. Um, but it's going to be a tough one. I've got the heavy supports. He's got two Thunderfire cans, which I doubt I'm going to get to touch. Um, and my Imperial Knight, I don't know how much he's going to be intimidated by it because it's just a big intimidating dude. Uh, so if he, hopefully he'll go all hell for leather and try and kill it, which would save me, you know, save my Wraith Knights a turn or something. Um, and the Wraith Knights can go and kick bikes in the face. Um, Wave Serpents just pluck off some wounds. He's got no. He's got no Carl Drogo, so he's got no big tank for that command squad. So I can uh, pepper away at those. I mean, every guy I hurt in that command squad uh, is gonna—he's gonna lose grav guns. That's probably the first unit I'm gonna go for. He's uh, got five grav guns in the unit. I thought you'd have. Yeah. I've never seen anyone take five. I thought four was the max. I but, thought uh, four was the max. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the apothecary says you replace. Every... I don't know. It's been checked, so it must well, be just heard fine. First item yeah. checked was so. You never know. Um, well, I don't really, I don't really mind. Uh, if anyone knows that it's wrong, 
someone tell him. Just good to have a look at it now. Just he, just drop a graphic test. But yeah, I mean, even so, every dude I kill in that unit is going to kill someone. Uh, you can't have five grab guns. Uh, then it's the apocalypse. You can't take the, the fifth. So every guy I kill is going to hurt him. Um, I'll get rid of graph that way. But he's got a lot of objective secured bikes. And I have no idea what Contempt of Dreadnought does, apart from have two to last guns of Cyclone or something. He's just a bit of Skyfire, mate, I think, then. So oh, is it? Oh, yeah. You get Skyfire and Intercept, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, 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 so, it's just an expensive twin last cannon Dreadnought against me, then. Um, I think they get an invulnerable as well. I think they get a 5 plus invulnerable, armor 13. Yeah, against shooting, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I doubt, I doubt I'm going to go for that at all. Uh, it's kind of shots in a cyclone. Mm. Maybe that's... put a couple of wounds on your Wraith Yeah, that's, that's going to wound my Wraith Knights, isn't it? Mm. Maybe my Wraith Knights will shoot him anyway in my first turn. If I get, uh, if I get to, but he's going to have a lot of push on me, so... He's really a chance for first blood, isn't he, I suppose, for you? Yeah, yeah, he's chance my only chance, it. really. Yeah. Is, uh, is tapping that bad boy out. Uh, with with some range sixty shields, I'll try and set out a range of his grabs if he scouts forward. So. Yeah, I really can't call that one. Um, I really I, I don't really like bikes, so I can't can't give a number on that. Uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> fortunate ten point draw. Oh, <laughs> Andy! I know, I know. It's no confidence, but um, playing it through my head, he's got he's got he's got. The, um, I'm going to be tucked away in a corner. With my yeah. I think, that just, I, think that, I think that just shows you what a bad choice that sticking yourself in a corner is going to be. Mm. I've got to think about it. I mean, I, I've look, I looked at this the other day when I, when I got it, so um, uh, I, I haven't had put much thought into the game until now, but um, it's going to be some decent rune terrain for my covers because I need the cover uh, to slow his advance, slow his, uh, advance down with all the grav. Um, I'm going to need to clump uh, objectives together where I can. You know, he places one, I place three around, two around it, sort of thing, get the triangle. So uh, I can't have the objectives all over the board like he wants because I haven't got the the amount of units that he'll have. Because, like I say, you drop him down to one unit, uh, one marine in his bike squads, and he just literally bugs off behind some terrain and sits and waits for that last turn objective grab. Um, so I just got to be careful for that. Mm. I don't know, it'd be, it'd be, a, be a good game, and then it'll... Uh, I haven't had enough practice with my list against stuff like bikes and everything, because no one plays them around here. So, it's not Eldar, unfortunately, which is what gearing for. Well, if you can get a charge off with anything, with your with your Wraith Knights, you'll, you'll kill a bike squad. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. I mean, he, he has to get... He has to, he has to get within 18, obviously. He has to get within 18... Yeah, he has to get within 18 and 6 for his metal guns, or 12 if he's firing at, uh, like my knights or things so he has to get close uh, which is where I want him to be nice yeah. and close sit on my lap Richard <laughs> oh wait that sounds gay <laughs> nothing wrong with that mate at least you call him <laughs> yeah we're, we're not on uh, nickname terms yet <laughs> yeah so is that us that's all of us that's everybody just uh, just a quick one then so um I've just had a quick look at that command squad, and the GTFAQ had command squad, apothecaries in a command squad can't take upgrades as though they are veteran, but that's now cross through. I don't know if Matt, have you got any comment no on comment. that? What's the say in a space marine book? It might just uh, depend which well, way around you, you upgrade them. 
Yeah, I mean, a veteran can take a grav weapon, but you can upgrade a veteran to become an apothecary. Does it say it then say he swaps out all weapons for Nathan and... Uh, two whatever. seconds, I'll just shut the wording of it. I've, I've never seen five. To be honest, I've never seen five either, actually, thinking about no. it. Even at the ETC. And if you're going to see five, you're going to see five at the ETC, aren't you? So there's one veteran maybe upgraded to an apothecary taking a Nathicum. So it doesn't he doesn't lose his current war gear. A Nathicum? I thought yeah. you liked fluff, Tim. What? I said I thought you liked the fluff. Nathicum. Yeah. Got a cold. <laughs> What's it called? Nathicum. Yeah, whatever. But anyway. he says my fluff is rubbish. Oh, yeah. Mr. King. Uh, yeah, so he takes that, so that's in addition to his current war gear. One more grav gun for you to kill, Andy. Cool. Yeah, because it's, it's a bit different, because the Imperial Guard command squads have got all the options of stuff you can add, and then uh, any any veteran who hasn't been upgraded may then be given like special weapons. I'll just check the wording on that one. Maybe it's just something someone's, everyone's missed, uh, and I think in the old code, actually, you couldn't take it. I think it did say in that one that you swapped everything out. So maybe everyone's just living in an old old codex and not taking the five, not taking advantage. Yeah, so like the the Imperial Guard Command Squad, or Astra Militarat, um, is <laughs> any remaining veteran that has not been upgraded with one of the options above may replace his lasgun with one of the uh, one item for the special weapons list. I don't know. I'll put I'll put it to my little rules group. Don't ask Bernie. He knows nothing. Yeah. But it was in the GTFAQ that you couldn't, and it's now being crossed through. Yay for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So, oh. missions that we're playing, do we want to go We've through some of these missions? missions? I think you said what they are, but we, did, we haven't really gone through any. Kind of... f- oh, did, uh, have you not covered the uh, the choice picks? Well, you, I was uh, about to, but Mike got a bit excited. excited. Oh no, no, no! Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll go we'll go for the choice picks. So, alongside our personal draws, just for the podcast guys, we haven't been shown the full draw. We'll be seeing it the same time this podcast is released, alongside everyone else. But Tim has let slip a few of his personal choice straws so I'll let him explain exactly why he's chosen those and what to watch out for if anyone finishes the game early okay so yeah I, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I, I, I told the guys about their draws and um, I basically just scanned down the list to see if I recognised any names uh, playing other names I recognised uh, so nothing you know, nothing more than that um, so I think you know how about we start with a biggie so um, I've not even told the Scots uh, the draw, uh, so I have kept it very quiet. It's only only also the podcast uh, that n- knows some of the draw, but I have teased them a little bit so that one of them has drawn Master of the Universe Gaz Jones. Gaz Jones. So I think Bernie erupted into fits last night, but he'll be pleased to know that he has avoided it. And it is Scotland's very own James McNaughton who has yeah, drawn was, Gas. Bernie was oh. great to me today, fair, and he was playing Gas, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, do, do you want to go through their list, or...? 
Yeah, it's doing quick one because we know him. So Gaz's Master of the Universe's list is Summon Seer, uh, two units of five, five Fire Dragons in Wave Serpents, two units of five Dire Avengers in Wave Serpents, two Wraith Knights, and two units of Legion of the Damned with all Melters. He's uh, making a little mirror list. And four Wave Serpents, don't forget those. Yeah, the uh, the Dire Avengers and Fire Dragons yeah. in Wave Serpents. Yeah. So Gas is. is uh, Gas so is going for some Imperials around here. You don't know. This is this is big news. I know. Yeah. So if anyone's looking on Facebook, you've seen him. He's actually been trying to paint them, uh, which is probably hurting his soul having to paint Imperials. But he's uh, he's been managing it in the past few days. Better chasing bastard. Yeah, he's copying my, my list I used to leak. If anyone remembers listening to that, we went for a practice. Game. I'm like, guys, try this list. It works. Try this. He's like, oh, I don't know. It's Space Marines. And then liked them so much. In the end, he's <laughs> gone and bought and painted them himself. What a net, what a net, what a net list, uh... I reckon he's a secret fanboy. So, what's James bringing then? James is bringing the filth, like, on steroids. Oh, well, is the that fun, Hornets? The, the, fun, Hornets. the funniest thing with James's list, he actually submitted a Highlander. Eldar list originally, um, but I believe Bernie pulled rank and made him change to a filthy. It's so far <laughs> from Highlander this list, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got his list. Uh, I haven't got it in front of me. Is anyone got it in front I've of me? I've got them? it here. Yeah. He's yeah. Got a here on a bike with a stone. Two squads of Dire Avengers in Wave Serpents. Five Scorpions in Serpent um, with the Ghost Walks Matrix. Uh, three times three Hornets uh, with the Pulse Lasers. Um, and then a Wraith Knight and a Warp Hunter. That's Nine Hornets. Should we go through what a Hornet is? Because just in case anyone's been living, should we just go through what a Hornet does? Because some a lot of people are going to be seeing these things and yeah, knowledge yeah. power, isn't it? So does anyone know exactly what a Hornet does, how it does it, and how many go shots it's got? Go. Andy will do. <laughs> So Hornets, uh, two hull points, fast skimmer, uh, armor 11, 11, 10, I believe. Ballistic score 4. Um, I thought and... they were armor 10, aren't they? 11. They're armor 10 all around. Yeah, pretty much 11. Well, fuck me. Yeah, it's a little, little rhino, but with two hull points. Um, then the problem with them, which is why people go crazy about them, is they're fairly cheap for 70 points base. But you can buy, so you buy the guns, they come with, you have to take two guns. They're not twin linked, they're separate. Uh, and you can buy pulse lasers for them, which for five points each. So for 80 points, you get yourself the vehicle I just described, plus it has four shots at that ballistic score four. Uh, range 36, I believe. Uh, 48, yeah, straight eight AP2. So four shots each. So people have got nine, so a score of three. So it's <coughs> a lot of shots. Yeah, crazy amount of shots, and uh, they can also they've got an ability. I'm not sure what it's called, but they can they turbo boost uh, flat out. Sorry, and they're fast skimmers, so they can flat out 18, and then still snap fire afterwards. And also they have scout, so they get in where they want to be. And star engine. Yeah, that's the star engines is the uh, turbo boost thing, isn't it? No, no, uh, they've got, got star engines as well. Oh, that's the. Uh, Ignore crew, shake, and stunned, something like that, isn't it? Star engines means they can flat out up to 24 inches instead of 18. 
Ah, yes, yeah, sure, yeah. So they can actually move. Spirit stones, they? They actually move 36 and, and still fire. Yeah, fire your flies in the rear and stuff like that. Uh, but, so uh, there's so many special rules for such a cheap tank. Um, well, and, 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 I say with this as well, you can have the fast here with guide and prescience as well, can't you? So. Yep, guide, prescience, and then slap him with summoning. So he's got all three. Uh, and he can, yeah, he can. Uh, can make the twin links so that there's so, so much damage with, that, with the amount of shots for the points it's unbelievable and he can still have an army afterwards it's like oh Bernie what have you done yeah Bernie what have you released oh, into the world <laughs> but there's they're not even ETC you won't even see them at the ETC I don't understand people who bring these things who will go to the ETC there's no practice going on there <laughs> it is certainly unrelated no, is, is Josh coming <laughs> yes Josh is, so I guess he's yeah. got his hornets then. <laughs> uh, they've arrived, I believe Nathan's got a painting for him. Oh, Nathan. Oh, Nathan. Tim, give Nathan overtime, make him work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, do you want the next one? Go for it. Yep. So, my next pick uh, is, uh, I believe, former winner uh, Alex Harrison. Uh, of uh, well, formerly of England, I don't know if he's he's still around the ETC team or not. I've uh, seen Alex um, forever. No, he, we um, joined the Air Force uh, as a a, a Rosa. Um, so he's, I believe, he's all passed through his training. So he's he's been doing well with that. Uh, so I think this is one of his first tournaments back, and he has drawn Rowan Sheridan, who uh, I believe is he former Irish captain yeah, former. or. Yeah, so um, I mean, I, I picked this because um, nothing against Alex, but possibly a little out of practice. Uh, and Rowan has been playing Necrons as far as I'm aware since the, um, the current Codex was released, so he knows his list. Uh, you know, decent player. Um, so you never know, maybe a Northern Irish upset on the cards. Yeah. What's Alex taking? Tau. Tau. So he's doing the, uh, the Nova Open thing, is he? I can't quite remember what he's using, but I just know he's using Tau. Oh, yeah, isn't it like a... Just quite an all-rounder Tau list. It's not like... It's not super spammy in any area. It's got like his... Got his mark-like drones. He's got his commander for them. He's got some sniper drones. He's got a couple of Skyrays, a couple of Riptides, some broadsides. If I remember, it's not that spammy. It's what? Got the firebase cadre. Oh right, okay. So he's got like six or nine broadsides. So he gets three rules basically. So six broadsides. Yeah, yes, tank hunting mm. everywhere. Yay! Yeah, it should be interesting. Eh? I don't, I don't foresee a, an upset. Really? I think uh, mm. Harrison will just get. Yeah, I think so. Have a look at Rowan's list. There's Rowan's list. Who's the same as Rowan's? I think Rowan's got some of the new uh, Shield of Bow Exterminatus uh, Necrons. So Ooh, he's got yeah. the um, yeah, he's got the uh, the reroll ones for his saves. Uh, he's got yeah. Uh, I think he's he's still got the is it Blade of Eternity, Edge of Eternity. Uh, the yeah. I mean, is... precision strike. 
Yeah, it's a weird one. What I think what we've come up with, it hits on twos, but causes causes precisions on sixes. Oh, that's not what it says. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, we, I mean, actually, I discussed it with Rowan, and he's um, happy with that ruling. Um, oh, it's, Rowan. It's, well, it's, it's, it's written very weirdly, uh, because all it says is on a 2+, plus, it gains the Precision Strike special rule. The Precision Strike special rule is on 6, it causes is the Precision Strike. Is that not almost the same as so, the Vinica Assassin wording, though? Uh, I wouldn't know top of about looking at that wording. Anyway, it's ruled, he's happy. The big question is, what is a solar thermosite? That is the reroll ones for his saves. Right. Solar thermosite, that's a good word. So he'll have a two up, he's got two up armor, three up invulnerable, uh, reroll ones. That like a Necron STD. He... <laughs> yeah. And he gets to reroll his Skepma Cups if he rolls a one, doesn't he? And he's, uh, he's, not in a, um, he's not in a vehicle, is he? He's not in a barge. What? The Overlord, I don't think. I, th I thought he was. No, transports are just night zones. I know. He has uh, command, but uh, he's just up there. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. The command barge. The command barges with the um, the army list are, are really weird now because I think chariots they're not classed as dedicated transports. It's like war gear now. Right. So, so some people have got it as part of their description. Some people have got it as transports, and I've not really got overly excited about. One way or the other. Fair um, enough, good man. Uh, let's see Rowan's list. So, uh, what I have said though is the command bar, uh, reroll ones, doesn't apply to the command bar. Oh. Uh, much like the. I know. Much like the uh, GTs ruled on the invulnerable save, only affecting the overlord, not his barge. Oh, let's give the give the dog a bone. Taking all the cool rules away from him. <laughs> I hope he plays you and me and you go, yeah, just use him like that, and then cry and cry because of it. <laughs> well, he's, he's Warlord as well, and I think uh, on that table, isn't it, a six gives it, it will not die. Yeah, so it could be a very tough Lord. He's got Mind Shackle. Could be an interesting, yeah. But that's it, because he's a chariot, he can choose who to tank on. Yeah. Um, so with with reroll ones to a Palmer save, um, he's yeah, he's very tough. Yeah. Only a reroll on a four up though should be remembered for this event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're we're thinking of stuff within the rules, aren't we? That that Rowan is going to use and Alex is going to use. Obviously, we've got Alex's shenanigans as well. With all that <laughs> trick that's never left him. There's going to be some sleight of hand. There's going to be. Well, you know what Alex is like. Everyone knows what Alex even is Alex like. Even Alex knows what Alex is like. <laughs> even yeah, even Alex knows what Alex is like. I think it's a really bad matchup for him personally. I don't see how he kills uh, broadsides and just shoot the crap out of him. Depends what Alex shoots at, I suppose. That's his barge lord, by the sounds of it, runs right into them and just goes lol lol lol. Yeah, he's got Alex has got to deal with the barge lord, doesn't he? Well, he's eight, AP two strength seven, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I just think they're going to get shot to crap. I don't think they're going to survive this table. There's two plus three rolls He's got three tank hunting units. Okay, you might tank on the Lord, but they're going to take... If he tanks on the Lord, he's going to take, like, ten armor saves every time he shoots with the broadsides. They're not going to last that long. It's two plus three re-roll? Two plus three four up. It's not yeah, two, two up, up four up, isn't it? Of course. Rowan, you're fucked. Robbo, let Rowan your dice. Uh, no. 
It's not. It's not. It's not terrible. It's not like the absolute worst. But I, the barges aren't great against town. I try. I use it a lot. It's, yeah. They they can't get in range, and the tank hunting broadsides just absolutely annihilating. Yeah. I think I think it's it's the age old thing with Necrons. It it comes down to um, what I find with Necron barge lords. Either they fell there first, it will you know get back up, or they just keep passing them for fun. Uh, you know, and if he can make, keep if he keeps making it, then it doesn't matter how many wounds he does to him. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think you know, I think you're right. Alex has got the shooting. It's just whether or not Rowan gets lucky. Uh, if he gets lucky and gets into combat, then you know, who knows? Luck of the Irish. Ah, uh, not the Irish. They're unlucky, those guys. <laughs> what about the uh, the luck of the Pikachu? The luck of the Japanese. Japanese song. Whichever one you want to use. We've got an address. Sorry, a Pikachu in address. There's a little image. You, uh, would you like another draw? Yeah. I think you guys will like this one. Uh, so we have um, one of the nicest ga- uh, guys in... Uh, <laughs> Freudian slip, <laughs> <laughs> One of the nicest gays. <laughs> who's, <laughs> who's, whose name am I going to say now? Um, we have Courtney the Hero Rhodes uh, of Team England. <laughs> Nice and he, <laughs> yeah, he is uh, playing off, playing off against um, Wells's own Gary, the Gary Morgan. Morgan. And I think it's quite funny because Gar- isn't Gary? Doesn't he play a lot of Hawk uh, armies or used to play a lot of He's used to playing against armies? Rich. That's his, his brother. Son, his son, not his yeah, brother, Andy. Gary's been Gary's been playing Hawks forever, hasn't he? Courtney so, has a few orcs with him. Gary has a lot of models in his army as well. Yeah, some, almost. Yeah. Ha- what's, what's Courtney- so what? What's Courtney got? What's Courtney got? I'm thinking he's going to outnumber him at least list. ten to one. More well, I can tell you to start with. Whilst I go to his list, he's got the green tide uh, formation. Right. So a bucket so, of boys. Uh, I hope Courtney is planning to play quickly, otherwise he's going to get time penalties this weekend. Uh, so yeah, Courtney, he is, uh, he's got combined arms detachment orcs with green tide formation. Uh, so the combined uh, arms detachment is a war boss on bike with boss pole, power claw, lucky stick. Uh, he has mad doc grotznik, everyone's crazy pain boy. He has a unit of seven tank buster boys. He has a unit of 10 boys with knob and a unit of 11 boys. The unit of 10 are in a truck. Uh, he has four death copters, 15 looters, two looted wagons with kill cannons. And then we move on to the green tide, which I believe is uh, uh, it's an orc war boss and 100 orc boys, which I believe form one big mega unit. Yeah. Uh, War boss has got power claw. Uh, there's three knobs with power claws. Uh, All suspect... with Fiona Payne. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad Doc Grotznik's going to go in there, and the War boss and bike might hide in it for a bit as well. And that's all one big unit, is it? Yeah. 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 How is Mad? No wonder he's a Mad Doc Grotznik if he's got a hundred boys to sort out with the pain department. That's crazy. Yeah. What's funny is they got they've all got rampage as well, which is like the most useless <laughs> rule with a hundred boys. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I would worry if they ever get to use that rule, something's going horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah, 101 oh, boys. Oh, there's only one left. 
Nice. Yeah, well, you can take you can take ten squads of thirty boys if you really want to. You can have three hundred in the squad. I remember Mad Doc Rock's old rule used to be uh, him and his unit had to move towards the closest unit, and we were Glory playing. A, yeah, <laughs> we, were, we were playing. Well, we were playing an apocalypse game, and one of the guys had this formation. So I deep struck my Furios and its drop off behind the unit, and uh, they had to run backwards. On a yeah, it was, I think it was something like it was two twelve by four foot tables put together in a big Z, and so basically just to run away into the corner. But um, well, I think I think they've they've freed them up from that rule now, haven't they? Yeah, really. Yeah, just, you get lots of extra attacks on the charge now. It's plus one attack, so it's, yeah. well, it's plus two attacks on the charge, isn't it? Rather than one rampage. Uh, is the other one. I really picked this because obviously it's you know Wales versus England etc. Um, but I don't know what you guys think. But was it three wave serpents, three knights versus infantry orcs? <laughs> I think Gary might be. Uh, he doesn't have a lot trouble. of in there though. No, he's got Gary rolls. Yeah. Uh, if Gary knows what he's doing, I'm not with the uh, the knights. I'm not sure if he's practiced at all, but he just get lucky sixes on them stomps. Just removes removes all those bosses and pain boys and shit. I think I think they might. I don't think he even cares about feeling the pain. Nothing. His whole army basically ignores no pain. All they do is tie that just that big up in combat with one, maybe two knights, and deal with the yeah. power claws. And then he's laughing. Yeah. And I know. I know. Cole. I mean, at one point, with the uh, with the with the big unit, he if he just wants the 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 knight to die, and then the explosion <laughs> will kill the entire unit. Yeah, that's true enough. Yeah. yeah. That's big. I I wasn't sure why Courtney's got the war boss in the green tide. I know he gives the he lets him war every turn, but I would have. I think the or, the warlord traits are better. Um, personally, strategic ones are better for that unit. When you can get infiltrate on them as well. Well, yeah, infiltrate, you know, and move through cover and ruins and stealth and ruins and uh, all those things are really good. Yeah, with the thinking cap on one as well. Well, yeah, any thinking at all there? Well, he's gone for the lucky stick. Lucky, because you can't have the lucky stick and the um and thing. So he's gone for the plus one weapon over the um under the the thinking cap. But that possible weapon skill is good as well. That's you know hitting on freeze now. Yeah, that many boys is awesome. Yep. I know Courtney's had bad experiences with knights in the past. He's not a biggest fan of playing Adlands, so that might affect have a little bit of mentality effect on there as well. But uh, they're both good players. They both know what they're doing, so could be interesting. And they've played each other lots. Did they play at the Six Nations? Uh, didn't they? Gary, I, I think they did. Couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Yeah, I think I think Gary Gary stole it, so Co will be looking for some some revenge. And then I think the, there was the one more that you'd picked out was looking a bit special, Tim. Yeah. So um, uh, so yeah, teasing the Scottish guys last night. Obviously, telling that one of them was playing Gaz Jones. Uh, what I didn't also point out that uh, one of the Scots has drawn a guy called Mike Porter, uh, who I believe finished third at yes. Heat 3 uh, with uh, his Space Marines. So it looks like uh, Mike has a similar list. So let me just get his list up. It says... Mike 
It should be clan, yeah, clan or can supplement iron hand chapter tactics. So a single combined arms detachment. Uh, here's a chapter master, power fist, artificer armor, or what was it? What did a uh, princess say earlier? Artificial Art armor. Artificial artichoke. Artichoke armor. Space wing bike and the gorgon's chains. Uh, that's a warlord. His second HQ is Master of the Forge. Uh, that's because he's got uh, three relic tanks, which I'll come on to in a second. Master of the Forge is a combi melt on all specs. His troop choices are he has a um, five-man tactical squad with combi melter in a drop pod. He has, looks like, five, uh, three five-man bike units, two with two grav guns each. He has a Contempt Mortis Pattern Dreadnought with twin uh, assault cannons. And then in his three relic tanks, he's got he's got two uh, Sicarian battle tanks. Uh, doesn't look like they've got sponsons, though, so I think is it just the the big auto cannon on the top, isn't it? Um, and then he has a relic whirlwind Scorpius. Uh, again, he hasn't he hasn't taken the named relic, though, for the yeah, Ignore's I, cover. I remember talking to him uh, at one of the events. It might have been Heat 3 or the team event. Just asking why he hadn't. He just said he didn't like to be that guy and take it. He's happy for the rest of his army to do the lifting and not feel bad for having an Ignore cover whirlwind. But he has got one more unit, which is, for his Lords of War choice, he has taken uh, the Knight Lancer from mm -hmm. Forge World. Serestus. Which one? Is that the one with the AP3 frame? No, it's, it's the Knight Lancer. No, no, the, no, the one with the, the Knight Lancer. Knight Lancer, <laughs> So he's got the five up invulnerable all the time. Um, right. He can't put his Ion Shield into the rear, um, but he does get, I think it's a six-shot, 18-inch... Some that strength six or seven AP two, concussive shooting, and then he gets uh, plus one initiative on the charge. And I think he, he's Where actually really good at killing other knights. Yeah. Yeah. So what? So, uh, like we were saying with the with the uh, the hornets, um, I see a lot of Sicarians. What are Sicarians do? I know what the relic whirlwind is. I think everyone's seen those, but the Sicarians, I've not really heard much about them. What do they do? I think Basically, uh, they've got outflank. Um, they ignore Jink, which is massive. Uh, and then they have a, I think, is it a twin linked four shot auto cannon? It's Rending. six shot. Six shot. And, a, and they've got a heavy bolter. And what's the, what's the armor it's on a it? Predator. Yeah. Predator. Yeah. Same size as a Predator as well? Or a bit it's a little bit bigger. Is it not a bit quicker as well? I don't know if it's got any special orders. Is that just the outflank? Rams is probably the best bet here, but I don't know if he's still around. It's uh, ignore, ignore Jink. Yeah, I can't remember. I thought I thought they had some some uh, ability based. on I know their they speed. can move twelve um, and just fire the main gun because it's just a one weapon. I'll keep, so keep talking. I'll bring it up. a little bit quicker. Just being able to actually move. Yeah. And still fire. Majority of its effectiveness. If you want, uh, we'll come back to this in two seconds. If um, his opponent is uh, my illustrious captain Bernard Lee, uh, so Bernie avoid Gaz, but he's got Mike, and I believe they paid at Heat Three. Not entirely sure of the result, uh, but if someone wants to go through his list whilst I look at the rest of the Sakarian rules, feel free, Mike, if you've got them open still. 
Uh, Bernie has gone for uh, Farsight, I think he's gone for Tau. So he's gone for an Ethereal with two drones, uh, Riptide um, with Fusion Blaster, um, Velocity Tracker. He's gone for three of those, I think. Um, uh, he's got, uh, what's he got? A crisis Team um, with drones. Um, marker drones and whatnot. Uh, another crisis team, so a little minimum troop choices. Then he's gone for the Allied Eldar Codex for a Farseer with the Summoning Stone, five Fire Dragons in a Wave Serpent, uh, two squads of five man Dire Avengers, and a Wraith Knight. So standard Eldar ally with a little bit of triple Riptides in the uh, in the tower. So that's a hard matchup, I just imagine. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's uh, a, I think... That's a close game, I think, that one. Yeah, so the, the Sicarian uh, is... A, it's a fast tank, so it is a bit quicker. Um, yeah, 13 all-round, including the rear, three hull points. Um, it, do, it comes with extra armour as standard, as well as uh, searchlight and smoke launchers. And then, yeah, you've already gone over the gun and the fact that it ignores Jink. The, um, just to say, the, the Sikaran got FAQ'd to be not 13 all round anymore. Oh, okay. So okay. It's in the, um, they, it was a mistake on their, in the first book they released and they, they stupidly didn't correct it. Well, it's on the uh, Forge World site, is it? Yeah, it's on the Forge World site. Okay. Cool. So everyone, make sure they're not using the 13, 13, 13 one. It is just a predator. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that's why, why I picked that because um, you know Bernie's a good player, but uh, I think Mike has shown uh, I've not I've not really heard of him before Heat Through, um, but he, you know did very well there. And I think did he not stand in for somebody at the team event as uh, well? Stand I think he English was teams. just on, picked for be on the team rather than as a stand-in last minute. But I'm not sure if he was okay the first choice. I think they were just trying to get him involved after his Heat Free performance. Yeah, he's taking the. Uh, yeah, I played against him at the team events, and that list is a very good, well balanced yeah, list. I think I ended up playing him as well, and we had like three or four models at the end of the game between us. But it's a, it's a lot more firepower than it seems on paper. And is a really not a guy. That'll be a fun one to watch. Good luck, Bernie. I believe you may need it, sir. Okay, the errata for the Sicarian side and rear armour is 12. I don't think it'll make much difference, but yeah, it does uh, does make it a slight plus. Yeah, so 13 front, 12, 12. So it's... I'm just very surprised you didn't take the, the upgrade on that Relic Scorpius, because that's, for me, that's like 35 points in the bag. I would, I would, yeah. I would drop everything for that. And he's, he's got upgrades. He could, he could adopt. Yeah, for I think it, he so. would, like I was saying before. He just doesn't like to take it for personal reasons. It's like a, the biker sergeants. I mean, they're expensive. The, also the, the, oh, the, um, oh, the common melters on the on the master forge is, is for me is just dead money. I, I know he's going in the tactical squad, but I just think it's yeah, all those extra little bits. James, he's just a decent human being, and you're 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 calling him out on it. That's not good. He's just he's just being a nice guy, not trying to take the overpowered shit. He's already got 
a really nasty tank. So you're not pulling any punches by taking that. So. <laughs> it's like the acceptable face of Forge World he's doing. It's like the poster child. Not the fucking 12 hornets with wazoos coming out their ass and everything else. <laughs> so this is the nice Forge World. Sickerins are nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't mind Sickerins. It's like, okay, well, go ahead. Can't jig on my wolf anyway. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so that's the pick of matchups then. Uh, everyone else who hasn't seen the draw yet and is listening to this probably should head over to Facebook or will it be on the Warhammer forum as well, Tim? It will be in both places. It will be in both places, so yeah. Well, um, what I'll probably be doing is I'll be posting up uh, five draws at a time um, just so if people want to comment on the Facebook draws that they're not being like swamped. Uh, the list document will go up, the podcast episode will be up, and I'll make sure everything is copied over to the warmer forums, just to, you know, if people don't use Facebook as often. Uh, but yes, everything will be, uh, well, if you're listening to this, you know, it's probably been up for an hour or so by now. Tim? Mm-hmm? Do you think it would be a wise idea to go through how to score a, a, a mission, like with you telling everyone how it's done? to save you some time on I the day. Yeah, I was just going to say, oh, there's going to be that many people on. on the day who haven't listened to this, that you probably have to go through it on the day anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, but... Yeah, I mean, you've got people... I mean, it's the same scoring system as the GT. Um, and what have you had? About 100, 120 Something unique like players? Maybe, maybe 100 unique players. And I thought the majority of them are going to be at Caledonian. Yeah, uh, we've we've obviously done winter warm up. We use the same scoring system at uh, my team. Has, um, so it's been around a bit. Um, I mean, we'll go through it quickly. It'll only take a couple of minutes. Um, yeah, it's just it's just helping along, really. You know, when they're when they're filling it in, and the last thing they want to be doing is uh, getting it wrong. Okay, so each um, each mission has a primary, a secondary, and the tertiary is the same for all games. Um, so uh, the primary mission is what you'd call the Eternal War missions or your 6th edition missions. Uh, so if you take round one, for example, that's Big Guns Never Tire. So there's five objectives that are worth three victory points each, and each heavy support choice that's destroyed is worth one victory point. And uh, at the end of the game, all you need to do is work, up, uh, work out the um, VPs that uh, each player scores. So if Mike and Matt were playing, they would total up their objectives, total up the destroyed heavy support choices, and um, it's just simply the winner gets... Uh, if, if if one person wins the primary, they get 10... He says he goes to the scoring system, make sure, yeah. So the yeah. winner would get 10 points, the loser would get nothing. If you draw on victory points of the primary, you each get five tournament points. You then move on to the secondary, and the secondary missions are your Maelstrom missions. And again, you total up the points from your card. Um, just to say, if anyone's not um, got cards, uh, there will be packs of cards on sale for £4 each. And uh, that, you can buy those on registration. Uh, so yeah, you to- total up your points, and again, the winner gets six points this time the loser would get zero and if you draw maelstrom you get three points each and then and the just, tertiary, to, just to clarify tim that you can only ever score two maelstrom objectives per turn so yeah you can't so that, yeah two per so it's, turn. It's, 
It's a restricted 18-card deck. Um, so the first six cards are effectively score objective 1 to 6. Uh, you then got 12 cards which involve other stuff. Um, six are worth, uh, five are worth two victory points for doing generally like three things or, you know, um, uh, doing a few things and then the rest are all worth a point for like, you know, killing a flyer or killing uh, a character, that sort of thing. Uh, so no objective can be more than once per each player. Um, I think we were chatting about the loot yes. mission. To say that that didn't count in that one, as in you could score both. I think can... if you allow them to score both, then otherwise you could score your opponents and then have yours in your hand. You could never score until they've scored it. So yeah, I think so... that mission is the one exception. Yeah, so you. Yeah, so no, no objective may be scored more than once than each player from each hand, if that makes sense. So yeah. normally it's only your own eighteen, but in the loot mission thing, it's loot, yes. isn't it? Well, yeah. it's effectively what loot is, so you can steal your opponent's secure objective, whatever. Um, unachievable objectives based on an opponent's army. Um, and what I would say by opponent's army is it's really based on their army list. Um, so if they haven't got a flyer in their list, you can discard the Sour of the Skies card. Um, but Lively, if it's just... Uh, summon, sorry. Well, a, a summoning, um, I would play it that at the point when you draw the card... If based on their army you couldn't achieve it, you may discard. You don't have to discard them. Um, but then, if they've summoned a flying monstrous creature, then you wouldn't be able to uh, discard that but card. But you can if they have horrors which have possession, which may lead to. Because at that point, yep. they may not cast the power. So he doesn't have one. Well, that's it. They, they, may, they may spend the entire game not casting that. Um, but equally, you might decide. Uh, you want because some missions you you find that you've actually got space in your hand to hold a few cards. Uh, say um, some of the missions allow you to hold up to six cards or whatever, uh, and maybe you've got three. You you not to discard it, um, but you know that's that's down to their choice until there is a flying monstrous creature in that sort of situation. And then the final one is uh, you can't score more than two objective cards per game turn by. Each player. Oh, just sorry. Can I just ask one question? Um, the um, the you know the, for the main mission, for something like scouring. If someone summons screamers, they count for the extra bonus point, right? Because they're a fast attack to us. Uh, I think it's in the GTFAQ seconds. I think it says they don't count because they don't occupy a fast attack choice slot. Two seconds. And this is going to sound like a silly question, um, but I, I, it confused me for a little while. But um, with summon demon units that are troop choices, their no. objective is secured, right? No. no. They're not. Right. So everyone remember that. If someone summons demons, they're not objective secured. So the, the fast attack should, shouldn't count then, should it? It should go either one way or the other, shouldn't it? So well, I, the, I just... the, the thing is, for the objective secured, is because they're... They're a, they're a troop choice, but they're not in your CAD detachment. That's why they don't have the objective secured. They're not secured. part of that force org chart. They're not part of your force org chart, whereas, but they're still troops. They're still, still occupied yeah. troops. But they're not objective secured. Because really. you could have allies which are still troops, or still fast, but not obsec for Just because... Or well, not allies, a bad example, but certain detachments. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right, cool. Yeah, I'm just having a quick scan out, uh, scan over, to see if I can find it. Uh, does someone want to talk about the tertiary missions? I'll let Adam talk pack. about it, because he's read That's it. Matt. Evan. <laughs> Adam. It's alright. So, I know you got first strike. Both players get a chance to get first in the first turn. Uh, I think that's the only change, isn't it? Then you got Warlord and Line Breaker. Yeah, yeah, Warlord and Line Breaker, and then you got First Strike, which I think was originally suggested by Neil Kerr a year or two ago. Um, so you can only get First Blood in your first turn, but each player can score it. Yeah, it's a good little change, I think, for a, for a single tournament, anyway. Uh, so yes, I don't that think this rule is going to jump out at me anytime soon. So yeah, all that gets bundled in in the tertiary, doesn't it? So you've got um, first blood, you've got uh, line breaker. So as per normal, so someone at the in the enemy deployment zone at the end of the game Not and stay the board zone within 12 inches now, which matters to things like hammer and within. Oh, within 12 inches of the and, of sorry, the. On the third board, okay, right. Um, so yeah, so you get um, obviously a point for winning all of that. Um, if you've got three points, say Matt's only got two points, then you would win the tertiary. You get four points. Matt would get zero. If you both just get slay the warlord, for example, then uh, you both get two points each. So that all adds up, primary, the secondary, and the tertiary to a twenty-nil system. So there's going to be lots of twenties. There's probably going to be lots of 16s, so it's important to get every single last point, especially you in a five-round tournament. Sorry, no, I wasn't listening. You also get 20 if you table your opponent, don't you? So. Yes. That's another strategy if you want to get 20. Yeah. Yes, that's right, isn't it, Tim? So you don't have to go and do any silly business with going getting the objectives after you've yeah, tabled. Yeah, no, that's correct. So, um, so I'll just uh, I have put it into the rules pack. So this, there's two things with that. So. Um, before the tabling, um, sometimes models get bonus victory points for doing certain things, um, unless it's otherwise stated these will count for your primary mission. Um, so I think, is it course Karakhan can get, does he get extra VPs yes. for killing characters oh, and challenges? Or which is probably the one that will come up most often. You, you get a bonus point. Yeah, so uh, and, unless it's, it's scored in a particular type, so unless it says it uh, in addition to your know slaying the warlord or whatever uh, it will count to your primary and then yes yeah, so for a tabling if you concede your game um, so if you quit uh, you receive zero game points and zero victory points and uh, your opponent will receive the maximum gaming and victory points um, if you both decide to call a game early this is not classed as conceding so perhaps you get to the end of term four and it's a stalemate um, you might decide just to knock it on the head, you know, if, if time's wasting. Um, but yes, so, uh, and then if you table your opponent, and we mean sort of removing all the models, you automatically gain full gaming and victory points for the mission. Um, so if you're playing um, Big Guns Never Tire, table your opponent, but you're only sat on two objectives, you would get all five objectives. However, your opponent still scores secondary and tertiary victory points achieved at the point of tabling. So if they've killed your warlord, but then you table them, 
they still score that one victory point for killing your warlord. Cool. So I think that's pretty much covered, isn't it? For the pack, for the for the scoring. Yep. So, um, yeah. So just to clarify that, just to make sure it's clear. So it would still be a twenty, but uh, the person who has been twenty nilled can still score some victory points. That's what I mean. I, th I think I've just where it says gaming and victory points, it should say tournament points and victory points. Uh, so it's just a small typo there. Sorry, as I was just reading it out, I just realised it's not quite clear. But yes, it would be twenty point win. Cool. So um, yeah, so I think that was my choice picks um, covered. Um, yeah. Well, we've got a few um, a few questions. Um, from the Facebook guys and from the Cali Fred that some people have asked. So go through those and anyone feel free to chip in with the answer. Mm. Uh, so, so Rob Edwards would like to know what army do we think would win Cali and Obviously, why? Obviously, I think Eldar are quite obvious contenders to win this. Share for the amount of them and the obvious power of the Hornets and Wave Serpents, as we keep discussing. Yeah. Eldar's a good shout. I think it'll be the person who gets lucky. Yeah, well, that's always the case, isn't it? Well, with five, with five round draws, a lot of it's going to be. Easy. Yeah. You could, you could avoid, you could whistle win Cali without playing a single Eldar. There's enough players to, to miss all. God, let's hope so. Well, I mean, yeah, I think one thing, actually, the army uh, sort of composition uh, or the spread is actually quite good. Uh, I know we've had some years where there's been a predominant codex where it's almost like a third of the event is one codex, uh, whereas I think, what was it, 33 for the Eldar out of 180? It's the best I can remember, actually, the spread. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so what's that, I think it reflects the, the, the game quite well, actually. You know, there's there's... There's quite a lot of parity between everyone at the moment. I think I think Eldar has still got to be favourite, um, but equally, I, you know, like I say, I think you can, you could go all weekend without playing Eldar. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, no, I have got a sneaky feeling Nids might win it. Nids is yeah. a show. but I think I think Nids will struggle getting most of them for the tabling. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty difficult, I think. So I think for a Nid player to win, it have to be they'll have to have a bit of a ground presence and they'll have to get a, a bit lucky, like everyone else. But I think that'll be the only one with Nids. The Maelstrom's not as easy. Um, anyone else? Any any other predictions? No one said Space Wars and Dark Angels yet. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> No one's still saying that, so that's a bit of a surprise. I don't think anyone's good to using them, though. <laughs> no, that's very true. <laughs> Especially when they're only strength four. They get worse and worse. Strength seven, <laughs> come on, we'll give you that. No, no, every, every, every time someone measures it, mate, they lose a point of strength. It's like when you when you say fairies don't exist. It's like one dies. <laughs> so, moving on, Bernie. Bernard Lee, he would like to know... In our collective and individual opinions, although not Andy, because he doesn't matter, who are the favourites to win and may? So we're looking for names, people. I think... Eric. Eric. Eric Hoeth, with his nasty list, may, may do very well. He's a very good player. Eldar, obviously. 
So we're just going to name some Eldar players uh, here, aren't we? I want to say Ramsey's pylons if he decides to turn up and not be Ramsey. He's yeah, true. Yeah. And Tony. Tony too. Yeah, I quite, I quite like Tony's. Which might be worth mentioning what's in his and Eric's list since we've not mentioned them already. Yeah, yeah, pretty go. So, who knows Eric's list off the top of the head? Not off the top of my head. I can bring it up. It's, it's a fairly easy list. I think it is, it's something like links. Uh, links. Uh, I think it's a links, two wave serpents with a summoning seer, nine hornets, and a sky shield. Talk amongst yourselves, I'll be there. Well, Dancing we can talk Bear. Tony's first, because I'm sure we all know that off the top of our heads. Yeah. So Tony has named his list the Death of Fluff because it's uh, ultramarine Tyranid hunters allied with Leviathan. So he's he's took the <laughs> Leviathan detachment, which has three flying hive tyrants with the usual upgrades, two mucid spores, you need three rippers with deep strike. Uh, there may be a Venomthrope in there. I can't remember off the top of my head. But then he has Cassius with his Stern Guard friends and six Storm Talons, which, because they're part of the formation, have the Infiltrate special rule. So he's starting with nine flyers on the board, which is... Yeah, on the ground, isn't it? Which yeah. Which is a lot of firepower. So it's it's absolutely ridiculous list, isn't it, really? Yeah, so he's given one of his tyrants the fighter race rule. Uh, my only concern might be because they're come the apocalypse allies. He's got a lot of flyers, and they might get a bit clustered. Uh, obviously, with the twelve-inch. Well, it's only a twelve-inch for. Yeah. How does how does it work? How does it work with the flyer? Sorry to interrupt. How does it work with the flyers? If you roll a one and you're a flyer, does that mean you can't move? You no, fall you the sky and you die. You line straight forward as far as I'm aware. But it, it's only a twelve-inch for deploying, which if he's infiltrating the talons shouldn't be too bad. And then after that, it's only six inches apart. So, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Dan, that's my. That's my. Well, I can't. I, I haven't got any ideas how I play that now. I was hoping uh, he was going to kill himself. Him turn one after he infiltrates. You can't do Why that, can't man. Because you? you can't charge after you infiltrate. Yeah. Or yeah, scout. You don't scout up. You just bait him into charge range somehow. <laughs> what? <laughs> nice. what, doing a dance at the table? Getting drunk. Do your best to come hither. Nice. Do you want to go over Eric's balance, go over Eric's balance list? Yes. Does he have a balance yes. list? Okay, well, he, he's got an Autark in the list. So he has a Farseer on jet bike with uh, the Stone of Anatlan. He has an Autark with Fusion Gun, who's the Warlord. What Two five <laughs> Die Avenger units in Wave Serpent with Hollowfield scatter lasers. He then has a nice round number of nine Hornets, all with two pulsars each. He has uh, a Vol's weapon, uh, ra sorry, Vol's Wrath support battery. So the three Shadow Weavers, and then he has the Lynx, which is a super heavy vehicle skimmer. Uh, I think it's only 12 all round, the six whole points. I think it's 11. Um, I, yeah, it's quite light, and I thought, because I played against one, 
at the team event, and I thought I'd have a quite an easy time against it. But it has Eldar Hollow Fields, which means for every hit you get, you have to roll another dice, and on a 4+, plus you do actually hit. And uh, what you can do with the links is um, effectively turn it into a flyer for a turn, and it can fly away. Um, so if you haven't got any dedicated anti-aircraft, it can fly away. You need sixes to hit it, but then if you get, you then have to re-roll, and it only hits on a four. Is it only once a game? Only a four if it's moved. Otherwise, it's a three. Okay. So can it can it only fly once no, per game? It can fly any time. But I don't think no. Because if it's movement phase, it can choose to become a flyer for that turn, but can't fire its weapons. Okay. So if he hasn't got a decent shot on, or he thinks he's going to get blown up or whatever, he can just fly away. And I, I thought, because I hit it with, um, with double gratitude, that I might be able to drop it, but then I forgot he's a super heavy vehicle, so I didn't care about the immobilised yeah. results. Um, and he's got Sonic Lance, which I think is the massive Hellstrom Flamer template thing, isn't it? Because the, other, the other one is like the two... Uh, large blast weapon, whereas I think the Sonic Lance is, is I it a think flame it's a Hellstorm that wounds on a 3 plus, if it's a poison AP 3, I think. And it's got armor bands. Oh, yeah, and uh, to make it uh, even better, you can give it a scatter laser for 10 points. So, as long as uh, it's not, so, I'm not sure if it's so important for this one. Although, will yes, it give it reroll to wound if it's twin linked? <laughs> oh, nasty. So, so uh, it, can, uh, it can hit anything as well, hit multiple things, and everything becomes twin linked. Yeah, the weapon is twin linked. That's like the old towel thing, isn't it? When you're firing your marker light thing, and then you can sky fire at something else, because it's all marker lit up. That's a bit of a hole, but there so we yeah, go. Hopefully, that's answered Bernie's question without actually answering it, because. Yeah, yeah, Bernie. <laughs> Bernie, it's not going to be you, oh, mate. You're fucked. He's fucked. He Sorry knows he's fucked, so it's all good. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I'm not, I'm not really sure. It's it's a massive lottery, isn't it? That's the thing with only, being only five rounds, which thank God it's only five rounds. Um, but yeah, that's the downside of it. We, there's there's going to be no clear champion. There could be like up to five people, I think, who could go undefeated with 20 nil scores. And so yeah, who knows? There'll be some juicy ones there. Yeah, I think it, I think it's six. Yeah, it's you, six. At the, going into going into the last round, there'll be eleven, and. You don't round down because the eleventh person would play somebody on uh, less points, so they could still win. So I think there could be. Yeah, I think it will be very unlikely, but it is possible, mathematically possible, to get six people on hundred points, which is why I'm doing the um, the hundred club awards. Yeah. Um, whilst whilst we've been chatting, I actually posted out the trophies today, um, so they've um, some pictures have gone up about that. Cool. Right, next question then. Eric from the 11th Company would like to know, in the current expected meta, how critical is the objective secured rule? If you've got nine hornets and there's nothing left to claim the objectives, it's not too bad. I find a lot of armies are tending yeah. to, rather than play the mission, go out and kill your opponent so they don't have anything to objective secure with. So... You normally get an uncontested objectives towards the end of the game because of the amount of firepower around. But I think it is still important for it could win you a game or claim an objective here or there. Especially with things like wave serpents everywhere, which are objective secured. 
because they're a pain in the ass to kill. Yeah, fast objective secured things, they'll, they'll always be around, won't they? Like jet bikes and whatnot. Yeah. And it's, to a lesser extent, drop pods and stuff like that, you know. It's the kind of army that likes to arrive late and leave a like, early. A bit like Mike in bed. Those are the army that love the objective secured. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Yeah, it, it's big, but I think not as vital as some first thought it would be when the books or for seven first came out. Yeah, that's spot on. Everyone thought it was going to be right. Well, that's everyone back to tax squads then, but it's not Especially really turned out that way. Gargles and then realised everyone got it, not just Skyblight. Yeah. But, you know, you never know. As long as games go beyond turn five, then... If there's anything left. Then it's good. Yeah, but when, when everything ends up on turn five, it's always done, then Objective Secured is, is worth its weight in gold. Well, that's it. I think it's unlike, you know, objective secured wave serpents are very nasty because they can sort of muscle their way into either uh, contesting or, or claiming objectives. Yeah, anything that's fast with objective secured will win games. Yeah. Little bastards. Right then, so we've also got a few other questions. Um... Timothy Verbeek would like us to discuss the missions I think we've done. Which armies do you think are going to fare well in the uh, in the Hammer and Anvil missions? So what armies do you think will work oh, in the Hammer and Anvil? Hornets. Long, long range ones. Sir. Yeah. Drop pods. Yeah. Saying that, actually, you know, the, you've got the um, the mass sort of Thunderwolf Cav character uh, list that can scout. Uh, or infiltrate, or something. You know, th th they because it's a narrow board, they can then really put the pressure on. I do uh, love that one. It's that's my favourite lawnmower mission, mate. That one because everyone yeah. lines up across the board and just nom 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 nom, nom and then yeah. then everyone was dead. It's, yeah, I played Joel, yeah, I played Joel Hume at uh, Heat Three uh, with my Eldar, and I was just penned in. Nothing. Yeah, you do. can't you can't get by it. You can't get beyond it. That's the problem. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, Matt Edmonds would like to know why Mike Collins is so goddamn sexy. So I suggest Matt gets his eyes tested. It must be the beard. It's the, it's the gingerness of it. Blonde on top, ginger in the beard. And I'll, I'll let Matt know what the balls are like later. Knowing Matt, he was probably drunk no, when he wrote it. Wouldn't make a, it wouldn't make yeah, a that difference. That doesn't narrow it down, does it? He could be like sober, you know that. <laughs> like. Uh, he also wants to know if we're going to do bets on the go for who is going to place the highest out of I all of us. I think we chumps. are talking about having an internal yeah. sweepstake, but we, that's <laughs> oh, that sounds graphic. <laughs> <laughs> internal sweepstake, yeah. Uh, find out what's actually in Mike's backfield once and for all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a loss in the dam model. I think he means leading the dam there, but yeah, we'll go with that. No. <laughs> I'm trying to clean this up. It's not working. Shit. No, oh, not. So who do who do you think is gonna? I think who think's gonna come top? Guys. I don't think Andy will because Andy's gonna flake it. Andy yeah. doesn't love his list anymore, He's so I don't think it'll be Andy. Andy's very emotional. I reckon it's gonna be James if he turns up. James will. What turn up? He'll be there. But he's going to. You know what James can be like sometimes. He decides to not be there even when he is. Yeah. Who do you think then? Well, he can't be. If, he, if it's no, Adam. It's not going to be Adam because I'll be above Adam. 
Uh, I'm going to be one place above you. By like on on victory what points. Are you gonna... I think Alex will do well. I like Alex's list. He's got a lot of tools there. So if he's if he's canny, he should do, he not... should do well. He's not used his tournaments, though, is he? That might get him down. But he did say he, he's taking a list that he wants to play. And if he loses a game, it'd yeah. be on him rather than something in the list. So, but... It's got one of us. Depends no. on the state I'm in. What am I? You can have... Go on, Mike. What am I doing to him? You, you can finish top. Go on. You can I, finish top. Uh, no, I doubt it. You know you will. I know the walls, but it's just it's matchup dependent, mine. And it if and even when with the good matchups, if I start rolling like a complete fool, then everyone so, dies. Yes. In answer to that question, we'll let everybody know on the next podcast once we actually do our sweepstake. And it's five or in, isn't it? I think as well. we said. Five or in. No, five. I'm not paying for twenty <laughs> quid for God's sake. Go make it at least fifty. Otherwise, I'm going to throw my games. There'd be no point well, paying for 20 quid. We can't afford I can a fiver buying ice cream. Can you, Adam? Well, I think you've got to buy beer, and you've got to buy me. I've got to buy you beer. Yes, you have. Gene's got to throw a game. And buy you beer. One or the yeah. other. We'll just win it. It'll be fine. So, yeah. Uh, we're all going to come the same amount of points, and it's going to be split on victory points in alphabetical order. Perfect. Right, Dave Williamson. Right, Dave Williamson that's, would that's like not to the know. tie-break. Oh, no, that's just how it's going to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, actually, who do you think out the podcast will finish the highest? Who do I think? Yeah. Uh, I'll probably go for you, Princess. I'll probably no, go for you, Princess. You know, I've got faith in you. Than his. Uh, yeah. uh, have you seen the list? Princess has beaten me. So he must be Everyone's beating you, Tim, anyway. <laughs> can't like that. Yeah, I, I still hold the princess trophy. You do, you do. Right then, move can on. I move on? Dave Williamson would like to know, whilst Caledonian Uprising has been very popular this year, do you think the overall 40k scene is shrinking in the UK? And if so, how do you see this having a knock-on effect to the tournament scene? I think it's partly shrinking and there's not as many events as there used to be. But then attendance is also a bit lower than it has been. I think Cali is just the shot in the arm that I think everyone needed. Everyone wanted a Cali, so I've actually made the effort to get a list and an army that works in seventh. So I think it'll it'll pick up after Cali, as long as Cali goes well. So no pressure, Tim. Oh yeah, cheers. Anyone else's thoughts? Adam, going to say something? With all the codexes out as well, I think people know. Where they yeah, are I more. think with the beginning of seventh, Adam's probably right there. Everyone was a bit like up in the air, and it took everyone a few months to, to sort their armies out. They had adapt them for seventh, learn the rules. So it's always slow for the first six months or so of any edition, and then hopefully now that little lull's over, it will pick up again. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, if they do a, a new Chaos Codex and it's good, you'll probably have about an extra 20 people going to the tournament. 
Yeah, they won't sell any models, though, will they? Because everyone's still got their three to five models waiting to no, go. No, because no one had actual Chaos Marines in that book. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Nine obliterators. Oh, mate, you weren't even born when that list, that list was out. Don't give me that shit. You weren't playing that list. You, it was 5th edition when you were 16. Yeah. Well, how long have you been Since playing 40k for? 11? In the womb. Jesus 11 Christ. years or something now? Oh dear. You are the prodigy, aren't you? 11111. Anyway. <laughs> nice prodigy impression. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <sighs> right, moving along swiftly. Uh, Duncan Blagrove's got a very long question here. Do you guys think the continued edition of Datelates will keep the meta fresh moving forward, or could it lead to so many different combos that TOs will have to introduce heavy comp? As a guy who has been playing non-competitively for longer than I care to remember, there seems to be so much choice out there, but in trying to make Orcs work, I'm having to rely on data slates and more powerful hills just to reach the lower mid-table obscurity. How can we bring balance to the Force, guys? Ban Forge World. Yes, I'm on with this. Forge World does not belong. Forge World has been asked by asked for by people who are fluffy, and then being abused by people who don't need any crutches. You know who you uh, are. Yeah, it's, it's probably fair. Uh, I mean, you've got some very powerful, obviously the Hornets, for example. You know, very powerful uh, Forge World units that's already in a powerful codex. Um, I know that. Uh, Cal Space Wing players, you know, would would miss their Forge World if uh, if they went because there's, there's, there's quite a bit in there. Depends if we got Heldrakes back or not. Um, I miss those. You still got them? Yeah, we have held turkeys. They're not the same. They're never the They've been made into a pie. <laughs> or, you know what? I don't give a fuck. Heldrakes, you can fucking rot in you hell your past. You mine, Mike, don't lie. I did, I did. I did, it, it, it helped me realise I could beat them just by, I don't know, throwing hammers at them from four. Uh, but to answer the question, I do think the mass of date states is keeping it fresh. There's a lot more variety in lists than there used to be, because there's more options. But trying to keep track of them all is becoming a little bit of a ball ache. But I can't see them getting comped too much. I can just see them, some events might allow certain things or people just have to learn and accept the fact that whereas before you might not know a few codexes, there might be a few more things you don't know and you have to learn. Yeah. Which is, is good for the yeah, game as a whole. I mean, I think after Cali, we're going to get rid of the comp entirely. I think, I think, I think that the comp is not needed now for the re-rolls. Possibly, we'll keep the invisibility one. Yeah, I think the re-roll does need to go now. Yeah, yeah. Then, if if there was a two plus two plus screamer council running around, we wouldn't see this many serpents. And you got to remember as well, the actual screamer council from six. Is not one event we it's, a, know. it's a different lesson. It's not as yeah. powerful. It's very weak. It hasn't got the shooting, which made it good in six. It so why hasn't it? Why hasn't it got the shooting now, Adam? Is it because you can't cast you more have than to one try power and cast them, and they're uh, harder to cast? Whereas before you just go, oh, I'll just yeah. do a leadership check and I'll fire forty-six shots. Now you're throwing a thirty dice to do the same thing. 
Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I think that's. I think we're out of questions now. Well, we're out of serious questions anyway. That's probably a good thing because we've been going for a while. Yes. Yes. That's what you get with the Allies Union's stamina. We start. Not content, but stamina. <laughs> <laughs> we start off planning. Oh, we'll just do a quick recording, and then it ends up being. What it's ten o'clock now. We started this at half seven. And we recorded a couple of days ago. So, enjoy the five-hour epic, which Alex... Yeah, looks like you've been listening to this part on the way home, I think. <laughs> the way home Alex will have had coming. fun editing all this, so... Well done, Alex. It's well. And everyone, stay around uh, for, the, um, for some Caledonian drinks. We don't want everyone just fucking off onto their own little group. We want to have a big social... Meet up for everyone. Well, so I think Saturday night. Um, I think uh, a lot of the sort of groups are arranging to go away for food. There's a, uh, a beef eater across the road. Um, couple, there's a couple of takeaways. So you can bring takeaways back to the venue, um, but hopefully everybody will then, once they've got some food, all come back to the venue. Um, they're planning to keep the bar open until late. Um, so yeah, a bit of social will be nice. To, you know, it's a bit and if community. anybody wants to come find us and say hello. Mike will be the one in the pink cowboy hat. Yeah, you're bringing no, it, are you? It's my mum and dad, so I've not got it with me anymore. Oh, I, I might get Andy to pick it up, actually. Why have your uh, mum and dad got it? Because I left it there. Because I've, I've, not, I've moved out, uh, if you didn't know. So when he was 16, he went round Cardiff and stole it from this Andy. other, like, prepubescent girl, and he wore it the next day, and I said, you got to wear that every day, because, you know, it was, it was a good lucky hat. the first time I met everyone. Never wore it I since. I too. It's like, it's like, yeah, but yeah, it's like five years so, and nothing. So Never yeah. wears it. And you won't wear Mesa tops either, so you're always a let down when it comes to clothes. <laughs> yeah, man. That looked good. Didn't... You're always wearing too much or not enough. Never right. Now it's just getting weird. Did <laughs> <laughs> you expect anything? Did you book a table no, at the pub? We're not going to the pub. We have a table. Well, I'm not telling you where. No, I'm seriously, where have you booked? I might ring up the pub and book a table then. You got the number. <laughs> One, two, three. Adam. Plus, Adam, you're not going to do anything like that at all. That, that that's someone effort. else's job. You don't have that. Yeah. The princess has got her minions. So, yes, yeah, as I was saying, <laughs> if anyone wants to come say hello, feel free. I'll be the one with the rainbow demons. That'd be everyone. <laughs> no, there's only three of us using them, and only one as main. So, yeah, Adam will be the one crying. And my mate, my mate Bert has got dibs on my bits. Will be the one who is acting like Hodor. Is that? That narrows it down, doesn't it? Yeah, but I'm sure if you ask Tim. He'll point you in our direction and you can come say hi. Yeah, Matt will sign any breasts that I put in front Rail of him. What has happened to this place? I don't recognize it anymore. It used to be so fun and special. What is life worth living for? 
dream is dead, our land is gone. There's a hole in my heart and I can't go on. There are too many minorities. Minorities. At my water park. My water park. This was our land, our dream. Our dream. And they've taken it all away. They just keep coming and coming. Minorities. I tried to go and tell the police. But even the authorities are minorities at my water park. So there you have it, over five hours of Caledonian Uprising preview coverage there for you. I have to say thank you very much for Tim King for being involved uh, in the podcast. Really appreciate you coming on board and giving us access and just working with us it was really great working with you thank you very much and all the best for the tournament we're really looking forward to it this weekend as I'm sure you can tell Uh, of course we are going to be recapping the tournament as well it might be next week it might be in two weeks time it's dependent on the cast members scheduling but uh, it is one of the biggest tournaments of the calendar we are 100% going to be giving it full coverage Uh, so we'll be talking to the potential winner hopefully and we'll be going through the podcast members' experiences at the tournament also. If you guys have got any feedback on the podcast, uh, apart from the audio issues that we know we had today, I apologise, we're getting back into the swing of things, trying to do a couple of different things and testing it out. Hopefully it will be uh, all well and good in the future. But if you've got any feedback, if you've got any questions, if you want any help with lists, any suggestions regarding tactics or strategies to deal with any specific problems that you're having with 40k, if you want some suggestions on how to grow your community in your area, feel free. Uh, if you've got any questions specifically for cast members as well, you can do that. Just leave a message on the wall on our Facebook page. The Facebook's facebook.com forward slash AOC podcast, or you can just search Allies of Convenience and we should come up. Also, if you're listening to us through iTunes, we'd really appreciate a positive review. Uh, Right now that Bell of Lost Souls have stopped doing the podcast reviews, it's quite difficult for us to get out there uh, as a podcast to new listeners. So things like that, positive reviews on iTunes, help us get recommended to people with similar interests, and it just pushes us up, um, which is is really helpful. Also, if you can share the links uh, that we post to the episodes... um, on our Facebook page if you can share those around that's brilliant or even just recommend us to friends at your local gaming group or in your area it all helps so we do this podcast for nothing with just the love of you know the hobby and the competitive scene and it'd be great if you guys you know could help us out get it to more people because that's that's really all we're doing it for to get our little podcast out there to as many people as possible so we'll see you real soon make sure you keep your eyes peeled and fixed to the Facebook page. We'll tell you when the next episode is with uh, Cali coverage. As I said, we'll be recapping our experience there and hopefully talking to the winner. We'll see you real soon. Take care.